Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The VLN on RS3. On RS3. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Good morning and welcome to RS Radio Show Limited's coverage of the latest VLN event, VLN 7. Me, Bruce Jones and Paul Trustwell will take you through all the action. It's a beautiful day at the Nürburgring. A bit colder than when I was there last weekend. More people wearing jackets, but it's clear sky. The track is dry, so enjoy the action with us through the next uh, nearly five hours. The race will start at 12 o'clock local time. 11 o'clock UK time. And if you want to keep up with everything that's happening on the European Le Mans series coverage, that's on Radio Show 1 RS1 from Spa-Francorchamps. But we've got the cars going out onto the track, working their way out of a very, very busy, crowded pit lane. Everyone wants to be down there. But the great news, Paul Trustwell, the circuit's dry, packed grid of cars as we get at pretty much every round of the VLN, a series that just continues to grow and grow. Yes, I've been looking forward to this one, actually. Um, the last time I was doing a VLN, you were here for the uh, VLN 6. The previous one that I did was a six-hour race, um, which added a little bit of variety to it and, uh, and just spiced it up a little bit with the longer race, just adding to the options that uh, you have for strategy and things. Um, with a four-hour race, you're, I would say you're limited on strategy, but uh, the amount of options to be clever are reduced. You're kind of talking about a 28-lap race, split into four fairly even segments of about seven laps each. Um, so um, it, it is a bit more restricted, but uh, nevertheless, I mean, you're right, the VLN uh, certainly has been a great success story. We had 150 cars, 159 cars on the entry list. Um, how many of them are actually going to be out there for qualifying? We're not quite sure yet because uh, the timing screen was uh, um, not made available to us at the right moment. But uh, anyway, uh, what we do have is a very full grid and we have um, a great race up at the front, as always, between uh, Porsche, Mercedes, Ferrari, um, any of those. And Lamborghini as well. They, uh, they finished third last time out. Well, yes, and I was pleased to see that because um, so often that, that Lamborghini has had problems, hasn't it? Yes, I mean, time and again, we We've seen it show great pace, and then, yes, something has befallen it. But uh, in VLN 6, the margin of victory was a mere 2.077 seconds between uh, Falcon Motorsports. Uh, Porsche ahead of its BMW, and that Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini was uh, tucked in behind. Christopher Brook and Michele Di Martino, they're paired together again this weekend. But it's a walking horse BMW on pole. Jordan Tresson, Rudy Adams and Hunter Abbott, who jumps around from series to series, former British touring car racer. He uh, seems to be getting his teeth into the VLN and they're top of the pile. But that's qualifying. We've got the four hours of racing coming up ahead and we'll see how it unfolds. But the best news of all is that race surface is completely dry. Just watching images of the car, cars going around to get work their way to the grid. But uh, yeah, all fine, all fair. Uh, at the moment, yes. Um, I'll just check the weather forecast, actually. It's 12 degrees uh, at the circuit at the moment. Um, it says zero precipitation for the next six hours. However, there is some rain forecast for about six o'clock this evening, local time, which should be after we've uh, nicely sorted out all of the uh, trophies. and. Yes, uh, they should have finished the podium ceremonies be, by then. Be in the pub by then. Um, however... Um, 
sometimes the weather in the Nürburgring doesn't quite do what the forecast is supposed to do. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that the forecast is accurate and the rain isn't actually uh, the the rain which is uh, scheduled to be this evening won't actually come till this evening. Um, but uh, certainly at the moment, uh, bright sunshine, good weather conditions, uh, and a great four-hour race in prospect. I have to say, the thing that I'm particularly looking forward to. Um, and again, not quite. Well, I do know where it's going to line up on the grid because the regulations say so. Uh, is with the Falcon Motorsports Porsche, um, which uh, is not the car that won the last VLN race. Um, it was a V. It was a Falcon One Two, wasn't it? It in, was a One Two. Yes. In fact, with the Porsche ahead of the BMW at the last VLN race, uh, and I was pleased to see Falcon. Um, getting to the top of the heap because again um i mean the vln is such variety the first time that the falcon porsche has won all season but they've been rewarded by being given the 2019 um development hack the mule if you will um or say given um i'm not quite sure whether they've been given it's been given to them or not but anyway they they do have it at their disposal uh so this is the 2019 sorry yes 2019 um Porsche 911 GT, which is the uh, kind of Evo version, um, which Porsche, the manufacturer, will be selling to customers from 2019 onwards. But it's not fully homologated as a GT3 car at the moment, so it has to run an SPX. Um, now, the regulations say that it has to start, therefore, from the back of the SP9 grid, so it'll start from the back. Uh, but the thing that has changed, you'll remember, if you've been paying attention, um, that Manti Racing has been running this car. Um, in two VLN races thus far, um, but they've been restricted by the way the regulations work to doing only six laps per stint with the Manti car. For some reason that I haven't quite been able to get to the bottom of, they've changed the regulations so that now the SPX car is not limited to uh, a number of laps, so it can go as far as it can on on its tank full of fuel. However, it is given a 20-second penalty on each pit stop. So each pit stop for the SPX car, and there is only one of them, it is the Porsche, um, each pit stop is 20 seconds longer than the minimum pit stop time that is given for all the other SP9 cars. So what we might see is the Falcon car moving up uh, from the back of the grid into the battle for the lead, let's hope so. Um, But then when it goes in for its first pit stop, it'll suddenly go all the way back again. So it won't be a player um, in the uh, overall standings after the first or even the second set of pit stops. But... It'll be very interesting for the team, of course, because they'll be able to monitor its progress and monitor its lap times and see how it works. And this is the first time, of course, that the 911 has run on uh, Falcon tyres, because up until now, it's either run on the Michelin tyres, which is what Manti runs it on, or it had one race on Hankooks when uh, it took part in the Portimao 24-hour race, um, when it was being run as a Manti entry in the Portimao 24 hours, um, but that runs on Hankook tyres. So, um, It'll be interesting to see how it goes here on the Falcon tyres. And that's part of the reason that the Falcon Motorsports team has the 911 uh, Evo car. The uh, 2019 car is for the Porsche factory to see how it runs on different types of tyres. So that's one thing to look out for. Well, the Falcon an- Motorsports car. An- another thing but not to look out for, but just to imagine, if you will, is the very succe- one of the most successful classes in VLN has been the uh, Cup class for... BMW M235i's, and they've just announced that five, exactly. Cup five is going to become well, effectively Cup five and a half because <laughs> from next season they're going to be running for the next two years M240i's, 
with a general upgrade and certainly it doesn't matter at what point in the race when you go to the leading gaggle of cars in cup five it is a gaggle they're covered by next to nothing it's been one of the big success stories and bmw i know are delighted to be involved for further seasons yes and uh, i mean it has become uh, a, a story of the vln they run in start group three so they kind of start in the third starting group um but you're right um it's not a massive change in terms of car no uh, it's a new chip uh, and it's rear wing end place that's exactly i look um, down the list and it's sort of stopped there but it sounds a bit uh, uh, fast doesn't it but a 240i but, but i think what's um significant is the fact that bmw has committed it to it for another two years and also um i think it's 25 percent increase in prize money um hundred thousand euros is the amount of prize money that's available so think about that you know a hundred thousand euros that's the total prize pot um but that's as an, an increase of uh, some twenty five thousand euros on what it was last year so um or what it is this year going forward so um no it is a massive commitment from bmw um and really showing you know the vln in the overall scheme of global motorsport is not a massive thing but for the locals at the nurburgring it is a big thing and for the german motor industry it is a big thing and for bmw to commit to that for another two years is uh, is certainly good news and will encourage a lot of people i think into that uh, into that category i always feel for the, the lead battle the, the the fastest sp9 and sbx cars when they come up for the first time to try and lap the leaders in the cup five class because they they find sort of four or five of them side by side or if they're lucky, slightly line astern, and they've got to pick their way past them without shedding those valuable fractions of seconds. They've spent ages and ages uh, building up around the circuit, but it's very much been a success story, so we're delighted that is continuing. The other, the other, cl- the other class to um, keep an eye on, I would suggest, uh, is the V4 class. That's the big class. Um, 25 entries in the V4 class, so um, over the course of four hours, Bruce and I will try and keep track of what's going on in the classes, but with uh, 25 classes, um, we won't promise to give you the class leader all the time, um, but uh, the V4 is, an, is a significant one because it has so many entries, um, and um, the key thing about having a lot of entries is that you get a lot of points uh, the way that the vlm points scoring i usually hate championships but uh, i quite like the vlm because uh, it is all about the overall performance at the end of the season um and the way you score points in the vlm is um dependent upon the number of entrants that are in the, or the number of starters that are in the class so v4 you are going to get a lot of points so um in terms of trying to win the overall drivers championship which is a highly sought after championship um previously you had to be in that bmw class the cup five class but nowadays much more um v4 perhaps is the class to be in well Watch and listen, and we will hopefully pick all these elements out. Cars are still exiting the pit lane. So many cars, 159, we hope. They were on the entry list, working their way round to the grid. They don't go the whole way round the circuit. They take, obviously, just do the Grand Prix loop, and uh, the leading cars come to the grid. The short Grand Prix loop, yes, not the whole way down. So join us at the start at uh, 11 o'clock UK time or midday, mid-European time. And uh, take, a, take a look. Oh, very good. You've got a clock set to the correct time. 11.26 at the Nürburgring at the moment. And take a look. They do the early part of the Grand Prix circuit. Don't go the whole way down to the, the Dunlop Kerha at the bottom of the hill. Uh, it's just a warm-up. Give them a bit of side-by-side action before they go into the 
the Nordschleife, where getting side by side isn't always rewarded, and that's why the drivers really have to earn their keep, and they have to think exactly where they're going to make these moves, and it can be half a lap away. Don't want to stick yourself out on the outside and find diminishing returns. 24.358 kilometres is the uh, lap length of the uh, Nordschleife plus the uh, Kurzanbindung, the uh, shorter version of the um, Grand Prix loop. Um, and there's a little note, which I'm not quite sure why I put it alongside there, but uh, preparation. Um, entry for spectators, 15 euros. Um, and that's just to get you into the, just to get you into the pits, paddock, um, and the main grandstand. If you want to get out on the Nordschleife, it doesn't cost you anything at all. So, uh, um, I'd say 15 euros, not bad. Um, value for money in terms of uh, going to a motor race and seeing four hours of racing no absolutely not and um, what amazes me is also just how much other stuff is in around the uh, the pits complex on the outside of the circuit there yes you've got the Dorint Hotel but you've got this enormous you've got the museum you've got the great big exposition uh, center and this auditorium last weekend there was a huge radio controlled uh, car event with two different circuits on the inside of the auditorium and all the uh, race seats I mean the, the, the sims and the gaming activities as well and launch of a big new game There's plenty to do if the rain comes down you can take a take an hour or so out and uh, if you wish or half an hour go over the bridge and see what's on on show on the other side as well as all the catering so yes a great week a great day out and the beauty about vln paul is the fact they pack it all into one day at the circuit you can see the story from the start to the finish yes that's right qualifying happens uh, on saturday morning and uh, then the race traditionally starts at uh, 12 o'clock and say all but one of the nine um vln races over the season are over the uh, length of four hours so uh, the teams can get used to uh, how that's going to work out for them well a long shot showing the front of the grid. People pouring on. They're allowed to go onto the grid. I mean, the cars are literally swamped. Of course, a foreshortening effect from that camera. But for so many people, it is just a special occasion to get down. The cars are just... Com they're, they're not hot. They're, they're, they're just cool. They're sitting there waiting to start the race. And just to be in and among the tension. For all the people concerned, of course, they hope and pray that it will remain dry. Because certainly the Nordschleife, when it gets wet, provides more options for incident. I think, I think that's one way of putting it. The, the, the pro problem often is because of the length of the circuit, there is an increased chance of there being different weather at different parts of the circuit. And the kind of double whammy is the fact that because it's eight minutes to get around a lap or nine minutes if you're in one of the slower cars uh, the weather has time to change from one lap to the next so um, you know it, it's a longer circuit which means as I say that you kind of get this double whammy effect it's a bigger area for different weather to happen and it takes longer for you to get round so weather can change. Paul, I'm going to take your double whammy and upgrade it to a triple whammy. Come on. <laughs> you also have the effect if there's been an incident it's and, and a, a slow zone is, is thrown on the circuit, if you've just got past it and your rivals who've been chasing you down get caught, they then lose out. Of course, give and take, it, it may settle, but it is another factor that can just change uh, the course of events here at the Nürburgring Nordschleife. Great to see we've still got a very aged Opel Skoner by the looks of things down towards the back of the field, but uh, quick on its feet, so it's clearly ahead of quite a lot of the others. But up at the front of the grid, it's the Falkenhorst BMW on pole, ahead of the team Monchal Ferrari. And these cars are both entered not in the SP9 Pro class, but the premium class, which is sort of a step down for slightly less merited drivers. So good shows from their quicker drivers. But, so it's a BMW on pole from a Ferrari, a Mercedes and a BMW 
Ferrari, Porsche, and so on down the grid. So plenty of variety. Yes, the, the, the difference between pro and premium is purely uh, with pro drivers then, um, or with the, in the pro class, then there's no limit on the drivers that you have. In the premium class, then your AM drivers or your silver grey drivers have to do uh, at least half of the race. So um, I wouldn't say it often happens, but it can happen that you get premium drivers up or premium teams up at the front, um, which then can't maintain that pace throughout the course of the full four hours because um, they have to have a slower driver in the car uh, at some point. But uh, no, you're absolutely right. It's uh, good to see BMW up at the front. I mean, uh, BMW has been uh, a winner several times, but with Jordan Tresson, uh, certainly a, a fully pro driver uh, at the wheel of the Valkenhorst BMW uh, on pole position with Jochen Krumbach, uh, the driver of the Wochenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari. Um, that car, that very car, incidentally, was in Barcelona a couple of weeks ago um, and uh, was... Um, taking part in the 24 hours of Barcelona and so a Ferrari yet to win a VLN race in 2018 um, so there's an opportunity the so it's uh, as Bruce was saying a BMW and a Ferrari on the front row of the grid on the second row of the grid is going to be the number six green black falcon Mercedes uh, Hubert Haupt sharing with Manuel Metzger Maro Engel um, that car has already had a win this season and uh, is a very strong contender indeed for this race and then uh, a personal uh, no, no, so then, then next up is the other Valkenhorst BMW, number 36, which will be starting on the outside of row two. Uh, and then on row three is the second of the Wochenspiegel uh, Ferraris, Christian and Nico Menzel, sharing with Leonard, Leonard Weiss. And uh, then alongside that is the first of the Frickadelli racing team cars. Uh, and this is Alex Muller sharing with Sabina Schmitz and Klaus Abelin. Uh, Sabina still uh, in the recovery phase from cancer treatment she had over the winter, but uh, is now uh, pretty much, well, she's not lost none of her speed, but seems to have a lot of her uh, endurance back again as well. So we'll be looking out for Sabina at the wheel of the Frickadelli racing team uh, Porsche. Uh, and that is the leading Porsche. Um, back on the fourth row of the grid. Uh, and as I said earlier on, the Falcon Motorsports Porsche, uh, if you've got an entry list, the number four Falcon Motorsports uh, car is not in amongst the SP9 cars because it's down in the next group in the SPX class. Martin Ragginger, Nick Tandy and Lawrence Van Tours is the driver lineup of that Falcon Motorsports Porsche. And... Uh, it will be interesting to see how it gets up through the uh, through the field. It's having to start from the back of the grid, though, uh, when the race gets underway. Still, a it's getting brighter, Paul. I must say the weather yeah, yeah. is improving. I think people could change down from one jacket, uh, two jackets to one, and settle in comfortably to the day. But now they're starting to clear people away from the grid. It's uh, just coming up to 11:35, so we will start to see the cars in all their beauty. Bit of breeze at the circuit this morning, blowing from the west across the track. Obviously, it will even out around the Nordschleife. Most, a lot of the circuit is sort of within the trees, so it doesn't matter too much. But at certain points, they'll get a full gust of wind to affect, no doubt, the handling of their cars. But they have to be on top of that. 
But uh, all set for VLN 7. Great mix of cars at the front. But as Paul just mentioned, uh, Walken Horse Motorsport BMW on the front row. On pole position, Jordan Tresson, Rudy Adams and Hunter Abbott. Alongside Jochen Krumbach, Oliver Kainz and Jörg Weiss in the team Montschau Ferrari. Great liveries on these cars. I must say, in the age of wrapping, race liveries have just got more and more... Well, I suppose they can be changed almost from race to race now, as well, before. Unless you bent it, it stayed the colour it was through the course of the season. Quite so. And uh, I mean, certainly, I'm not quite sure whether all our listeners will have uh, seen pictures already of the... I keep going on about the uh, Falcon Porsche, but uh, the, the Grello Manti car, um, which is this uh, yellow and green... Um, a kind of camo type of uh, livery um, uh, has been amalgamated with the Falcon tyres colours. So it's kind of turquoise and a greeny turquoise, yes. which has been mixed in the same camo pattern uh, onto the side of the uh, onto the side of the number four Porsche. So um, quite an interesting livery that one is. Um, I won't say it's particularly nice, but quite interesting. Quite interesting. It's one of those ones I think. I don't know if it looked better standing still or on the move. I think on the move, because then you wouldn't actually really necessarily pick out that it's camo. It'll just look largely a sort of slightly darker shade of turquoise. Turquoise going to green. So. Times from uh, qualifying have just got up now. Um, it was a 7.55.468 for the Valkenhorst BMW, compared to a 7.55.589, just a tenth of a second slower for the Ferrari, uh, Jochen Kuhnbach. Uh, and then the third fastest car, the number six, Mauro Engel, uh, Black Falcon Mercedes uh, only a further tenth of a second behind that at 7.55.713 so uh, very close times, in fact the top four um, very close because the other Falcon Horse Motorsport BMW car number 36 uh, the David Pittard driven car um, was only a further three tenths of a second slower than Pole as well so all of those cars uh, se separated by next to nothing at all, the top four cars on the front two rows of the grid, two Horse BMW sandwiching a Ferrari from the Wachenspiegel team, Monschau team, and the Black Falcon Mercedes. Now, one of the glorious things about the VLN events is they, they take on race titles of uh, events that have gone on for a very long time, and today's event is the 58th ADAC Reinoldus Langstrecken Rennen. And I remember there's one later in the season that's got a very rich history, Paul. We commentated on it last year. It was the Barbarossa Prize. Barbarossa Prize, indeed. <laughs> Yes, the Red Beard Prize. <laughs> but again, these events have happened for as long as we've been born, pretty much, Paul. <laughs> well, and yeah, that's I mean, a long time. The, uh, the, I mean, the Nürburgring itself has a great history. And, uh, you know, you can kind of sense that as you go around the place. Um, you know, circuits have had their changes, the Nürburgring amongst them, but uh, still retaining the uh, the original character, uh, character of the place. So, uh, yes, it's uh, being run... Um, inevitably by local motor clubs or not so local because the uh, the Ryan Aldous Langstrecken Rennen uh, is run by the Dortmund Motor Club um, and so as I say they are the club in charge of this particular race but the VLN is kind of a league of clubs it brings all of the um, German motor clubs together and they all run to the same regulations. Exactly they must have a very stringent clear rule book about how it's operating because the drivers come along they probably don't care which club is running it they want consistency in the way the event is run but for all of these clubs it's it's their peak event of the year and so the honor of running the vln particularly now the vln is burgeoning to the extent it is um really is a big focus for them and it, they all 
from the outside do look incredibly well organized but you do need those super super clear rules and not just i'm not talking technical rules per se which is we just take for granted but also operational rules the way the way the event has to be mandated and run a uh, couple of things to uh, look out for in this race. You were, I say you were at, you were commentating for VLN6. Uh, John Schoffner um, had a big accident at the Flugplatz in the Getspeed Porsche in uh, that race. Please say that he's back uh, and competing again uh, this weekend. Um, and somebody else who's uh, back this weekend uh, is Mike Jaeger. Um, he'll be driving the 139 Ferrari, which is the uh, championship leading Ferrari for drivers, uh, Kristen Kohlhaas and Stefan Kohler. Uh, they are the uh, leading drivers in the championship. Uh, Mike Yader is the third element of that uh, driving lineup, but he didn't take part in VLN 6. Uh, reason, because um, he decided that he just didn't want to go racing anymore. So he went out and bought himself a motorbike. Um, have you heard this story? No. Okay, so he went out and bought himself a big motorbike uh, and was going to do all sorts of exciting things with this big motorbike. Uh, the family said, but the motorbike's even more dangerous than car racing. So uh, Mike Yeager, back behind the wheel of the 139 Ferrari this weekend, uh, and the motorbike is up for sale. Sometimes I think the family knows best. <laughs> keep it on the island. Keep it on the track. Keep it where we can see it. Quite so. So, you, as I say, that's uh, the, uh, and that does give us a chance to talk uh, briefly. Just cars are about to go head off on their uh, formation lap. Yep. Which is one, itself, one minute board about to be shown to the drivers. Actually, remarkably windy. Looking at the yellow flag stuck out of the window or sticking out of the window of the Porsche safety car. That is blowing at quite a lick. No wonder there's so much race jacketage out there on the grid. Yeah, so uh, championship positions then. Stefan Kohler and Christian Kohlhaus, the 139 Ferrari, leading uh, the championship at the moment um, by 0.9 of a point, which is a lot by uh, VLN standards. Uh, Heiko Eichenberg and Yannick Mettler are uh, second, or rather third and fourth, in the championship on 53.68 points. Um, that's the driver's championship. Uh, in terms of the... Speed Trophy, which is the trophy for winning teams, uh, that is currently being led by Falcon Motorsports with their number four Porsche. But of course, they're going to be running in as an SP9 car this weekend. They'll still get points for whatever position they finish in, but it's going to be hard work to get an overall position uh, with basically a, a minute's penalty because they've got these 20-second uh, longer pit stops uh, and they will have three pit stops over the course of the race. At least that will be the objective. Um, and... As I say, that will, in effect, give them about a minute of a disadvantage. So uh, uh, difficult for Falcon Motorsports to preserve their position at the top of the table, um, which means that the Fricadelli Racing team, um, which is currently second in the Speed Trophy, uh, has a good chance to close the gap uh, with their number 31 Porsche, uh, although that car is a long way back on the grid, relatively uh, far back on the grid, the 31 car having only um, managed to qualify on the fourth row with uh, Norbert Ziedler and Lance David Armstrong. Lance David Arnold. Arnold yes. <laughs> uh, I see David where you went on that one. Yes, quite. Um, I cycled off on the wrong track. Uh, Lance David Arnold, the reason I got confused about his name, he is the only man to have won two VLN races this year. Um, and the, uh, as I was saying earlier on, it has been a, um, a very 
varied season so far with wins for Porsche, BMW, Mercedes so far this year. Let's go from the top, just to give you the variety. Round number one, way back in 24th of March, victory to the Mante Racing Porsche. Earl Bamber, Kevin Estra, Lawrence Van Tor, stellar lineup in that. Second round, uh, 7th of May, Rover Racing, BMW M6, Conor de Filippi, Jesse Crone. Round number three, Fricadelli Racing Team, Porsche 911, Lance David Arnold, Felipe Fernandez, Laser, Lazare. Round number four, now we're into July, Fricadelli Racing Team again, Lance David Arnold, there's the repeat, and Norbert Seidler. Round number five, in August, Black Falcon Mercedes, Adam Christodoulou, Hubert Hout, Manuel Metzger, and Gabriele Piana. And last time out, just a couple of weeks ago, 1st of September, three weeks ago, Falker Motorsport, Porsche, but not the one they're driving today, Klaus Backler and Martin Martin Rackinger. So a huge amount of variety. Look at the screens and uh, on the streaming, and we have enormous variety as well. Cars setting off around the short version of the Grand Prix loop, all 159 of them making their way around, and what has been a brightest day has got a little bit more grey cloud about it in the net past 20 minutes or so it must be said and we'll keep an eye on that to see how much that spans out but uh, certainly darker but I think they're high enough not to trouble us <laughs> famous last words or maybe famous first words but uh, by and large looking at the screens as the cars go around the, the lap if you look to the west generally the weather is good but maybe from the north it's a little bit darker we will see but right now the track is dry and I'm just going to get a first chance to see which cars are carrying the onboard cameras. I can tell you, number 101, a Gigaspeed Team Gigaspeed car is an onboard camera car this weekend. And uh, Gigaspeed Team Getspeed Performance is one of many, many teams based just across the road uh, from the circuit. There's a huge hub of uh, motorsport companies now based in um, Moispath, which is about a kilometre from the circuit gates. And it's become a little... Well, it's been fantastic for a reason that it's very, very rural to suddenly have these industries there employing a lot of people. And uh, I think it will only snowball in years to come. Uh, well, yes, I mean, it's sort of snowballed over the over the past 60 or 70 years, hasn't it, really, in that uh, uh, that was always the intention, that the Nürburgring would bring along the motor industry to the area, um, and uh, it has done that. Uh, I'm showing 150 uh, on the actual starting grid. Uh, one car didn't practice, um, but is going to be allowed to start, that being the uh, Renault Megane, um, which is number 495 running as the only car in VT2 um, and the Falcon Porsche uh, is not actually at the back of the SP9 cars um, but it's actually at the very back of start group one um, so that uh, driver lineup with Martin Ragging and Nick Tandy and Lawrence Van Tour uh, certainly going to have their work cut out having to um, get past all of the uh, lower class cars in uh, not just SP9 but uh, the uh, other cars in starting group one. Starting group two is on its way now and that predominantly led by the Cup 2 cars which are the uh, Porsche Caymans, uh, sorry the Porsche 911 GT3 Cup class cars, the Caymans are Cup 4s, um, so the Cup 2 cars are the Porsche 
Carrera Cup cars, which includes John Schofner's car. I was, uh, we were getting that car on the stream a moment ago as it one of the onboards number 101 John Schofner um, and whether he is actually in the car at the start we're not sure uh, that's the car that he shares with Janine Hill <coughs> and Fabian Schiller and Fabian's a driver who, who always performs in, in very great fashion in the VLN and other events beyond so a lot of these drivers this is what a chance to get some good amounts of cockpit time sometimes you get just a, a couple of people sharing a car but generally you've got up to four drivers, depends how they want to split it. But a lot of the pro drivers will do a double stint or an in and out and in and out. And uh, we will see how it unfolds today. We'll find out the starting, starting drivers when they start to come up on our screen. Not for all of them, but for not, some at least. Yes, well, we're <laughs> not going to go through 150 plus starting drivers and try there's, and work out uh, the rest. Th there's nothing to stop you uh, driving the... VLN for our <coughs> for our races as a single driver. Um, not sure if any of them are doing this weekend. Um, number two seventy three, Alex Muller, uh, in his Toyota GT eighty six, is supposed to be going on his own. Um, yes, but course, Paul, we all know the entry list changes almost by the minute in the it? lead yes. up to the event. Uh, and the other goey to Lona was uh, Manfred Schrei, of course, who uh, was at the wheel of the uh, number one, sorry, Michael Schrei, uh, at the wheel of the number one um, BMW M235i. Uh, he's got Mark Eret as his co-driver for this race, and he had Mark alongside him for the last two VLN races, but I think he's just about resigned himself to losing his number one this year, because he's had... Uh, at least two non-finishers. He uh, didn't finish in the first round of the series when his car ran out of fuel on the last lap. Uh, broke drive shaft, I think, on the last lap of VLN 6. So uh, Michael Fry having had some, uh, say, bad luck and is, uh, um, as I say, at the moment not uh, expecting to be able to retain that number one, which, uh, having won the championship for two years in a row, he was looking for the hat-trick. Um, but the... BMWs then head off on their formation lap now. And uh, so the three starting groups all underway with the BMW 235i's in starting group three just making their way now around the Grand Prix loop. Yeah, they look good, but obviously not, not as good as they could do with a sort of different different plane on its rear wing and uh, <laughs> rear wing end plates, but more importantly with that big prize fund, improved prize fund for next year when it becomes the M240. I cup from a BMW, but uh, they, just as we take a look at these cars, they go on and on and on. Occasionally in the middle, you've got uh, some different shapes. In, tucked in behind the cup cars, there's a very well-driven Renault Clio that's uh, managed to outperform them, so that's down to great driving ability. But certainly, uh, if you want to have a level playing field, the Cup 5 class looks uh, very strong indeed. Plenty of competition. Yes, you're not going for outright victory. It's about how you score. And touching on that, Paul, you score points according to the number of people in your class, so you want it to be really well subscribed. And if, you, if you're the best of 20 runners in class versus the best of five, you certainly get a, a healthier dollop of points into your account. Yes, the, uh, the actual points tables are all uh, stored away on the internet somewhere and uh, in one of the many pieces of paper that are in front of me here. Um, but in effect, if there's only one starter in your class and you win it, you get five points. If there are 25 starters in your class and you win it, you get 9.8 points. So um, Obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. Uh, and it goes down to two decimal places as well. If there's only 24, 9.79 points. Um, and um, there is a new bulletin out uh, in the last week 
uh, which gives you uh, a formula for how they actually count, calculate the, uh, the, the points. But uh, so it goes from, uh, if there's 25 starters, and say you get 9.8 points for winning your class. Right, I can reveal another one of the camera cars, the onboard camera, Black Falcon SP7 class Porsche from just across the road in its moist path base. Orson Attackis and Manuel Metzger have to check the entry for this weekend. That was last time out. But again, riding on board, we can see the marshals waving their white flags, slow-moving vehicles ahead. Well, all of you should be slow-moving vehicles at this particular point. But look at this forward from this one. He's largely got a group of the SP9 runners. In fact, I think it's one of the car collection motorsport Audis just in front of it. So he's at the foreground. Now we're looking, sorry, that's looking through from 101. He's just shifted over to another, that's a Cup 2 class Porsche 911 Cup class car. But again and again, when you ride around the Nürburgring, we're halfway around the lap with this camera car, getting towards uh, X Muller about halfway around the lap just how narrow it is and you really can imagine when you're trying to pass slower cars how you've got to have complicity from them or it spells a, a quick trip to the barrier basically from track edge to barrier we have a fringe of grass no wider really than about one and a half cars if you're lucky it's tight the, the very first time i ever drove around the Nürburgring, as you know bruce i used to live out there and uh, spend my weekends doing tourist laps because uh, it was cheaper in those days. Um, but the very first time I drove that, as you came up the hill coming out of the, over the Branchide Bridge, um, as you come up the hill and go around that right-hander there, I was overtaken in my Audi rental car uh, by two motorcycles, one on either side of me. And I kid you not, there was not a... a um, not much space for either of those two motorbikes. I mean, given there were two motorbikes, but uh, um, two motorbikes and an Audi was just about as wide as the track would uh, would go. Yes, it's it's uh, certainly, I think, if you're ever going to go across and drive the Nordschleifer, go as one of a pair. Have a driver and a co-driver. The co-driver has to look out for where the motorbikes are coming from because uh, you see where you want to turn in, but there could be a bike coming past at just a fraction down from warp speed. And uh, certainly you don't want to scare yourself when you're trying to concentrate on what you're doing. Obviously, enjoying a magnificent, magnificent circuit, but you want to drive it half well. And the other thing that somebody once told me, which uh, was very wise advice, uh, when you think you know your way around, that's the time to stop. Yes, yes. Because uh, that's just before you have your big accident. Um, the, other, the other class, I think, uh, that we'll try and pick out, I think with so many of them, we're not going to pick all of them out, but uh, one of the classes that is interesting and uh, um, we'd like to pick out during the race is SP10, uh, which is the GT4 class. Um, and not a bad entry in uh, in uh, SP10 for this race. Eleven were in the entry with uh, um, BMW GT4, GM, BMW M4 GT4s, and the Mercedes GT4. Um, no Audis. The only other entry um, within the SP10 class is the um, rather long in the tooth now. The Avia Racing Aston Martin Vantage V8. Um, that's number 188, the Matol Racing uh, car in the Avia colours, but uh, a car that we generally pick out at some point during a, uh, a VLN race. Um, but SP10 is uh, a class that uh, is worth looking out for. Black Falcon um, heavily involved with that as well, with uh, two... Um, Mercedes GT4s uh, and there's a Latov Mercedes GT4 in that class as well. Uh, secured 
Securitas or Rensport team uh, probably the team to beat in the uh, BMW GT4 Carnival 180 um, but there's a Pixum team Adrenaline Motorsport BMW in that class as well so there's some good cars in GT4 SP10 that class to look out for yes well, I think that's what it yeah, I think it's in that class Ford Mustang, which I hadn't seen before, knocking around the GT4, which continues to grow and grow because the cars really start to look the part. They're going better and better. And uh, in fact, last weekend we had the final round of GT4 European Series here at Nurburgring, and the battling was absolutely mighty in that. And uh, I can think back to only a couple of seasons when they had um, more like 20 cars in the 40 plus. So it's very much a good, solid entry class into GT racing. Number two, Porsche. A lot of the gigaspeed cars from Team Get Speed Performance will be running with onboard cameras, at least three. A Porsche Cup class car, a Porsche Cayman, and a Porsche in the SP9 class. Number two is that particular one, and uh, it's right up there at the sharp end of the grid, so we will see some great action, I would think, on the opening lap. Ah, yes, we've now got, in fact, we've got seven cars. I've only noted five so far. Carrying on board cameras, I've missed number one, six, and nine, two, nine. Again, it's always good to watch the onboards as they go around the formation lap. And, of course, it's a very long formation lap when they set off because they're setting off three grids of about 50-something cars each. It does mean those in the grandstands have time to head off and have a small meal <laughs> uh, before the cars come back, back round to take the start of the race. But that Pre should be in a fraction over four minutes if all goes well. The safety car leads them round at the right pace. And just to reiterate, they set off in three separate packs. And... Uh, Actually, if you think about it, oh, the first batch has a mere 50-odd cars going towards the first corner. And you know at the Nürburgring that doubles back. It's wide on the way in, narrows down. Actually, fairly wide on exit, but you can take very different lines in and out of the corner. But it's a four-hour race. No heroics required. We'll see what uh, is on the plate ahead of us. Yes, about 20 minutes to uh, complete the final formation lap. Um, and it's one of those things, as they come up to the start-finish line, I always think, come on, get yourself in order, get yourselves in order, because you don't want to go round again, because um, you'll lose a third of the race, right? Um, yes. <laughs> so, uh, and they, they do normally, as they come down the dotting of her for the final time behind the safety car, they do form themselves up into good formation, uh, side by side, stop the weaving, um, and then go through the uh, final Antonius Bucher and the Tiergarten chicane before they come up to uh, the uh, start-finish line, up over the crest that uh, precedes the, uh, the start-finish line, and then uh, green lights, green flag is shown, and away they go for yeah. four hours. I mean, that long, long, long straight back towards the end of the lap, probably one of the easiest stretches in which to go two by two to have beautiful formation, but then that final up left right left kink through, through the tear garden etc very hard indeed good to see Jorg Muller still racing still in the BMW M4 Z4 and still pulling faces Jorg come on you're over 50 now keep it going but Jorg such a character he's been a BMW driver through and through just missed out on his F1 brake was on the cusp but that's 20 odd years ago uh, Formula 3000 champion back. Let's have a little guess at that one. 1995, big battle with Kenny Brack. I was there at the final at Hockenheim, and uh, it was very nip and tuck the whole way. But uh, he's been doing a lot of his racing in Asia over the past handful of years in Japan, and now uh, 
all other series out there as well. But uh, still commuting, still having fun, and still very quick. And I must say, I'm still delighted. I love the form of the BMW M6, the form, the shape of it. That We've got one on pole position, but that BMW Z4 that York is driving, uh, sharing with Peter Povasak, and I think the driver who starts should be Alex Lamberts. That is there in 10th on the grid, so it's still right in the mix. Quite easy to pick out. Actually, mainly on a bright day because it's a, a dark colour. It's mainly black. And if the weather gets darker, that could uh, disappear into the background. But it looks evil. There is a new Z4 that uh, BMW Indeed. have just released, I think. Yes, uh, I saw I really two weeks ago. I saw the headline just before we did VLN6. I, mean, ah, yes, yes, I mentioned that. Yeah, quite. Um, a, a, proper, a proper sports car from BMW at last, somebody wrote in a magazine somewhere. Um, and uh, yes, I mean you're right with the uh, with the M range of uh, of GT style cars, the even numbered ones. There's there's plenty of exciting cars out there, but uh, there's something about the shape of the Z4 with the big long bonnet that just makes it look like a like a proper Grand Tourer, a bit like the Mercedes, um, you know, a bit like an Aston Martin. It, it just has the look. I th I think as someone who until the chassis needed replacing it has a, a five litre TVR big bonnet loud engine there's a lot to be said about that and I think the BMW Z4 can offer that to BMW fans so trying to get two by two formation not quite working with the front runners but I'd say the top 20 cars there or thereabouts as they come up towards the final twist that will take them onto the start finish straight it's the left hand kink from their point of view up over a crest as they turn right and then they've got the left onto the start finish straight and we've got the BMW from Walking Horse Motorsport, that's number 35, the blue one. Jordan Tresson, Rudy Adams and Hunter Abbott on pole position alongside Jochen Krumbach in the team, one of the two team Monchal Ferraris with Oliver Kainz and Jörg Weiss. They will be the ones that are gunning it down towards the first corner. In behind, a Black Falcon Mercedes, Maro Angle, Hubert Haupt and Manuel Metzger and the second of the Walking Horse BMW Z6. Is Andreas Siegler, David Pittard, and Anders Buchart. The safety car has pulled into the pit lane. We're waiting for the top of the hour. BMW Empire, it says, on the on the starting gantry, but it's a Ferrari that stuck its nose into the lead of the race, and it's got about a five-car length advantage as the Black Falcon Mercedes tries to go down the inside. It's green, and it's on the green stuff. It's on the grass down to the first corner. It's going to tuck back into third, becoming fourth place. It looks as though the team Monchal Ferraris jump, got a brilliant start, and up into third place for the second of the cars from the team. Yes, that was uh, a little bit hairy, wasn't it, there? As uh, uh, Jordan Tresson, I assume it was, uh, in the Falcon Horse BMW, really didn't want to have that Black Falcon Mercedes coming up on the inside of him um, and uh, pushed him a long way over. And uh, for a moment, it did look as though it was all going to get uh, very messy indeed. I almost said she's moving back from the screen as we <laughs> had a sharp intake of breath, thinking, having just said, let's not lock it up on the start. But the Falcon Horse pole starting BMW is now fighting right back at the 22 team Monchal Ferrari that made such a good start got clear and instead of being five car lengths clear it's now only about a, a length a length and a half between first and second the two uh, Fricadelli Porsches looking very good in fifth and sixth but now the BMW in blue is weaving all over the place to try and take the lead but look as well how Nico Menzler's uh, got up in the number 11 uh, Wockenspiegel Ferrari these two Ferraris Wockenspiegel team Monchau being run by Rinaldi Racing um, but Nico Menzel from uh, where was he he was down on the third row of the grid uh, he is now up into third place so a great start uh, I'm assuming it was Nico uh, Menzel you'd think so confirm, yes, than confirm that as and when we have uh, um, official confirmation of that but uh, Great start from him up into third place, but uh, you're absolutely right. Jordan Tresson 
maybe a little bit caught out at the start of the race, but was then right back onto the uh, heels of the Ferrari as they came through to uh, go out onto the Nordschleife for the first time. So as they're heading off towards the quicker parts out the back, the flugplatz, etc. They've gone off the Grand Prix route through the hats and bags. The second batch of cars is coming up through the Tiergarten to start their race. Not too good at keeping their formation around the lap. The front uh, 20 cars in that are all two by two by two, but those behind have let themselves string out, so they've already given themselves a disadvantage. But it uh, is a Honda TCR and a Porsche Cayman on the front row of the second batch of cars. They now accelerate, hammer down, down the start finish straight under the BMW M Power starting gantry down to the first corner it looks so like the Porsche Cayman will have its nose just in front TCR car about to be passed by another Porsche on Cayman on the outside no they've dived to the inside Ooh, this could get a little bit exciting there's a bit another Porsche Cayman in third place up the inside but again the width on the exit of the corner is a blessing about two-thirds of the cars stay on the track one-third of the cars uses that extra space and then rejoins the circuit no contact that's good news Certainly a lot of drivers have um, got their tails up going for it on the Grand Prix loop. And there's this, there is this element. They know the passing, particularly on the opening lap, is most likely to happen on the Grand Prix loops. They're trying to make it happen. The car that started on pole in, in class has got about a four-car length advantage. Someone on the grass in one of the TCR cars kicking up the dust. But, oh, and again, one of the Porsche Caymans has now stuck its tail out as they go around the short part of the loop. It's an Audi TCR car in second place in the class. That's number 801. Being pushed very hard by one of our camera cars in third place in the class, the Teichmann Racing Porsche Cayman. Yes, I think it was the uh, 801 that was actually on pole position in the TCR class and the Cup 3 class, which is the uh, Porsche Cayman uh, Cup 966, 966, that's the Matol Racing Porsche Cayman, uh, was the car that it was battling with. Yeah, that's the Norwegian-driven uh, Audi RS3 that was on class pole. Akon Schierin, Atli Gulbranson and Kenneth Ostvold. So again emphasising the international coverage of this class. So they're running second in class as all eyes turn to batch number three, which is the Cup 5 class at the start. It's every single possible colour combination you could want on an M235i Cup class car. 666 is the uh, pole car in the 235i Racing Cup class. Tobias Muller, Nico Otto and Lars Poika, uh, the drivers of that car. And they have Michael Schrei uh, in the number one car alongside it. And Schrei has been caught absolutely napping. He's been jumping. Well, the pole starter got a 3-4 car length advantage. And I would suggest the next two cars got the power down earlier and they will be accelerating past him surely on the run to the first corner but now Shry appears to have found a little bit of momentum for somewhere might be able to hold on to second place no he won't one of them goes past and a second one is going to try and dive up the inside but Shry super late on the braking surely too late to make the corner yes he runs wide and so does the pole starting car he's sort of got it back oh we've got a spinner well, it's not too surprising. Number 672 is the car that goes around. Bonk Motorsport, Thomas Leher, one of the couple of drivers listed only as uh, driving on his own. So he can't blame his teammate. It's all his own problem. And the screen there confirming that uh, Thomas Leher is uh, driving it alone. Uh, but he'll get going again. Nobody hits him. And that's the uh, marvellous thing. You get that uh, moment where you're facing the wrong direction with everybody coming towards you. Uh, and... Uh, Everybody managed to miss him. Michael Schrei, though, has managed to get himself up to the front of the uh, front of the 
um, BMW field. Yeah, well, he's not got number one on the door for nothing, but he really was caught napping uh, when the field was released. And uh, ran wide out of turn one, but pretty much so did everybody else. And that was his opportunity to get back, but clearly very, very capable around the Grand Prix loop. He's now got about a two-car length advantage over the 666, which was, sorry, the 672 was a spinner. 666 was a class pole starter, which is Tobias Muller at the wheel. So the uh, starting group three cars making their way out onto the Nordschleife at the moment as the uh, leading group, the starting group ones, separated by about two and a half minutes each of the starting groups and uh, the clock actually starts ticking when each of the pole position cars of the respective groups start to cross the line. So in effect you have three different times uh, for the start of the race for the three different starting groups. We're currently riding with the Get Speed Performance Porsche Cayman GT4 out of, class, <laughs> out of class two. Oh I see, it says Max on the... Uh, by Spoon. Max, inverted commas, and Jens, and I, Jens must be in the pit lane. I just thought that uh, that was the setting he got the air conditioning on. Um, so uh, driving the car to the Max, but uh, no, Max and Jens then, and uh, they, presumably that's just to help us uh, know who's at the wheel of the car as he makes his way around uh, the first part of the lap. Meanwhile, already into the second part uh, of the lap, is the number two Porsche this from the get speed uh, performance team already in fact three quarters around the way around the lap because they're already on the dotting a uh, and it's a Ferrari one two I reckon Bruce uh, it certainly is and the, the real battle is for third place we've got <laughs> three cars contesting it and the Fricadelli Porsches are trying to come through on the Black Falcon Mercedes and the pole starting blue Walker Norse Motorsport BMW M6 and the first of Fricadelli cars has got its nose it came up the middle between the blue blue BMW and the green Porsche and these Porsches look sorry the green Mercedes these Porsches from Fricadelli look very good in the straight line because the second one is challenging but the well, hats off to the Drive of the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes. Fought back, refused to back off. We think it's Maro Engel. We'll let you know that uh, shortly. He got the nose of one Fricadelli Porsche and the entire other Fricadelli Porsche go past him. But he kept his foot in, got towards the very end of the lap through the little flick at the top of the crest and put himself back into third position. But it's a Ferrari 1-2. Oliver Kainz leaving, leading from. We don't know who's in the second car. We think it's Nico Menzel. And the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes comes through in third place. And it's uh, getting very exciting in behind because our pole starting BMW is now battling very hard with one of our camera cars. So you can see the tail really kicking out. It went out of turn two. And that number two Porsche that started down on about fourth row of the grid for Team Get Speed, Philip Hamprecht should be at the wheel of that. Yes, he is. He's seventh. That's all uh, over him. That's not the pole sitting BMW that he is just behind, though, Bruce. That's the 36 Falcon Horse car. The two thir 35 and 36 cars running both in blue uh, this weekend, I think. No, I'm fairly sure the one that started fourth on the grid was white, blue, and red. Oh, that okay, pale blue and red. Car. Okay. So, so right, I'm fairly okay. sure that's the pole man. Right, okay. Pole oh, car. Yep. So. I know they changed livery from weekend to weekend but certainly whoever's at the wheel and it's listed as Jordan Tresson started on pole and is now really having to fight for position and unfortunately he's going backwards rather than forwards but I must say down the long long run from dotting a her those Fricadelli Porsches look very very sleek indeed yes it's a trade-off at certain other points on the lap but uh, now it's another Porsche it's the number two Porsche being pushed very hard by Philip Hamprecht along onto the tail of the pole starting Jordan Tresson 
BMW. Again, don't forget, uh, Tresson was jumped at the start very easily by Oliver Kainz, and that's why one of the team Monchal Ferraris got into the lead of the race, and we didn't see where the second of them uh, did. The vice Mensal Mensal team Monchal car came up from fifth on the grid, got into second place, and uh, now we'll see how it settles down. But the story up front is that that Jordan Tresson BMW M6 that started on pole position is in sixth, and it's falling backwards. In the second group of cars, car number 940 riding with that. One of the, again, Get Speed have got a lot of the camera cars this weekend. And that is enjoying some great battling out around the back of the circuit, running in that super competitive Cup 3 class. Max and Jens are our, are our, our chauffeurs for the day in the 940 Porsche Cayman. Again, as we look at the second gaggle of cars, the run from dotting a her back towards the end of the lap not as close as it was for the first grouping of cars the first five seem to be evenly spaced about a second apart but in fact our team giga speed or giga speed team get speed i always find confusion on that porsche came at 940 just hauled in the seat in front of him and rocketed past and the driver up with his fist the move has worked and he hadn't even got towards the tear garden so very quick in a straight line He's now got another Porsche Cayman in front of him, and in front of that, another Seat TCR car. But the lead grouping, very tight indeed. Down the straight, the Porsche Cayman, so much sleeker, as you can imagine, the TCR class cars, that that quartet really started to bunch up. Yeah, the other thing, uh, just to pick out there, Bruce, the, uh, the two Fricadelli Racing Team Porsches, I was um, surprised, disappointed that they were as far back on the grid as they were, um, but they both had good starts as well, going through at the end of the first lap in fourth and fifth places, uh, with Norbert Ziedler at the wheel of the number 31 car in fourth place, uh, and then Alex Muller at the wheel of the number 30 Fricadelli Porsche in fifth place, uh, and also on the subject of Porsche, Martin Ragginger at the wheel of the SPX Porsche number four 15th place yeah and he's uh, well very close behind the grouping ahead of him so he's 20, off 27 seconds behind the race leader as he went through at the end of the first lap and bear in mind he started in 48th place at the back of the first starting group well he'll have enjoyed that very much indeed winner last time out in the contemporary Porsche he's got the latest one the new one from 2019 and, you know, drivers like overtaking, and he's not expected to win this event. But, 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 what a lineup! Lawrence Van Tour, Martin Ragging at the wheel at the moment, and Nick Tandy. It's all going to be about lap times in that car. Um, they're just going to be looking at uh, how the car can perform over, the, over a single lap, over a full stint, uh, and then just suck up the time that uh, they get penalised, basically, every time the car comes into the pits. Wonderful battling down through the classes. Get speed 940 Porsche Cayman all over the back of the 806, which is one of the TCR class cars. In fact, it's the second car in the TCR class, uh, Goulden and Hamill. And it's, it's actually starting to frustrate the driver of 940, which is Max at the moment before he hands over to Jens. It just seems he's got much more speed in the Cayman but can't find his way past. And because it's so narrow around the Nordschleifer, he's bottled up. He has half a look here, half a look there. Not working as yet, but it's not for want of trying. The number one BMW Cup 5 class still being... Sorry, the, the number one BMW still leading the Cup 5 class. And uh, Michael Schrey has opened out an advantage of a couple of seconds. And the next three cars are covered by another second or so. So the first four cars have got away. 
but it's very close for those running around the tail end of the top 10. It's side by side. They leave the dotting of her. If you've never been to the Nürburgring, you realise it's not a completely flat straight back towards the end of the lap. The cameras, camera angles, of course, Paul, flatten it out a bit, but there is appreciable rise and crest to be taken. Absolutely. You, uh, <laughs> I remember Joe Bradley walked down it a few years ago. What, at uh, his age? <laughs> um, or he walked along the main road alongside it, uh, and he said he thought he'd nearly come to the end of it, and all he did was get to the end of one little rise, and then he got over the rise and realised there was another mile and a half still to go. Um, of course, if you're in a car, uh, it's an entirely different matter of... Uh, an uh, entirely different kettle of fish, but uh, no, it does. It, it is very much a roller coaster uh, ride. I mean, the whole circuit is a bit of a roller coaster ride, and uh, but you know that uh, extends itself into the final straight as well. Yes, I remember being on a trekking holiday, and our guide said, uh, "We said how far until we pitched tents tonight?" And they said, "Just over the next ridge." So we went over the next ridge, and they went, "Oh, we didn't mean this one. That one over there." The and next then, ridge. Then we discovered we did two days trekking in one. Unfortunately, some cars already back in the garage, including the 666 BMW that was right at the sharp end of its class. I seem to recall that was on class that was pole. Indeed, yes. So that's, so that's not been a dream start. It seemed to make a decent enough start. That was the team Honet Motorsport car, Tobias Muller, Ot Nico Otto and uh, Lars Poika. So hopefully that's something that can be fixed. Meanwhile, out on the circuit, the 960 Porsche Cayman from Teichmann Racing is still right on the tail of the RS3, driven by... Audi driven by the three Norwegian drivers can't find a way past but in fact isn't totally on it and the Porsche it's the Audi itself is being is right on the tail of the Porsche Cayman that joined it on the front row and uh, halfway around the lap that 666 BMW working under the rear end it's almost as though some of the bodywork is loose yes they're trying to pull off the valance around the exhaust has that had a little tap from behind well, it, it could like do. Racing is so close, they could easily got that at the end of the, around the first lap. Yeah, those uh, drivers, uh, Muller, Otto and Poika, um, seem within chance, but they're uh, in the top 25 of the drivers' table, so uh, looking to uh, try and salvage some points, and uh, when you're stuck in the pits for as long as they are, that's a problem. You might be teammates, doesn't mean you have to not race each other. Of course, that's motor race. The two Fricadelli Porsches, one with the red and white, but one has a white roof, one has a red, and the, the difference between them is going to be next to nothing. They're fighting over fourth position at the moment. The team Monchal Ferraris hold down that one-two, covered by nothing, with the uh, Black Falcon Mercedes tucked in behind. Just trying to see which, is it 31 or 30 that crosses the start-finish line? First, it's the 31 Porsche that comes over the line. That's Norbert Siedler, just ahead of 30, driven by Alex Muller. Very close. Top six cars covered by 10 seconds after two laps of racing. Um, just to go back to the uh, BMW 666 that was in the pits a moment ago, uh, it was uh, Tobias Muller uh, that brought the car in, uh, and he had had contact with the 650 Pixum Team Adrenaline Motorsport car of David Griesner and Yannick Fubrich. Uh, and following that contact he is um, in the pits and also out of the race already I'm afraid is the car number 400 in fact it didn't even make the start the car number 400 uh, that had an accident during qualifying practice this morning in fact um, so number 400 uh, not in the race so as the Black Falcon Mercedes in third place Marrow Engel at the wheel hunts down the team 
Montschau Ferraris in front of him. It's Oliver Kynes leading the way. And at the end of the second lap, 1.5 seconds was his advantage over Nico Menzel in the second of those two largely black and white Ferraris. Mauro Engel tucked in behind, just 2.1 seconds down on the race leader. Gap of five seconds, then back to those two dicing Fricatelli Porsches of uh, Norbert Siedler and Alex Muller. Philip Hamprecht, best of the rest in the number two Porsche, one of our camera cars. That's the one from uh, Team Get Speed Performance. And then in seventh place, but uh, on his tail, but with plenty of company, is uh, Jordan Tresson in the BMW M6 that started on pole position. Now being pushed very hard indeed by number three, Peter Dumbreck in his Falcon Motorsports uh, BMW. Then there's a gap of about, let's do some simple maths, 19 seconds back to the ninth place car, which is Conrad Motorsports uh, Lamborghini that went so well and finished third last time out. And who's behind them? Second and a half down in 10th place. Martin Ragginger up from, did you say, 48th position, Paul? I think you yes. did at the start of the race. 48th to 10th in two laps. That's not shabby. No, absolutely. And uh, certainly the lap times that uh, Ragginger has put in very rapid indeed. Uh, fastest lap time for Ragginger and 8 minutes 12. However, fastest lap of the race thus far uh, and 8 minutes 5.612. Uh, and that was tomorrow. Engel at the wheel of the Black Falcon Mercedes car number six. Currently in third place, trying to chase down the two Ferraris up ahead of him. Yeah, he's really, really making a battle of it. We saw the Ferraris are pretty good in the straight line, but Marrow Engel just was able to carry his braking very, very late into the Tiergarten chicane at the end of that long, long drag back towards the pits. And uh, certainly not letting them get away. So the first three cars covered by 0.21 of a second at the end of lap number two. Five and a bit second advantage over those dicing Frigadelli Porsches. Seedler ahead of Muller. Treated to some onboard action for the number 960 Porsche came from Tycan Racing again down the long drag back towards the, the pits. It catches the Audi RS3, tries to go around the outside. I think that might not quite. Well, that is brave. He's made it work. Up into second in class goes Max in the 960. Max inverted commas. And again, the TCR cars really struggle down the straights in comparison to the much lower, sleeker Porsche Caymans. They're now first and second in class. So having had a BMW on pole position, the highest place BMW at the moment, still Jordan Tress on pole position man, but down in seventh place. Two Ferraris lead the way, Mercedes in third, then three Porsches, fourth, fifth and sixth. Then the fastest of the BMWs in seventh. Eighth is the Falcon BMW, number three, Peter Dumbreck at the wheel of the number three car in eighth place. Ninth is the Lamborghini, uh, still going well, the Conrad Motorsport car, uh, number seven. And then Martin Ranginger, as Bruce was saying a moment ago, into the top ten now with the SPX Porsche. I have to hold my hand up. I completely... Uh told you a bit of a fib there I told you that uh, it was a battle for the lead in the cup three class between the 969 and 960s that's for second place in class because cup three one position up the road and about two not quite two seconds clear of them is the 966 Porsche Cayman from uh, Mathol Racing and that's being driven at the moment by Marcus Adolfo Vasquez from Argentina he is leading the way it's white and dark blue great livery on the Porsche Cayman sitting on an advantage of about two seconds in fact, four of them on board this weekend. Driver not on my entry list by the name of Johansson. Is that Stefan, do you reckon? Do you reckon he's come back to play? Oh, little Leaf. Uh, I wouldn't have thought. Tends to drive Ferraris these days. Yes. Okay. 
although Stefan's racing days aren't necessarily over, I don't think he'll be doing this kind of racing somehow. Oh, he should. He'd love it. <laughs> but the 960 in third in class, not second, as I said earlier, now being pushed right onto the tail of the 969, which is being another Porsche Cayman shared by Moritz Krantz, who's uh, been in and about a lot of cars this season. Uh, Felix Gunter and Michael Reban. One of the KTMs in the pits. Oh, looks very sinister in the all-black, the 931. See what was being done. It was around the rear end of the car. We're now flicking back to the track action. And... Not sure if we just had a change of position. No, we haven't had a change of position. It's still second and third in the Cup 3 class. It's the 969 ahead of 960. Going past back markers already. Fourth in class is Max in 9.40, and he's starting to... No, it's a car from a different class, another Porsche Cayman, but not in his own class. We think we've got a slow zone. Yes, we've got uh, yellow flags and cars slowing right down. Looking to see what's in the... Oh, dear, we've got... I think that's the... F was that the Ford Mustang? Let's, let's have a look. It was black and dark blue, but it's at the side of the track, having uh, removed some tyre walls, stacks of tyres, and shunted them down the barriers on the left of the circuit. Off on the right was a dark car. We'll wait for a track, uh, a signal as to which one that was, but uh, from a distance, I thought at first it was a Toyota GT86, and then as we got closer, in a slightly reformed shape, I thought it might have been the Ford Mustang. We'll, we'll look out for that one for you. But uh, it happens around the Nürburgring Nordschleife, one little moment where you just get it wrong, hit a curb, and as we said, the barriers are very close indeed. Yes, relatively was, early uh, in the lap, wasn't it? What was particularly concerning there was that uh, uh, there seemed to be tyre wall damage as well because uh, there'd been some tyres dragged out onto the circuit and uh, so that was uh, part of the problem. It was car number 180, I think that's all the 180. Um, but that's a BMW M4 GT4 from the SP10 class car. Uh, Stefan Bayer, Torsten Kratz and Emin Akata uh, in the 180 BMW. Got Just want to get to you because we've got one of the Frikadelli Porsches that's caught right up with the Black Falcon Mercedes, which in turn is right on the tail of the second place Maro, sorry, uh, the Nico Menzel driven Ferrari. Three cars covered by family duvet by nothing at all and that is the, oh, the second place battle isn't it and they've just come across a bmw limping in with bodywork damage and that almost sorted their order but the frickadelli car with a white roof that's norbert seedless one has now moved up and the bmw's changing position the falcon motorsport car now going past the walking horse motorsport car so that should be peter dumbreck going past jordan tresson catching the tail of the number two porsche philip hampre so it's all tightening up which Isn't is how we it like just it. and another slow car coming in as well there um, but uh, yeah Jordan Tresson then having been overtaken by a large number of cars having put the car on pole position uh, but uh, now having been overtaken by the Falcon tyres car as well leaders having already gone through to complete three laps and with uh, those code sixes out on the circuit no faster laps having been uh, achieved on that lap the lead still being held though by the Bobbenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari in the hands of Oli Kainz and uh, reminder of course that this is a premium class car uh, with Gail Weiss in the driver lineup. I'm afraid um, it's not going to be able to stay at the front of the field forever but a uh, great indication of the speed of the Ferrari thus far. Yeah build what you can when you can so still the top three cars covered by two seconds the top four cars now covered by three seconds 
So Mauro Engel still going very well indeed in that Mercedes, but Norbert Seidler was the star on the last lap. Oh, dearie me, I think we just had it. Seidler has just gone up into second place. He just moved past Nico Menzel. They both, they went either side of one of the backmarking BMWs. We've got a, a course vehicle just up ahead of them as they turn off the shortened version of the Grand Prix loop. There's a great big pickup, lights flashing on its roof. So presumably that is going to be the closest one to go and rescue whichever shape of car it was that is now slightly reshaped against the reshaped barriers and tire walls. It was the BMW, BMW. Definitely the BMW, 180. Yes, 180. Yes, had that uh, confirmed from uh, two different places. Thank you very much indeed for anybody sending in help. Obviously with so much kilometrage to look at, 24.358 kilometres the combined circuit here and uh, number two Porsche running around in sixth place just going past that rescue vehicle and trying to snake his way past some cup five class BMWs but what a move from Norbert Seidler around the number 11 Ferrari he went but more to the point the Ferrari went left of a back marker and he went to the right it's almost like Ricardo Zonta being passed on either side by uh, who was it now Mika Hakkinen on one side and Michael Schumacher at the other up the hill to Le Combe at Spa all those years ago I think Hackenden was on the grass for good measure, but uh, certainly a moment a driver will not escape. So again, early on the lap, we're dropping down through the gears. There's a slow section of the circuit. That's where the rescue vehicle is heading. Still a great water, a stack of tyres sitting on the circuit. On the right-hand side for the drivers, the MW M4 against the barriers on the right-hand side, but the impact was on the left-hand side of the circuit and soon as that slow section and the car has been passed bang it's up to full speed racing and the number two Porsche really picking up its skirts and flying in the hands of Philip Hamprecht seems quite a distance to those cars ahead though Hamprecht was about seven seconds down on Alex Muller in the second of the Fricadelli Porsches and it seems to have gone out just uh, for clarity that uh, accident is uh, down at the Flugplatz uh, on the exit of the Hatzenbach before you get down to Arenberg uh, in that very early part of the lap uh, very disappointed Michael Schrei out of the number one Bonk Motorsport BMW M235 and that looks like engine problems Bruce it looks like serious problems looking at Michael Shire's face. It's uh, one of dejection, as you said, twice this season. He's had problems on the final lap of the race. So today it's hit a lot uh, harder. He was jumped at the start, not jumped illegally, but passed at the start. And then his fight back around the early part of the opening lap showed why he's got that number one on his door. But clearly, yet again, something has gone wrong for him. You have to really feel sorry indeed because he showed great racing form as ever, but uh, no reward. I think it just illustrates uh, the cruelty that motorsport can inflict sometimes, doesn't it? A uh, couple of <coughs> championship wins for Michael, uh, and then um, you, do, you have to drop two scores anyway in the VLN championship. So uh, although he'd kind of, I'd say, given up hope, but uh, he'd uh, accepted the fact that perhaps this wasn't going to be his year. He's now uh, potentially had three non-point scoring finishers or non-finishers. Um, and that will really scupper his chances of retaining the number one. It absolutely will. And the uh, battle for, for honours in the Cup 3 class is getting tighter and tighter as the Porsche Cayman's gaggle at the front of that. Three of them and then the Audi RS3 with the Norwegian crew trying to hang on to their tail. It's still as they were on the previous lap. It's still 960 in third in class, chasing 969. And the Argentinian driver leading the way. In fact, we've got four Porsche cables now. No, one is, sorry, from a different class. That is being lapped. 
Audi RS3 a few seconds behind. So it's still 966, Vasquez, the driver from Argentina. And then Krantz and Bohr, they are absolutely on his tail. Then the RS3 Audi on its own, fourth in class. And then I think we've had a change for fifth, but the battle at the front is very tight indeed. The Teichmann Racing example in third place, all over the tail of the Bulldog Motorsport. Uh, 969. In turn, that has about half second deficit on the class leader. Vasquez up from Argentina, leading away very, very close behind. Around the Grand Prix loop they go. And our car with the camera, the onboard camera, is in third place in that grouping. So the race action being joined on the big screen. Oh, very, very close indeed. The Teichmann car thinks half a second there's a possibility to go up the inside but it's not to be just looking down in uh, the v4 class oh yes you talked about uh, that pre-race so uh, we did talk about that one as being uh, a place where uh, the battle was on currently being led by the 479 secure Securitas Zorg Wrenchport car of uh, Torsten Kratz that's uh, number 479 who is currently in the lead of the class and uh, having found it it's now disappeared off the screen again because the cars have come through to complete another lap um, so second in V4 are the car that's currently third in the championship car number 490 uh, and that is the uh, pick some team adrenaline motorsport car Christopher Rink Danny Brink Brink and Brink <laughs> uh, and Philip Lysen um, and that uh, combination is the combination of drivers that currently is, as I say, they're third in the championship. They're fifth, sixth, and seventh in terms of drivers. But, of course, because they're in V4, they're going to get the biggest hatful of points if they can uh, secure a uh, class win by the end of the race. But currently, they're in second place. Well, the 163 Porsche, the camera car, the Black Falcon... Porsche in the Cup 2 class car, bottled up through that safety zone. Now that gets released, but I tell you what, I'd like to go back to that wonderful battle for Cup 3 class car. Vasquez leading at 26th overall with uh, Krantz behind and Bohr in the third place car, which is our camera car. Really, really great action. You can always sense as they just get to the end of the short version of the Grand Prix loop, turn up over that crest. You're turning left now and you're going out onto the Nordschleife. There's a moment of desperation. Can I can I get up the inside just before we go onto the, onto the long... The long section of the circuit, of course, with those uh, early corners after Hatzenbach, Flugplatz, Arenberg. It's relatively open. It's on the homeward leg from Versailles that it really starts to get very twisty indeed. It opens out again later on, but uh, there are only certain places you can really dare to make a move. 101 camera car. Gets speed Porsche in the Cup 2 class car. Tucked in behind the Audi R8. The Audi getting bit airborne there that's the car from car collection motorsport vincent kolb kicking that off they can't get past gosh that porsche came and battle we're talking about in cup three just came across a safety car it was a, more like a an ambulance car going towards or coming from uh, the scene of uh, that incident and uh, very nearly collected the back of it but now the lead 
first one, two, three, four, five cars, I would reckon, Paul, at the end of this lap, are going to be covered by five seconds, if that. End of last lap, it was seven seconds. So, leading the way, it's Oliver Kainz in the first of the two Monchal Ferraris, tucked in behind Norbert Siedler in his Frickadelli Porsche. About a car length back, then Monchal Ferrari number three, which is, uh, sorry, number 22 in third place, number 11 in third place is Nico Menzel. We had Black Fork and Mercedes, well spotted, Paul. Mauro, Mauro Engel, I was just going to say, it's coming in to complete four laps um, and just over half an hour into the race, um, a point at which you kind of have the first pit window open. And with the cars so closely uh, spaced, um, it does make sense to try and get a little bit out of sync at this point because your first pit stop, remember, all of the VLM pit stops um, are um, determined by the... They're, they're, they have a minimum time for the pit stop and the length of that pit stop is determined by the length of your stint. So by doing an early stop, they have a shorter uh, first pit stop. They'll get out, they'll lead the race when everybody else has finished uh, their first stint, therefore, for Black Falcon. Well, the first three cars are covered by way under a second. They're literally, if they parked in the street, they would be no closer than they are out on the circuit. It's the two Monchal Ferraris in the middle, Norbert Siedler in the number 31 Porsche from Frickadelli Racing. And Oliver Kites has opened up an enormous lead. It must be all of two car lengths over the, the, best, the better driven of the Frickadelli Porsches. And in behind, Nico Menzel really, really pushing hard in third place. He has breathing space for the first time with that Black Falcon Mercedes. Mauro Engel bringing that into the pits and it moves up into fourth place overall. Alex Muller in the second of the Frickadelli Porsches. He's now on the tail of the second of the Ferraris. So it's Ferrari, Porsche, Ferrari, Porsche. Team Monchau mixing it up with Frickadelli. And it's very, very tight indeed. Interesting, isn't it, though, Bruce, that it's the... Uh, I mean, there are only the Bockenspiegel Ferraris there. Um, but uh, of the Porsches, it's the Frickadelli ones which are uh, kind of taking the uh, battle. And having had the BMW at the front, it was a bit of a deception by the uh, um, Falcon Horse team to put the BMW up there because certainly the race thus far has been dominated by this battle between the Ferrari and the Porsche. The way that the Frickadelli cars, I must admit, I was kind of thinking of them as dark horses in any case with the way that both of them have come up through the field um, and are really now um, having a good battle with the two Wockenspiegel uh, Ferraris. They're heading out onto the Hatzenbach now, going up to the yellow flag zone as the Black Falcon Mercedes completes its pit stop uh, and that is uh, that was uh, Mauro Engel which brought the car into the pits we'll let you know if there was a driver change or not uh, and then he'll be on his way but of course the advantage with having the pit stop whilst there is a code 60 on the circuit not only is it a quicker pit stop anyway but it um, will lose you less time uh, on the circuit in real terms because cars are travelling more slowly out on the circuit whilst you're doing your pit stop so it could have been a wise move there from Black Falcon well, not the only class SP9 class car to come into the pits because uh, Peter Pomersatch has brought the BMW Z4 in and with that sort of a slight delay at the end of the lap uh, for the number 50 coming to the pit lane. It's listed as 19th position overall, but uh, really out on the circuit was about 50. Talking of those uh, Walker Horse BMW M6s, pole position has equated back to was 8th for the track, has become 7th for Jordan Tresson. The sister car, the number 36, Andreas Siegler, down outside the top 10 in 11th place overall. He's 40 seconds back on Ragginger. Let's just go 
48 to 10 it was last time around and this time around for, for Rackinger. But Rackinger only has to gain a couple of seconds and he should uh, be moving up the order more. And in fact, he's yes, in terms of his lap time, uh, he hasn't really made very much of a gain on uh, the Lamborghini ahead of him. Uh, although Jordan Fresson in the BMW, I just wonder if that car is uh, carrying a problem um, because the lap times for the Falcon Horse BMW just not quite as quick as uh, um, it was able to do earlier on. So um, those cars continue around their lap at the moment. The Porsche cup cars the 911 Porsche cup cars very close together indeed first second and third they're separated by not very much indeed second and third separated by nothing at all as uh, the 969 and 960 Titan racing cars Titan racing obviously knows they've got a camera car on board so he's just holding station behind the uh, 969 at the moment as they turn into the Tiergarten country to complete the lap to, to be honest Paul this this shot could have been taken two laps ago 969 and 960 all the motorsport and then Teichmann Racing have been covered by a second at the very most. They're running second and third in the Cup 3 class car, allowing the Argentinian driver Vasquez to keep a second or so clear of them. But they are so tight, we might finally have a change. Teichmann Racing coming down towards the first corner, trying to go up the inside of the game, past a Honda, and oh, we've had contact, I'm afraid. 960 has clonked the back of 969. He's got bodywork rubbing on and the radiator damage. Oh, the radiator big, damage. Big damage at the front of the Teichmann car there. Now, now, what happened there, Paul? They had the Honda staying out of the way on the left-hand side of the circuit, and I think that slightly confused. Uh, maybe the braking was a little bit harder from 969, but certainly the driver of 960 caught out there. And for Bohr, hit the back of Kranz. Immediate damage. Smoke and steam immediately emitting from the front of the car. And that was very unfortunate. Well, the widest parts of the circuit all caught on our onboard camera. And uh, 969 put sideways and arrested. Uh, got around the corner, having taken to the escape road. But unfortunately, at that very point, exited the corner. Should be turning right. Has now decided with steam emitting from the front of his Porsche came. And the Teichmann racing car will be parked up. Yes, oh, dear. I think for a moment he thought he might be able to uh, resume, but then he realised that uh, the water gauges were heading off the clock. And uh, so it was best to retire the car before um, the overheating, inevitable overheating, then took place, which it would have done had you gone round. So uh, I'm fortunate that because uh, not only for the Titan racing car, it's a camera car, but also it was uh, a very good battle indeed for that uh, cup two class it was the cayman cup uh, class that they were battling for um which is it's still cup being three cup sorry. three still being led by vasquez now we, we then flicked over to another type of racing car okay the ktm crossbow in the race but luckily we just flicked back to take a look at through the windscreen and up the number two philip hamprecht Oh, that's a giga speed Porsche. He's got plenty to be doing ahead of him because he's got Alex Muller just in front of him in the Frickadelli. He's had to change position because I think he's got the Ferrari immediately in front. So it's uh, Nick Menzel. This is third, fourth, and fifth. We're riding with the fifth place car. Yeah, the Frickadelli Porsche of Alex Muller has moved up into third place. Nick Menzel back to fourth, being chased down very hard indeed by the red and white Coca Cola sponsored number two giga speed team get speed performance Porsche. And what a wonderful image we're getting through the screen. Already a bit of water running up the screen, but the fact is, looking at these two cars, diving over third place, he's about a second back in fifth place overall. 
and the Nürburgring Nordschleife is a circuit that never stops giving in terms of constant change of direction. Do one little bank corner into another, up over the rise. Luckily for this trio, finding over third place, no cars immediately in front of them as they set off on their battle. Where will the move be made? But certainly it's been a very good lap indeed from Alex Muller, the number 30 Frigadelli Racing Porsche. Made it through into third position. Now they've got the long, long blast back through Dossinger-Hur. Past Galbenkopf towards the end of the lap. And again, in fact, on this occasion, the Porsche not looking quite as quick in a straight line as the two cars in front of it. And then suddenly they find a back marker and flash past. I mean, the speed differential must be 60 kilometres an hour. You hope the marshals are waving their flags very well indeed. But the rate at which the Porsche 911 goes past two of the junior-class Porsche cables just poor, shows the disparity in pace. Yes, and that's uh, where these drivers really are heroes because you've got to be able to judge that, but not only the overtaking car, but also the car that is being, uh, that is doing the overtaking. So, uh, yeah, top, uh, top marks for all of them. They're going through to complete another lap now. Are any of them going to call in at the pitch this time? Uh, no, they're not. At least uh, the leading car goes through now. Still, Ollie Kainz at the wheel of the number 22 Ferrari. Norbert Ziedler goes through... Um, behind and uh, he is what 10 seconds behind now Ziedler in second place then it's the other Ferrari in third uh, and he is just 0.3 of a second behind in third place uh, and then it's the number two the get speed Porsche up into fourth place okay what happened in all of that was the number 30 Porsche had got up into third place lost it in the traffic right at the end of the lap and fell back to fifth so he's now fighting back all over again so yeah, Norbert Ziedler Alex Muller at the wheel of the Porsche that's fallen back Norbert Ziedler uh, at the head of that little group but in second place overall uh, and so that enables him uh, well, that's why the gap has gone up so much but what, what's happened uh, for, for all of us is the fact that that second place car is no longer on the tail of Ollie Kites and second through to fifth I'm trying to see if there's bodywork damage on the back of the number 30 Porsche, that's the one with the white roof, sorry, the 31 car, Norbert Seidler, looks like he's falling back down the order, let's take a little look, no, the white roof is still on this, well, second through to fifth, it's still Ferrari, sorry, it's Porsche, Ferrari, wait a nanosecond, Porsche, Porsche, still the number two Porsche at the back of that pack, And the number 35 pole starting Jordan Tresson BMW in to make its pit stop. So that was the second one to blink. Don't forget after four laps is when we had the Marrow Engel car coming to make its pit stop. That came through having made that pit stop in 17th place overall. So uh, that pit stop after five laps and... Uh, will therefore be a slightly longer pit stop, normal refueling, um, but with the uh, car taking on fuel, the uh, time for the pit stop plenty long enough for them to uh, do everything that they need to do during the um, during the pit stop. It's two minute, in effect, it's a two minute pit stop uh, for the cars after six, after five laps, but uh, there's an additional uh, lap to be added because of the formation lap. Now, now is that the Gigaspeed Get Speed uh, Porsche stopped on the track, Bruce? Well, it stopped at the side. This is number 101 car. It's unfortunately the curse of our 
our camera cars is, is now striking. Plenty are still going, but the 101 version was a GT3 Cup Porsche. Again, from uh, Get Speed Performance, also meant Giga Speed. And uh, that is definitely stationary at the side of the track. John Shoffley mentioned him earlier, American driver Janine Hill and Fabian Schiller. But the car is parked at the side Metzger's of the circuit. Metzger's Felt is where it is. Oh, is it? Okay. exactly around the circuit is that, and you have to describe it. Uh -huh. So, back with the number two Porsche, still holding down fourth place, Philipp Hamprecht, trying his best to catch now Norbert Siedler, but he's also fighting with Alex Muller. He's in the meat in the sandwich, if you will, between the uh, Porsches from Frickadelli Racing. Another slow period place on the circuit. Oh, the 101. Get Speed Porsche Cup 2 class car has rejoined the circuit, a period spent on the side. But our battle for second place. Ten seconds down with the race leading Oliver Kine's Ferrari. Nose to tail as they sit through speed limited sector of the circuit. I think that's where the 101 car, Porsche Cup car, we saw just going back on the circuit, was off on the verge. They've got out of the scene at this moment. The number two Porsche making a real push with Fabian Haprecht. No. So fast, my friends, as a Porsche came in from a junior cup class, 455, I think it was, in their way. And another Porsche came in, flashing around the outside of that, diving down the inside of the Porsche cup class car, and second through to fifth place. Seedler, Nico Benzel, Philip Hamprecht, Alex Muller, nose to tail. But in fact, Hamprecht is uh, the fifth car in that battle, so Muller has got back past in the second of the Frickadelli Porsches. So whatever went wrong at the end of the previous lap, when Muller fell from third to fifth, he's got himself back up to fourth. He's now on the tail of Nico Mensah in the second of Team Montshaw Ferraris. Three hours and 12 minutes of racing remains. Plenty of this time of time for this battle to sort out. Into the dip, past Adenau Bridge. They go up the other side. No back markers in front of them, so they can really rejoin the battle. So it's a Ferrari among three Porsches. Sometimes nice just to enjoy the sound of the transmission as the car works, the cars work their way around the circuit, around the Nürburgring Nordschleife. These cars absolutely flat out, but it was such a good previous lap for Oliver Kites leading the race in the 22. Team Bonchau Ferrari, his teammate Nico Menzel is in third place, but it's very, very tight, second through to fourth, to fifth. Certainly impressive the way that the uh, uh, leading Ferrari opening up this gap uh, over the tremendous battle that's going on for second place. But of course, remember, you've got Georg Weiss on the driver lineup of the number 22 car. Without being rude to Georg, he is not at the same level as someone like Oli Kainz or Jochen Grumbach is. So um, that car is inevitably going to have to slow at some point, And that, of course, is going to make it into um, a Frickadelli 1-2 at the moment because the Frickadelli cars have got... Uh, sorry, a Frickadelli um, not yet um, in second and third because of that problem on the previous lap um, uh, for Alex Muller. Um, dropping back to fifth place as they cross the line. But pit stops for that leading group of cars due um, probably at the end of this lap but I would suggest that in all likelihood the Ferrari will go on to another lap um, so I would expect to see the Ferrari going on to seven laps 
before it makes its pit stop um, and we're currently on the sixth lap so uh, probably we'll see the Frikadelli cars coming in at the end of this lap and um, I just wonder whether Vogtspiegel, the Rinaldi team, will stagger their cars so that they bring in the number 11 car uh, a lap before the Oli Kynes car. Um, the 11 car running as a fully pro-class car, but currently only down in third place uh, in the race overall behind the Piccadilly Porsche. I think that would be a good tactic, Paul, because the number 11 car is in the thick of this four-car battle for second place, and I would think possibly being slightly compromised. They're all compromised by being so close to each other, and that's great news for the sister car, for Oliver Kites, leading in the number 22. Team Monchal Ferrari. In fact, what's happening now is Philip Hamprecht, uh, fourth at the end of the last lap, off that little slip-up by Alex Muller in traffic, going through the final sequence of corners. Oh, dear, we've got a car snaking its way back towards the end of the lap as the race leader goes through. Oliver Kites, no problem at all, tracked to himself, but we've got a car that, um, in the old days, we used to call that crabbing, Paul. Driving yes. from side to side, but leading yeah. too much to driver's right, I would suggest. Uh, yes, it uh, looks like a... Uh on the first side, I thought it was trying to get fuel into the tank and he was weaving from side to side to slosh the fuel about. But uh, I'm still not convinced, actually, that that car hasn't got a suspension problem or something, which is why it's uh, weaving and the driver is actually grappling for control. But the leading group is now coming past it. Yeah, but what's great, it's not second through to fifth, it's second through to seventh because right behind the number two Porsche that's running in fifth place, we've suddenly got Peter Dumbreck and under his, almost under his tail is Christopher Brook, who's coming up. And then behind him, lights ablaze, is Martin Ragginger, who, don't forget, started 48 he got up to eight by last lap but now he's right on the tail yes different variations on miami blue there isn't it because you've got the falcon bmw followed by the uh conrad lamborghini and then martin ragginger not quite as close as i thought he was actually when we first saw that shot the uh porsche losing out down the straight i'm interested to see how far the porsche is able to go actually because of course in previous real end races it's been limited to doing six laps only in Dump. comes the falcon bmw and one of the Frikadelli porsche also in at that point and that is the number 30 car that's come in Alex Muller coming in with uh, the always, yes it is, it's Alex Muller who's coming to the pits uh, and Peter Dumbreck both of those cars coming into the pits then at the end of their, uh, what are we on the sixth lap So Oliver Kynes back to the second place driver Norbert Seidler was 10 seconds 24 seconds, the Seedler being pushed very hard indeed by Nico Mensa, the Frikadelli Porsche holding on to second place, but Monchau having a great day today with their Ferraris. Third place pushing hard, Nico Mensel, he's got an advantage of about two to three seconds over the car in force, which is now Philip Hamprecht, with those other cars diving for the pit lane. Hamprecht has the pressure relieved from him, but not really, because right behind him he's got, he's got uh, two cars for company. He's got uh, Christopher Brook in the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini, who had a half a look down in turn one, tucked in behind Martin Ragginger in that SPX class. Next year's Porsche, the 2019 Porsche, out to play, come to its pit stops again. It's worth just mentioning they will have to be at a standstill for 20 seconds longer than the SP9 runners. So that's going to set them back again and again through their three rounds of pit stops in this four hour race. towards the end of the opening hour after the first few laps it was uh, five seconds or so covering the top got down to three seconds over the top five but the last two laps have been very good indeed for Oliver Kites leading the way for team Monchal with their Ferrari one of their two Ferraris but with the sister car in third place it's looking very strong indeed but it's been a really really good escape still some moments being cleared up out of the circuit um, waiting for a signal that the 
slow zone around where the BMW M4 went off quite early in the lap, just after Flugpatz, whether that's been cleaned up. But for the past few laps, there's been a stack of tyres removed from the left, driver's left, and spat across and left sitting in the circuit on driver's right just before the M4 came to a standstill. Medical attention, where well, they had an ambulance going to check the driver was okay, but that, I think, last time around, had left the scene. Yes, the, uh, that code 60 at Flugplatz, uh, now the only code 60 um, that's uh, out on the circuit. The uh, problem at Metzgerfeld uh, is now cleared, of course, because we saw the 101 uh, get going again. Uh, the car we saw crabbing down the Dottingerhoa uh, was the Pixum Team Adrenaline Motorsport BMW number 480, uh, Ken Fukuda, uh, Raphael Klinkman and Armin Dobernik, the uh, drivers of that one. Um, and that's one of the cars in the V4 class, so uh, a starter that uh, is going to be delayed in any event. Car that's making great progress is Nico Menzel. That's progress through traffic, necessarily, rather than pro progress up the leaderboard. Lapping as fast, if not marginally faster than anyone else. Anyone else? But he was the first of the SP9 runners to come in to make a pit stop in the Black Falcon Mercedes. That was after four laps, but he's going well now. Yes, Mauro Engel stayed behind the wheel, or so it says here. Uh, that's what we've been advised. Manuel Metzger and Hubert Haupt still to drive the car, um, and. I still maintain my prediction that when the pit stop cycle uh, evens itself out, we're going to see that Mercedes taking over in the lead of the race um, with pit stops still to come from both of the leading Wolkenspiegel Ferraris, from one of the Frikadelli, um Porsches, from the Get Speed uh, Performance Porsche number two, uh, and then also coming in next time around must be the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini, um, and also number four the martin raginger porsche someone else in the gravel that looks like it's down at turn one bruce it is certainly does bmw 235 racing cup class car not racing anymore because deep in the gravel yes it is turn one up to its axle that was an accident quite early in the corner he got halfway around but beached and it's the burnell's car six and seven four largely white but uh, fully beached which isn't exactly where they want to be. Can't see any sign of any other cars having been involved in that incident, but uh, it could have been evasion, and the outcome is the same. So it's Max and Thomas Bernal from Gessen, Gelsenkirchen, and I'm afraid, unless they can be pulled out, that is their race out of the way for them. So not even at the one-hour mark in this four-hour race. VLN number seven of the season. Everyone is different. Only one driver has won two events this year. Lance David Arnold, at the moment his car is not at the sharp end of the field. In fact, they have to go this it is what yes, I'm talking is. about number 31 it's running it's in second, second place second I, place I got confused because Norbert Seedler's changed cars this weekend yes he has they have a habit of doing that you know but, these uh, racing drivers yeah so Lance David Arnold then um, the Frickadelli racing team in a position to take over um, the leading uh, speed trophy teams championship as a result of this race depending where they finish and as the leading car behind the Ferrari which is a premium class car perhaps the car which is best placed to take advantage uh, once the slower drivers or less quick drivers take over at the wheel of the Wockenspiegel Ferrari Just taking a look at the Cup 3 class runners but it's still under control under the control of one driver who's having a really really good outing it's the uh, Argentinian driver still leading his way in that class now Vasquez is back in 38th position overall 
but he's still staying just a couple of seconds clear of the best of the rest, which is Krantz Gunther in there, 969 car. That was the one that was given a clout up the rear. We had 960 spearing into its tail end, out of the circuit, radiator broken, down at turn one, the very point where we've just seen that uh, BMW sitting stricken. And just behind the Caymans was the RS3 Audi that continues on its way. That's from the TCR-class car that likes to mix it around there. It was on actually class pole, but again, out-dragged. And this weekend, it's just two drivers, Sharon and Gulbranson, 25th place overall. Does look magnificent, though, Paul. I just love the presentation of that uh, RS3 Audi. It's not always my favourite body shape, but I think it looks very crisp in the blue, white and black. Uh, yes, um, one of those cars I don't actually like on the road very much, but uh, makes a great racing car shape um, and uh, yeah, going, uh, going well at the moment. As you say, about a quarter of the race elapsed, so we're coming up towards the sort of time when the rest of those cars, certainly as far as the SP9 class cars are concerned, will be making their pit stops. The uh, lower class cars, the BMWs and so on, uh, will be uh, staying out for a little bit longer. A uh, shot on the screen then of the uh, Miltech Motorsport Volkswagen Golf uh, SP3T of Werner Gusenbauer and Moritz Oesterreich. And uh, they Yes, I'm just having a quick look for them, but uh, Moritz has been racing in the, on the TCR scene around Europe this uh, past while. But what slightly concerned me, we saw that going past a car that should be going past it, which is Black Falcon's SP7 class yeah, uh, Porsche Cup car, which is going rather slowly. 305 currently leading the SP3T class, which is... Uh, Oh, sorry, 31st overall. I managed yes, to which is slide why it came past up on the, uh, on the screen there. But I want a longer shot, if possible, to see how far that 57 Porsche, and what was the problem for it, how far it's fallen down the order, because it's one of our camera cars. It seems to be falling like flies. <laughs> yes, they, they do it on purpose. Leader, I think, is somewhere down on the Dottingahoa. Um, that's uh, Ollie Kainz at the wheel of the 22, trying to run a little uh, tracker here as well, amongst other things. And uh, Ollie Kainz then um, will be coming up towards the end of the lap and could be coming into the pits. He'll have completed seven laps at the end of this one, um, but he may go on to another. No, he has gone through and gone on to another lap. So uh, it was 24 Kynes. seconds clear last time. We'll wait about 20 seconds. We'll let you know if it's gone out, but certainly he's been on his own for half the race so far as we come to the end of the opening out. Although Kainz has stayed out, I would strongly expect Ziedler to come in. The Ferrari can generally get a little bit better fuel consumption. With these slow zones as well, it can get a little bit it, um, be, be more economical, uh, so it can stretch its uh, um, zone a little bit. And yes, Ziedler does come into the pits with the Frickadelli Porsche. So into the pits comes uh, the Frickadelli Porsche Norbert Ziedler. Into the pits comes the number 11 Rockenspiegel Ferrari. So they are going to split the strategy. 22 Oli Kite stays out for another nap. 11 comes into the pits. Also into the pits comes the Lamborghini Christopher Brook with number 7. And uh, also Philip Amprecht with the number 2 Get Speed Performance Porsche. He's in the pits as well. So, so effectively, the number 2. 22, the race-leading Ferrari, is the only one of the front-runners not to have made a pit call. I'm talking about Correct. drivers in the top ten. He's at the sharpest of sharp ends. And as soon as he, as the others dived into the pits, he was already going through the little cut-through to make it the short version of the Grand Prix circuit. Just went into a gaggle of traffic. 
managed to get past it. But this is the lap he knows he needs to stretch his advantage as much as it could. It was 28 seconds over Seedler, but that was involving Seedler diving into the pit lane. But still a healthy, healthy advantage. Pit lane suddenly very busy with SP9 cars, cup class cars as well. Weather conditions as we go into the second hour of four of VLN number seven. It's cool, it's windy, but for the drivers, what they can care about most, it's dry on the Nürburgring Nordschleifer. Plenty of racing ahead of us, and certainly if the SP9 battle is anything to go by, it's going to be very close all the way to the finish. But as Paul mentioned, some of the driver lineups have uh, stronger members and weaker members. That could stretch it out a little bit, but we cannot complain. We've had nose-to-tail battles for four or five cars at a time, and having dropped back really quite a long way from fourth on the grid, the second Morgan Horse Motorsport BMW, started by Andreas Ziegler, has just come into the pit lane. Oh, well, that will then, therefore, fall down the order. Number 30, 36 was actually really a long way down uh, the leaderboard. Um, well, this is the seventh, but of course that's with rivals in the pit lane. But the number six... Mercedes, the black Falcon Mercedes, metallic green with black uh, body flashes on it. That was the first to pit, and that is roaring around the track. And don't forget, this was a car that came in from third place. It was hiring the front runners very hard indeed. Those two Monchal Ferraris, first and second, but at times we had two seconds covering the top three cars. First to pit was Maro Engel. He's back on track for his second sighter, and it's going to be very, very Interesting to see where that slots in. I have a feeling that can slot back into second place when everyone's had their pit stops. Uh, the other car that has stayed out to do another lap is the car collection motorsport Audi, car number 33, Vincent Cold, uh, driving it. And that is now being shown on the screen as being in 10th place. So of the top 10, you said the Ferrari was the uh, only car to stay out. Well, um, you were just about right because uh, in 10th place uh, also has not been into the pits. Is I the, hate it when that happens, I really do. <laughs> it is the uh, Vincent Kolb car collection motorsport Audi. Immediately behind it, and this is no surprise either for VLN regulars, is the SP7 class leader, number 66, Thomas Kappeler, Vili Huppi and Thomas Gerling. Uh, they uh, traditionally do stay out uh, the longest. The SV7 um, specials class, um, mainly made up of Porsche 911 GT3 Cup class cars, um, they go an awful lot longer. Uh, and it could well be that we see that car actually leading a lap of this race before the end, because they will certainly stay out until the end of lap eight, I reckon. Um, so that will probably be a lap longer than the uh, Wochenspiegel Ferrari stays out. So number 22 uh, already over on the far side of the circuit and it's uh, just coming up to Verzeifen uh, at the moment. And the, as I say, that car hasn't made its pit stop yet. So when it comes in, it will be a longer pit stop for the Ferrari because the longer you stint, the longer your pit stop. Well, looking at the order in which the front runners came out of their pit stops, it's very much as they went in. If anything, the number two Porsche now in the hands of Steve Jans. Lights flashing has, has gained a second or two on the number 11 Montreal Ferrari. That was the car that was running in third position, whereas he was running in fifth. So, in fact, that has has uh, been is going to be the, the most likely change of order. But I want to see where the Engel Mercedes is. And I'm sure it's out ahead of that slot. We just need a tracker point to let us know that in fact yes uh, I think he's uh, quite some distance clear he's gone out through Arenberg going towards Foxruhr so I think that place oh dear and we've got a yellow and black Porsche inside the circuit smoking sorry I just looked from timing monitor to 
TV monitor. So I didn't see the start of that instance. Sitting on a patch of tarmac rather than on the grass or in the barriers, but smoking away. So that was one of the two class Porsches. Hopefully you're enjoying the action here with us on RS3 this weekend. Plenty of uh, track action from Spa-Francorchamps as well, if you're listening and watching on RS1. European Le Mans series hotting up as the season progresses. And uh, again, action from two of the greatest racing circuits in Europe. And certainly what can hold a candle to the Nürburgring Nordschleife. So many corners, so many twists and turns, rises and dips through the Eiffel Forest. And any onboard camera is just... The action is busy the whole time. One corner feeds immediately into another, and so it goes. It's tight, it's narrow, the racing line is only thin. The options for passing are even thinner on the ground, but it makes for brilliant, brilliant racing, which is why, Paul, the VLN is such a popular series. As a, as a hobby series with pro drivers taking part on it, it provides a lot of fantastic track action. Enormously accessible as well, yeah, so pretty much anybody can uh, can do it that has an appropriate racing car. Um, and, of course, the other aspect of it is that there's a lot of uh, what are called license hunters, uh, people who want to get their Nordschleifer license, maybe thinking about doing uh, the Nürburgring 24 hours next, year uh, they need to get their Nordschleife permit and in order to do that you need to take part in a race in the VLN uh, in a smaller class car. Very often the car of choice is one of the BMW M235i's so uh, we do see that as well uh, and that just adds to the popularity. Uh, the amazing thing is I was sort of putting um, some feelers out and doing some research on this the number of people who didn't actually realise even that the Nürburgring existed as a circuit where you could race until they discovered online gaming um, and then having done the online gaming business, they uh, then discovered, oh, look, the Nordschleife does still, you can still run uh, around it. And uh, say with the VLN doing nine races over the course of the year, plus you have the uh, 24-hour qualification race and the 24 hours itself, it makes, in effect, almost a dozen races at the on the full Nordschleife that you can do with at a budget but uh, at a cost which is affordable for many uh, would-be racing drivers and there's quite a few club racers who reckon that doing the VLN series is a very good way of getting uh, maximum value for their money that they're spending. I find it extraordinary that anybody might think there was no, there was no racing still on the Nürburgring Nordschleife but anyhow we move on We're, we're, we're very Eurocentric so we know what's going on in racing. Well, we, we try and do our best. Oh, a little mistake behind a back mark of the number 11 Ferrari getting bottled up there. And all over the tail in the number two Porsche is Steve Jans. Almost on the grass, they go past one of the BMW Cup class cars. Now literally the width of a cigarette paper between them. And the move has been made up through on the left-hand side. The Ferrari went out to the right. It was coming. The back marker didn't help it. But the drivers all know they're going to come across cars considerably slower than theirs. When you're racing in the SP9 class car, you have to plan your move, and as soon as the possibility occurred, Steve Yance guessed correctly, and that's why he's moved up a position. That's uh, the number 11 Ferrari that he's just gone past, isn't it? And yeah. that, we think, was started by Nico Menzel, and I just wonder whether it's now switched to either Leonard Weiss or Christian Menzel, um, if they've had a driver change. We don't get driver ID on that Ferrari, we get it on the other Ferrari, but not on that one. Um, and um, so that one um, has probably changed driver and that's why Steve Jens has managed to get through in the Porsche. Meanwhile, talking of driver changes in a Ferrari, we now have had the pit stop for the race leader, Carnival 22, in the pits at the moment. 
uh, and that has changed driver from Oli Kainz, who started it, to Jochen Krumbach, who has taken over behind the wheel of the uh, number 22 Ferrari, coming into the pits with a 25-second advantage um, at the beginning of this lap and still waiting for Norbert Ziedler to come through uh, in, in fact, it's not going to be Norbert Ziedler, is it? It's going to be Maro Engel coming through next up, I s- expect. I uh, hope he's not going to disappoint me. Here he is. <laughs> yes, thank you, because I thought it might be Engel, you thought it might be Engel, and so it seems. And Maro Engel's lap time is very impressive at the moment. So The that question is going to be, has Maro, is Maro Engel going to be able to get through before Jochen Krumbach comes out of the pits? Because Krumbach, as far as we know, according to the... Uh, systems we've got here. So he's still in the pit lane. Uh, Maro Engel will be coming up across start-finish line and therefore will be putting the Mercedes into the lead of the race. Yeah, Krumbach's car, don't forget, had those two fantastic laps while everyone was fighting second through to fifth place and eventually second through to seventh. His lead went out from next to nothing to 10 seconds. The next time around it was 24 seconds to crucial laps. So, onto the start-finish straight rumbles Maro Engel in that black Falcon Mercedes but where is Jochen Krumbach? Start finish line has been crossed the gap between them 1 minute 47 seconds but of course that's with Krumbach in the pit still or is he out? I think he should be just out. I think he's still in the pits Um, haven't had a uh, transponder signal across any of the call it sector times yet so remember it is a longer pit stop this for um, the Ferrari because of that long initial lap um, the pit stop table says that the uh, pit stop after eight laps has to be 186 seconds so it's very nearly three minutes of a pit stop no it's over three minutes of a pit stop uh, for the Ferrari so you said the gap was 1 minute and 44. So, yes, it is now Maro Engel then that leads the race as the Ferrari is still in the pits. Okay. Coming up to the first sector point soon. Yes, there he is. Um, so, Mercedes then, the first change of lead in this race, although it wasn't across the start-finish line. Um, so, uh, Maro Engel, by virtue of the shorter pit stop brought about by the first stint for the Mercedes being shorter than anyone else. Exactly so. Keep you on your toes. Pay attention at the back. So that's how we have it. Fans out around the circuit enjoy some cracking racing today, but something looking very strong indeed for the Black Falcon Mercedes crew. That started from the third on the grid behind the number 35 Walker Norse BMW, but that spent the first half of the race falling backwards. This is fourth place at the moment, but I think that's going to change as cars cross the start finish line. The number two Porsche. What position is that going to be elevated to? Steve Yance has had a good lap in that. Just waiting for the, and out comes well Steve Janssen the number two Porsche almost alongside that number in, uh, 22 Ferrari that was the race leader Krumbank just pulls out gets into turn one ahead of the number two Porsche so Steve Janssen pushing very hard on his outlap from the pits oh so nearly moving up a position just enough space for Krumbank to get into the first corner get his braking done turn sharply to the right and now he's got the power down in fact out of turn four accelerating away from the red and white Porsche then into the right hand and the cut through instead of turning left and going down the hill towards the Dunlop Kerner they turn to the right and rejoin the circuit just uphill from the Schumacher S's and then they go the next left the right down into the dip through the right hand kink up 
and towards the end of the lap and the Ferrari is uh, about a second and a half clear of that number two Porsche so Steve Yance would be very frustrated because if he could have got in front it's relatively easy to stay there but now the Ferrari is going and will probably pull away because certainly looking very handy in the early part of the lap in 11th place overall but expect uh, that to gain a place or two as others make their pit stop should return in about 5th place I would think at the end of this lap Jochen Krumbach really has dropped him gosh it's been another half second up the line the Porsche would have moved ahead number 2 Porsche ahead of the 22 Ferrari that led the early stages of the race just emerged from its pit stop just in time to pull out ahead yeah, three minutes and 30 seconds, I reckon, was the pit stop uh, for the Ferrari. The 22 Ferrari. For the 22 Ferrari, yes. Um, which was a little bit longer than it needed to be. All my uh, maths is wrong. Can't work that one out for you later on. Um, but uh, Ferrari has got going again with... Uh, Jochen Krumbach now at the wheel of it. Mauro Engel stayed behind the wheel of the Mercedes at his first pit stop, so uh, he is still being shown as the driver of the Black Falcon Mercedes in second place. Uh, Vincent Kolb was shown on the timing screen in third as he came through at the end of that lap in the car collection Audi, but that car has also now made a pit stop, or is making a pit stop, so uh, uh, Vincent Kolb in the pits at the moment, and that car uh, is going to have a driver change as well. Peter Schmidt takes over the car collection Audi uh, being shown in fourth place Rudy Adams now at the wheel of the Volkenwagen Motorsport BMW that Jordan Tresson started uh, and so we need to keep an eye on the gap between Maro Engel and Rudy Adams but that is in fact over a minute uh, despite the fact that the um, and then Mercedes had a shorter pit stop, so that's part of the reason why. Um, and then we get the leading uh, Cup 2 class car, which is yet to have its pit stop, uh, and that is number 103, the uh, Rocco di Torapad. Rocco di Tarapadula uh, car, um, which is leading the Cup 2 Porsche GT Cup class at the moment, to be shared by Alex Meese and Patrick Cobb. So a good driver lineup in that car. That car, though, uh, has says here already had a pit stop so uh, it's done very well to get itself up into fifth place overall we'll see if it stays there oh yes because it's it's had its pit stop but uh, the pit stop happened after it came through yes the timing screen. yeah track conditions still very good for vln7 they're dry it's cooler than it has been recently wags flags being waved around the circuit that's the blue flag the most waved flag on the Durban Ring, Nordschleifer in multi-class racing. It means a faster car is not only catching, it will be overtaking. Please assist where possible. And the drivers, you can see, I must have been very impressed, particularly into the final uh, Tiergarten chicane, the way that they do use their indicators. Flash left, that means I'm staying left. Let's hope that message has been very, very clear to them. Not, I'd like you to go to the left, that is where I'm going. So in the driver briefing, for the mere, well, let's say how many drivers we could have up to close on 600 drivers it's more like 500 drivers all listening to the race officials and hopefully listening very well indeed very little space to be spared around the 24 and a half kilometers of the Nürburgring Nordschleife 
we must make the most of it. Completely clear track at the moment. No uh, yellows, no purple zones anywhere around the place. So uh, hopefully that means we can get some fast lap times coming through. Uh, the race leader, Mauro Engel, just currently making his way up towards Schwalbenschwanz, the Kleiner Carousel, and uh, then he'll be coming through. I think the track has been clear since he set out on this lap. Um, so it was Mauro Engel who set the fastest lap of the race on lap two, eight minutes, 5.612. Um, and um, it, there's never, so, never any such thing as a clear lap around the Nürburgring, but uh, we'll see whether or not he's going to be able to better that one if it has been a clear lap this time. So Engel then with around about 30 seconds, I reckon, of an advantage over the rest of the field. But of course, because he pitted at the end of lap four, he will have to pit again. 11 laps in, I would say, probably at the end of lap 11. Possibly it'll go to the end of lap 12, but probably at the end of lap 11. So uh, he's currently coming up to complete his ninth lap. So another two laps to go at the end of this one. Um, so Morrow's purple patch uh, leading the race will be relatively short-lived. Well, he has enjoyed clear track, and just as I say that, he comes up to the final sweeper at the end of the lap. There's traffic up ahead, but he should be able to blast past that on the start, finish straight. His advantage, well, let's see how good this lap is, because the last one was slow, there was still a slow zone. This one, his best lap, 8 minutes, 5.612 seconds, is Paul Poitvert. How good is this lap? He seems to be fairly clear of traffic, waiting to see the timing line being breached oh, 8 minute 40 oh sorry 8 minutes 8.02 8.02.728 so uh, yes we called that one well Bruce he saw it coming uh, and it's a new fastest lap of the race then for Mauro Engel yeah saw it coming then looked at the wrong line on the grid because of course <laughs> that was where his car listed as ahead of the Krumbach car and waiting for that to come through will that still be in second place I, I'm not entirely sure that it will be uh, no it's going to be the Vulcan Horse BMW up into second um, which is now with Rudy Adams behind the wheel of it um, and he's going to be I reckon a good 30 seconds further back uh, Rudy Adams so uh, as Mauro Engel um, still threading his way through the traffic but well, threading your way through the traffic doesn't take up half as much time as having to slow down for yellow flags and uh, because then you can't uh, uh, slow down so a uh, good lap from uh, Mauro Engel unfortunately as I say we've only got a couple more of them before that Mercedes the big Mercedes is going to be due in for uh, another tank full of fuel well indeed as I said before the start of the race there are many variables when you race on the Nürburgring Nordschleife weather is always one of them. Traffic is another, but when you, when and where you find a slow zone, if you can get past it before it's thrown and your rivals who are trying to hunt you down cannot, that can really change the outcome of the race. So the 35 BMW into second place, you're one minute 20 seconds down, then in behind suddenly he's got Alex Muller, stayed on board the number 30 Frickadella Racing Porsche and tucked in behind Steph Dusseldorf, now pushing very hard indeed in the Falcon Motorsport BMW M6. Plenty of variety at the front, plenty of really good racing. About another 10 seconds back to the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini with Di Martino at the wheel at the stage of the race. It's interesting to uh, keep an eye on whereabouts the uh, 911 Porsche, the 2019 Porsche, is going to come through because uh, Nick Tandy is now at the wheel of the number four. Um, he's made his pit stop already, lost that 20 seconds, of course, as he came through. Uh, and eight minutes ten um, from Nick Tandy. 
uh, in the SPX class Porsche, listed as a 911 GT3R, but a 2019 variety um, variant of that car. Um, supposed to give you a lot more uh, mechanical grip especially around the front end and it's supposed to be easier to work on um, but of course at the moment Porsche trying to keep it out of the pits um, the car having its first outing this weekend at the, with uh, in the hands of a privateer team a customer team um, of Falcon Motorsports running the car great battle over fifth place Michele Di Martino in the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini who just did a lap of 8 minutes 4.5 second fastest lap of the race he's got company though Norbert Siegler has his tail up is tucked under his rear wing in the number 31 Porsche which we saw in the early stages of the race had the speed had the potential got up into second place overall behind the number 22 Ferrari but it's all changed by dint of pitting way earlier out of sync if you will Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes Mauro Engel 1 minute 20 seconds clear of Rudy Adams in the number 35 BMW M6 that started on pole position, fell to seventh overall, now working his way back up the order. Of course, the other advantage that um, Black Falcon had by making that early pit stop was because they were rebuilding the track at Flugplatz, where um, the um, track had been blocked and uh, there was a purple zone. So not only did they spend less time in the pits because they pit uh, because it was an early pit stop, but also everybody else was going more slowly out on the track because of the uh, slow zone on the, on the circuit. So a good tactical move there from Black Falcon, from uh, Sean Breslin and the team. Um, running the uh, strategy for Black Falcon. Well, you expect there to be little little spills around the, the Nürburgring Nordschleife, but the 202 uh, Porsche Cup class car from SP6 has gone for a spin on the wide open space of the Grand Prix circuit, sitting across the circuit side on. It's not going to cause a slow zone or anything, there's space around it, but uh, an unusual incident there for Philip Gressek, unless it was um, it's just handed over to Matthias Hüttenreich. The car not pointed the way that it should be. remember this figure at the end of the last lap lap number nine Maro Engel leading by one minute 20.781 seconds I just want to point out yes he's out of sequence but he's lapping fast before his pit stops fast after them and uh, the winning margin last time out was 2.077 seconds the gap between first and second next to nothing Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini was not so far behind in third so this race looks at the moment it's going in one direction but they are completely out of of sync in the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes. Looking good on track, but there is the element of extra pit stops to be made, or pit stops at different times, longer pit stops as well. So it should close up all over again. Yes, of course, um, it will. It's not that it's an extra pit stop, because it will almost certainly be the same number of pit stops that yeah, Black sorry, Falcon I, I, uh, has to do. It's just a case of when they choose to do them. Um, and the advantage of leaving your pit stop late, having said that uh, Black Falcon did a good strategy call, now contradict myself but uh, but when you get to the uh, end part of the race the final pit stop depends on the length of time to the end of the race but importantly that goes down every minute so every minute you go closer to the end of the race the pit stop becomes shorter and shorter and shorter whereas at the beginning of the race it depends purely on the number of laps you've completed um, and of course that can be uh, quicker uh, or, or that uh, um, 
it, it's a larger uh, variant on each pit stop. A new fastest lap of the race to uh, number 36, the other Vulcan Sport, uh, Vulcan Horse Motorsport car, David Kittard, uh, has just done an 8 minutes 1.104, Bruce. So uh, he's um, knocked Mara Engel's time, not necessarily into a cocked hat, but uh, second and a half quicker um, than Mara Engel for David Pittard at the wheel of the Vulcan Horse BMW. So that is a quick car, number 36, uh, currently lying in 12th place overall. Yeah, David's doing an increasing number of VLN events, getting some really, really good race mileage. That's very impressive. Bear in mind, best time in qualifying this morning was an 8 minutes, I think, 55. Sorry, 7, seven minutes 55. So getting closer and closer with that. Of course, the issue of traffic at any point around the circuit as well is another one the drivers have to really, really cope with. Paul. Uh, no, I was just uh, oh. picking up. We saw a moment ago the 139 Ferrari, the blue and white Ferrari, uh, on the screen. That car currently in the lead of SP8. Christian no, Cole third in class. Stefan Kohler. Sorry? Third in class. Third in class. Third in class from two SP8. Oh, dear, we've got... Um, okay. Can't sign the circuit. You've got um, Russian driver lives in Monaco, leading the way, Lukonokov in the 131, which I had on my screen two nanoseconds ago. Oh, no, that's just because of pit stops. Oh, because of um, pit stops, OK. Right, yes, I was confused, because it was in the lead of the class. I couldn't understand how it would have lost the lead. But it took its pit stop a lap earlier. This is the 458 Ferrari. Uh, it took, took its pit stop a lap earlier. The two Porsches, 131 and 141, have just made their pit stops. Um, and that car, the 139 Racing One car, is the car that leads the championship for drivers, um, which is uh, the one that everybody wants to win. Stefan Kohler and Christian Kohlhaus uh, sharing the lead of the championship and currently at the top of their class in SP8. Disadvantage for them is they've only got six runners in the class, so they're going to score less points. So on to another lap. Lap number 11 goes our race leader, Maro Engel. Black Fork and Motorsport Mercedes. One minute, 20 seconds clear last time around. We'll probably have to wait about another minute to tell you if that's gone out over Rudy Adams in the 35 Walkman Horse BMW M6 or has been reduced. I have a sneaking feeling it will have stretched because Maro Engel is banging in lap after lap in the low, just over eight minutes. And that is the pace you need to stretch your lead. All of his rivals doing 807, 806, 810. He's putting in 804, 802. But a great little gaggle of cars coming down towards the end of the lap. 35, second place, Rudy Adams. Right under his tail is Alex Muller in the first of the Frickadelli Racing Porsches. And again, they look very sleek in a straight line. And tucked under the tail in fourth place overall. Falcon Motorsport BMW M6, Steph Dusseldorp. He's now behind. The other M6, but going past into second place goes Alex Muller, Swiss racer in the number 30 Porsche. Going around the outside of the Balkan Horse Motorsport car into third place goes Steph Dusseldorf, Dutch driver, going very, very well indeed. That was bold, that was brave, and it worked. So just over two and a half hours remaining. Race leader, it was one minute 20 seconds last time around. What's it going to be over this gaggle of cars this time? Proof the pudding into second place. One minute 28 seconds clear. In fact, on that lap he gained uh, yeah, th three seconds. So, so there was an intermediate lap there. The gap between their lap times was three seconds precisely between the pace of Alex Muller. Now in second place of Morrow Engel leading in his Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes. And that, uh, that number 30, the Frickadelli... Porsche, Bruce, is the one that Sabina Schmitz is due to drive later on. So, of course. Um, it's the car that uh, she shares with Klaus Abelin. Um, 
they're both in the pro class, but uh, I tend to regard the 31 car as being the uh, the hotter tip amongst the two Fricadelli Porsches. I normally do, and talking about pairings, uh, the number 11 Ferrari going backwards a little bit has just been passed by Nick Tandy. So Nick Tandy in that SPX class car up into ninth place overall, and uh, whether it's uh, the second Menzel, Christian Menzel, or Leo Weiss, they've got down to 10th place overall. So Tandy really charging. This time, of course, uh, run by Falco Motorsport in the not yellow and green livery, the Grello as we call it, but uh, turquoise and blue livery, swirl pattern all over the number for Porsche. This is the 2019 car. And it's got past that Ferrari very easily indeed. How good was the last lap time for Nick Tandy? Yeah, relatively slow, that, slow. Uh, that one from Nick. So um, whether that was because of traffic, uh, whether the car isn't that quick, we'll uh, say, look at, um, it'll be interesting to look at its uh, overall lap times during it's, the race. It's, it's best pace, it's best lap is 8 minute 10, so it's not, not on the pace of the others as yet at the top of the SP9 class. Uh, this is the car that uh, will be run next year as the uh, Porsche GT3 customer car get demolicated for the GT3 class this year, so we're having to run in the SPX class, which means that it has to spend 20 seconds longer at each pit stop. What isn't clear to me, if anybody knows, then tell me why the rule was changed so that instead of limiting it by saying it could only do six lap stints, they've now limited it by saying it could go as long as it wants on each stint, but it has to spend that extra 20 seconds. It seems like it's a slightly different way of doing things. Toss of the coin. Yes, quite well. Um, the ways of the VLN are sometimes a little mysterious. Now, we commented on uh, Steve Yant all but passing Jochen Krumbach when Krumbach emerged onto the track in the 22 Ferrari, the second of the team Monschau Ferraris. But in the subsequent lap, Steve Yant has fallen back. If he'd been another second or maybe half a second in advance, he could have gone just past the Ferrari as it emerged from the pit lane. He didn't, and he's fallen back ever since, having to go around the outside of a BMW tail ender, but unfortunately his sight line through the Ferrari is becoming diminished because through the twists and turns he's not close enough to see it. The 455 BMW M3, Quanta, Kleishota, Kaiser and Frommer. Mechanics are smiling, but the, the bodywork of the car is not. The front end damage, particularly on front right corner, uh, they're having to adjust the, uh, just check the suspension line up, but that's a lengthy delay for them in the garage. Yeah, and having to uh, reset the tracking on the car as well from the looks of things, so uh, it's had contact with something and uh, losing time in the garage whilst it's, uh, that issue is resolved on that car. Steve Yance running all on his own in 8th place overall, ninth place, Nick Tandy's Tandy will be catching him. Sorry about the cough there. The cold at the moment. Yes, the uh, Ferrari up ahead of him, the number 22 Ferrari, which you were suggesting wasn't quite on the pace. Uh, Jochen Grunbach having, uh, as you might say, back a little bit at the wheel of the 22 car. And but he's only down by about two or three seconds on that car's... Uh, well, two seconds, or not even that, on the, the car's best pace so far. Uh, Nick Tandy around about 10 seconds behind Steve Yance. Uh, sorry, 15 seconds behind Steve Yance at the moment. 
So a busy day for Radio Show Limited. RS1 reporting on the European Le Mans Series action from Spa Francorchamps. And Paul Truswell and me, Bruce Jones, reporting on uh, not even quite at the halfway point in VLN 7 around the Nürburgring Nordschleife. And it's busy all the way. It's almost impossible to keep an eye on all 150 plus cars and even spot where they are around the circuit. But what we can tell you is that leading the way for Black Formula Motorsport with this Mercedes by probably now just over one minute and 30 seconds is Mauro Engel. He did, drove stint one, which was only four laps. Some of his rivals pitted after six, seven, even eight laps. And he's in the second stint now. But he and is on his 11th lap of so the race. In so uh, it could well be his in lap. I think the absolute maximum he could do would be eight laps, um, which would take him up to uh, his 12th lap. But it's uh, interesting to see whether Mauro Engel does come in at the end of this lap or whether they'll uh, leave him out for another lap. An hour and a half, or an hour and 33 minutes into the race we've gone so far. And uh, watching Steve Yance on the uh, screen there, uh, getting very close to the curb as he went up on the inside uh, of another car. And his driver's stress level went up from 4% to 6%. Um, so uh, it didn't seem to stress him out too much with the fact that the car very nearly was wiped out of the barrier. You know, I, Paul, I always find that little, that little graphic very... You know, most of the time you look, you think drivers are going at 30%. Why is he at 6% and 4% stress? Most of the others, when you see their little driver's stress level graphic, it's 32 34%. So clearly way too laid back. In fact, he needs to get on with it. He needs to drive a little bit faster <laughs> to get those stress levels up. And also to do so, to try and keep up with uh, your combat. You drop seven seconds back, possibly going out to 10 seconds back on this lap. Comes uh, Mauro Engel down the Dottingerhoa for the 11th time this time. He's driven the whole race thus far, had one short pit stop and has headed on his way again, coming up towards the end of the lap now. And he goes through for another one. So Mauro Engel then stays out, completes 11 laps and maintains that minute and a half an advantage. 8 minutes 06 was his lap time uh, on that last lap. It's very good. His laps have varied by two to three seconds has been the spread of his laps in the second stint his best lap of the race eight minutes 2.728 seconds but not as good as we saw from David Pittard Pittard's down in the 11th place overall of the 36 walking horse motorsport BMW M6 he's about 30 seconds back on the number 11 team Monchal Ferrari but his best lap eight minutes 1.104 seconds for the young British driver very very good indeed Track condition still excellent, no slow zones at the moment, so the lap should be as quick as they possibly could be. Grey skies, broken cloud, but some dark patches of cloud forming around the circuit. As Paul mentioned, Nürburgring Nordschleife, about 600 metres up in the Eiffel Forest, has plenty of weather. It's a question of which version it wants to offer you at which point in the race. Very, very tight for second place. Steph Dusseldorp now right on the tail of Alex Muller in the Frickadelli racing Porsche. They're flashing their lights. They've got a Porsche came in up ahead. They need it out of the way. Alex Muller looking one way, looking the other, into the final corner. He dives up the inside. So does Dusseldorp, kicking up the dust on the inside of the circuit, getting two wheels onto the dirt. And that actually allowed Rudy Adams to tuck in behind in the second of the Walkenhorst uh, Motorsport BMW as well, the leading one in the race. That's So second through to fourth places, covered by just waiting for Adams's time to cover the screen by half a second second through to fourth half a second cover them down to turn one they go still the Porsche in second place Alex Muller Steph Dusseldorp in the Falkland Motorsports BMW in 
M6 ahead of the, the better place of the Walken Horse cars, but Rudy Adams is fighting back there. Fighting back, trying to be the leading BMW driver in this race. Gap from first to second. Well, we thought it would go the other side of one and a half minutes. It's one minute 35 seconds now. That's Mauro Engel's advantage. But, Paul, we're really fairly sure the end of this lap will be the pit visit from the race leading. From Mauro Engel, very much so, yes. He's, uh, say, he'll com have completed eight laps on the stint uh, by the end of the lap that he's currently on and uh, he's currently making his way down toward Arenberg uh, on this the eighth lap um, just looking at the uh, the weather app and 100% uh, cloud cover 12 degrees Celsius um, but also a chance of rain in the next 40 minutes um, only a chance mind but once we get through that 40 minutes um, then we should be clear for the rest of the afternoon um, uh, said earlier on, there's uh, notoriously difficult to do weather forecasting at the Nürburgring because of the uh, mountainous region in which the Eiffel, or which the uh, circuit lies within the Eiffel Mountains. And very often, very heavy cloud passes without uh, dropping anything. But um, at the moment, as I say, we are showing just a chance of rain for the next 40 minutes or so. Well, I'm glad you pointed that out because about half a lap ago, maybe actually not even that much, there was a shot two-thirds away around the circuit and it looked ominous. So rain was imminent. But we'll see if you're right about dark cloud doesn't mean rain, but certainly much darker than anything else we've seen so far through the course of this race in terms of uh, colour of cloud, hue of nimbus. Still the circuit being shown as fully green, but... Um with the uh, perhaps uh, being uh, possibly temperatures making life difficult as well uh, for drivers but uh, a slower thing that particularly caught my attention was uh, Nick Tandy uh, a much slower lap on that last lap from the uh, Falcon Porsche yes yes that, that's interesting so he's, he's not only failed to catch the vice Benzel Menzel number 11 Monchal Ferrari but he's in the garage so that's why the lap was so slow at least we have an answer as soon as we thought about it the Falcon Motorsport Porsche in the garage looking lovely but it's looking pretty slow because it's going at zero miles an hour Nick yeah. Tandy looking quite hot on board the cockpit on board the car sitting in the cockpit but of course there's no cooling when you're just sitting there you can flap the doors around but he's got engineers to talk to but it looks so it's suddenly become a test session rather than the race the 2019 well, car i suppose it already it already was a test session the uh, the problem is what is the problem on the car um it's um had a problem in vln five um in vln six it ran without a problem and it did in fact uh, complete 24 hours in Portimao um, and finished in second place overall despite um, having a slightly different uh, balance of performance to the other GT3 class cars that it was uh, racing with but uh, that doesn't look that good for the car um, being run by Falcon Motorsport staff um, with some assistance from Porsche factory from what I'm told, nobody from Manti Racing has been uh, invited into the garage um, for this weekend. Just whenever we get to a, an onboard 
piece of footage I just looked to see are we getting spattering on the screen and two thirds of the way around the lap in the 929 Teichman racing KTM crossbow the only dots are on the screen are from where little bits of debris have hit and also just misapplication of the peel-off strips slight bubbling but there is no moisture on the screen at the moment let's see if we stay that way eight uh, two hours and 20 minutes or so remaining in this vln7 around the nurburgring lord schreifer 25 and a half kilometers of absolute joy most wonderful sorry 24 and a half kilometers of joy of endless cornering rises dips and in the space of almost every driver out there, whatever class car they're in, traffic, whether you're having to pull out of the way of faster cars coming through or you have to be making your way past. You might be an SP9 runner. You've got to be on your toes at all times to try and pick the moment when to go past. Check the driver in front and see where you're heading, what you intend to do. I must say the driving standards have really generally been very, very good in VLN for the past couple of seasons. So first and second, one minute and 35 seconds is the advantage. Mauro Engel in the Black Falker Motorsport Mercedes ahead of Alex Muller in the better placed of the two Frickadelli Racing Porsches. He is clear, but only just, by 0 0.3, 0 0.4 of a second over Steph Dusseldorp in the Black Falcon, sorry, in the Falcon Motorsport BMW M6. Right on his tail is Rudy Adams in the Walkenhorst Motorsport BMW. Mauro Engel, lights flashing. We expect him to come in to pit at the end of this lap. The end of the lap is almost nigh. Paul out of Dottinger. He goes in that green metallic Mercedes. No one around him. Some back markers up in front. He doesn't want to lose any seconds on the way. And these are much slower cars. Lights are flashing. He wants to get past them. Doesn't want to take a risk. And again, looking down towards Dottinger. It looks though like rain could be a possibility. Yeah, so uh, Engel will be coming in at the end of uh, an eight-lap stint. That means it'll be uh, four seconds short of being a three-minute pit stop for him. Uh, and so that will lose him the lead of the race, inevitably, uh, as he comes in. Alex Muller will take over in the lead of the race. Well, that should bring him out in 12th place overall after his pit stop. That's my reckoning. And behind all the SP9 runners, uh, as he was at the first pit stop, and behind the SPX runner. But in fact, he might go ahead because Nick Tandy, last time we saw, was sitting in the pit garage. Yes, and uh, as far I as I can tell, yes, uh, no, he, has, uh, he is still there. Is uh, the Falcon Porsche and a driver change being uh, prepared for uh, Mauro Engel. I think that is Manuel Metzger to whom he is going to be handing over. Doesn't look tall enough to be Hubert Hout, so... New set of tyres getting onto the car. No particular rush, I'd say. The whole thing is controlled by the time that the uh, car has to spend in the pit lane. And that means there is uh, plenty of time for them to get the fuel in, change the tyres, wipe the screen, get the belts done up and then they will be sending him on his way. But Now, rather strangely in the pit lane, I can see what looks like either a seat insert or the inside of a wheel arch. I, think it's, I can't it's tell which it was, but luckily someone's wandered out rather leisurely fashion and picked it up. But out on the circuit, circuit Steph Dusseldorp is all over the tail at the end of the lap on Alex Muller. They've managed to drop Rudy Adams, who the second of the BMWs, and then in behind, fifth and sixth, it's Conrad Motorsport still with uh, Michele Di Martino. We've got Norbert Siedler right in behind. So the Frigadelli cars fighting over second and sixth, right, fifth, 
right in the heart of the action. Yes, and uh, Seth Dusseldorp with the BMW, the Falcon BMW, second in the last VLN race, um, and has an extra lap that he should be able to do on his current tank full of fuel. Um, so they all go through past the Mercedes, which is still stationary in the pit lane. As Bruce was saying, this is going to lose the lead of the race for the Black Falcon Mercedes at this juncture. But of course, he's having his second pit stop. The rest of the field have yet to have their second pit stop. It is a three pit stop race, not mandatory three pit stops, but uh, in effect, um, the minimum you can do the race on is three pit stops. And the conventional thinking is that by pushing out the uh, pit stops to the end of the race, you can make your final pit stop shorter uh, and thus make um, the um, race the most efficient by keeping the final pit stop as short as possible. But some great racing going on out there on the circuit. Rudy Adams, though he's been dropped, as you rightly said, Bruce, just doing the fastest lap for Dave Vulcanhorse BMW there. Um, Fast enough to race, but fast lap of that car. Eight minutes, eleven three one zero on its last lap. Yes, he was right with him at the start of the lap, and immediately it went down into the Grand Prix loop. He got separated, and then obviously lost a, a fair bit more, another second and a half that dropped him away. But that's possibly just two balking moments around a lap. That's how you can lose that small amount of time. But when the car's running nose to tail, that looks like a big change. It's not. It's only a second and a half around the lap. But uh, there's nothing like a second and a half between the fifth place battle. Michele Di Martino in the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini still just in front, but for how much longer? Norbert Siedler all over his tail in the second of the Fricadelli Porsches. I appear to be on weather watch, and I can report from the back half of the circuit. Can't see blue sky, but what I can see is a bit more broken cloud, and it seems a little higher. So, back into the race goes the number six Mercedes, and of course, there would have been a driver change. Mario Engel's been on board, it's correct, it's Manuel Metzger who's taken over to be the second driver into that number six Mercedes. I think he should have come up in a, out in about 12th place, but running such a different pit strategy to everybody else, did half the opening stint length of some of his rivals, and of course, payback time is towards the end of the race. Yes, I think he's going to be in 11th, 11th place, Bruce, because the number 50 BMW Z4 uh, has also made a pit stop. I'm sorry, I completely forgotten that uh, the 2019 Porsche, now Lawrence Van Tour, this is driving. Is that back on the circuit? But of course, that was delayed in yes, the pit it has. garage. Yes, it's just come out of the uh, garage. So okay. that uh, is a driver change. Nick Tandy handing it over to Lawrence Van Tour. That car having been started by Martin Raggian, so all three drivers having a go. Nick Tandy's go somewhat shorter. And always that was a sub-clause in the race, if you will. It was running not in SP9, but SPX. This is the 2019 derivation of the Porsche GT3 racer. And, of course, at pit stops, because it was running in SPX, it had to stay stationary for an extra, I was going to say 20 minutes, that would be silly, <laughs> 20 seconds. But it was a long pit stop in any event whilst uh, something was investigated, uh, whilst Nick Tandy was at the wheel. Nick, um, winner of the Nürburgring 24 hours this year in a Manti Porsche and uh, being drafted into the Falcon Motorsports team for this weekend. And just to clarify something, if we're talking about Falcon, that's F-A-L-K-E-N, tyre company. If we talk about Falcon, that's Black Falcon, which is the, the Mercedes that was leading the race. The team run by Sean Breslin that races every year. We have a whole phalanx of their cars out in the 
um, and, and Dubai in, 24 hours and of course big fans of the VLN and in numerous classes as well um, yes of course the problem is you know what German for Falcon is it's Falcon so the, yeah. the Falcon tyres are actually Falcon the bird tyres um, although they're made in Japan I think the uh, Falcon tyres aren't they I may be corrected on that but I, th I think Falcon tyres are actually made in Japan um Anyway. So we hope to have clarified things. We <laughs> may have made it a whole lot worse. <laughs> um, we do our best. So just to reiterate, Manuel Metzger is now the driver in the black Falcon Mercedes. And uh, that has tumbled down the order after that second pit stop. Its rivals up the front end of the SP9 class. Still all of them having had just the one pit stop with the exception. And of course the SPX Porsche, the one for next year, has the had two. The Black Falcon uh, Porsche uh, Mercedes on which we are running at the moment, though, the uh, GT4 class car is the GT4 class leader. Um, worth just uh, pointing that out. The uh, GT4 class uh, currently being Le led by a minute by the uh, Black Falcon Mercedes. quite busy out on the track he's it's funny you can go for quite a while and have no real traffic and then you just dispense with one driver in a slower car and you find a whole lot more now that 163 mercedes has finally broken clear and uh will hopefully pick his lap speed up all over again but it really can affect your lap you could even add 10 seconds around this 24 kilometer lap if you get traffic in the wrong places sometimes even more I mean, the important thing is, I mean, you were saying, Bruce, is to uh, kind of keep it safe and uh, keeping it off the curbs, knowing where you can overtake, where you can take uh, a, a few liberties with the curbs. And in other places, you certainly can't take any liberties with the curbs because uh, we've said before in these VLN races, that some of the curbs, some uh, 10 centimetres high, and you hit one of those, you're going to uh, break a tie rod without even blinking. Yeah, you become like a, a, a pinball on a, on a pin table. But again and again, experience around the Nordschleife. You see some hot young guns come in. They've never raced on the Nordschleife. They're the ones, despite being very quick, that are certainly liable to making mistakes. So really, I think when you're racing here for four hours, for six in the longest VLN race, or 24 in the 24 hours, you've got to know where you can try and pass, where the curbs are vicious, and there is nothing like track time. Change for second place in class in the... Uh, which class is it? The SP8 class, isn't it? Yes, 139 still leads the way. The Christian Kohlhaus, Stefan Kohler, Ferrari 458. But a change for second place there as the 141, Andreas Weiland and Bert Flossbach Porsche gets ahead of the other Manti Porsche, the Red 2 Drive Familiar racing car of uh, Walter Dukovnik and Ackerman. It's uh, down in uh, the bottom half of the top 20 in overall positions. In the highly popular V4 class, that car, that class now being led by the 492 Manhella racing car of uh, Marcel Manhella and Karsten Knechgas, who are uh, currently, where are they in the championship? I know they're fairly well up. Um, they're not as well up this year as they were last year. They're 27th and 28th uh, in the championship. So Manhalla Racing uh, looking to get some points uh, ahead of the Rink and Brink uh, car, the Pixum Team Adrenaline Motorsport Carnival 490. So 492 currently leading in Class V4 ahead of 490. Uh, and then the 4... 
470 car um I don't mean 470, I mean 479 uh, car um, of Tots, Tots and Kratz, um, currently third in V4. So, uh, In from third place, diving into the pit, Steph Dusseldorp was right on the tail as he had been for two laps on Alex Muller's Frickadelli Porsche. Last second, jinked to his right, dived into pit lane, so finally the pressure is off Alex Muller running in that second place. He's... Uh, well, actually, bizarrely, by uh, Muller now leading the race, of course, we said the uh, Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes would tumble down the order to about 11th place. Listed as 10th at the moment now. Oh, sorry, no, what am I talking about? Uh, number six is listed as 7th place that at the moment. That's further than we expected, but Dusseldorf from second place behind Alex Muller dived into the bits. Muller leading the race now. That is interesting, though, That Bruce, is more than we expected. Because uh, last time around, the number 30 uh, Muller Porsche and the Dusseldorp um, BMW, number three, both pitted on the same lap. But this time, the BMW coming in a lap earlier than the Porsche. So uh, either that's the Porsche going a lap further or... Um, what is it? Seven laps only for the... Yeah, seven laps then for... Uh, Dusseldorp and the Frickadelli Porsche going on for an eight lap. Eight laps, pretty much the absolute maximum for a GT3 class car. VLN has gone on record to say they don't want cars to be able to do nine laps. They can do it if there's a lot of code 60 out on the circuit, but uh, in general, they like it eight laps to be the maximum for. Uh, a car to do and they do constrain the amount of fuel that can go in at each pit stop as well much as in some other forms of racing despite the size of the fuel tank the amount of fuel that can go in each pit stop is limited as well and that is monitored by the race officials at the pit stops so it looks like a nice standard pit stop for the number three falcon bmw in from second place steph dusseldorp that kicked off the race um with uh, Peter Dumbreck driving, Dumbreck Dusseldorp, very, very well-balanced pairing. The number six Mercedes from Black Falcon Motorsport continues to rumble around the circuit. In fact, with Manuel Metzger, it may end up back in 11th place. It was slightly staggered on the timing screens because of its second pit stop. But running with clear track around it, listed as 10th at the moment, just waiting to see if Muller will get back onto the circuit before he does. After his pit stop, Alex Muller... Sorry, I beg, beg your pardon. Wrong Muller, Jones. It's uh, Jorg Muller in the BMW Z4 that may be able to eke its way past, but I think that's also take, taken two pit stops, so it should stay behind. But anyhow, rumbling, roaring, rolling around the circuit that uh, AMG Mercedes looks the business on the Nürburgring Nordschleife. Yep, 10th place it is for Manuel Metzger. So this time around, with 30, well, it will be 14 laps on the board. We expect Alex Muller to come in to make his second pit stop in the number 30 Frickadelli Racing Porsche. And uh, been well placed. Klaus Abelin, Alex Muller, and Sabrina Schmitz. And as you mentioned, Paul, she's had a tricky year and uh, feeling her feeling way back into racing after cancer. Yes, and, and uh, pretty heavy treatment. And uh, she's. Um, she sits 
lost none of her speed, but uh, what she was uh, trying to build up on previous VLN races is actually just a bit of endurance to be able to uh, keep with the car. Ended up in the gravel, as far as I remember, in VLN 5. Um, but the Fricadelli team, um, having had uh, two successes so far this year, certainly run a very quick Porsche and currently being shown on the uh, screen as uh, being in first and third places uh, overall with the car that is in second place um, currently in the pit lane so on track it is a Fricadelli 1-2 and uh, I just realised something okay don't, don't be confused That's so right. let, let's just run down the list of those who've made a second pit stop Peter Dumbreck is now on board the number three Falcon Motorsport BMW so when Dumbreck Dusseldorp it's now back in the hands of Dumbreck Hunter Abbott is the third driver into the 35 pole starting Walker Horse Motorsport uh, M6 he's sharing with Jordan Tresson and Rudy Adams that's two pit stops on the board for them and two pit stops for the car in 10th place Manuel Metzger having taken over after two stints from Mauro Engel, a short one of four laps and a longer one of eight laps. And that car is down in 10th and is going to be making its way forward. It's been able to lap a very decent pace at all points in the race. And the first two, um, with Alex Muller and Norbert Ziedler um, staying out there th so far, uh, both of those drivers, Bruce, have been in the car since the start of the race, haven't they? Because they both came in, stayed in the car at the first pit stop, and uh, then went out again. So coming up towards half distance, we're a minute, an hour and 57 and a half minutes into the race, just under two hours, therefore, into the race. So they'll be coming up to make what will be their second out of three pit stops and Fricadelli, uh, one would assume, will, now uh, will they stagger their pit stops because on the last time around, the 31 car came in a lap later than the 30, but will the 30 be able to stay out that much further or not? So it may well be that both Fricadelli cars come in at once, although um, I would be somewhat surprised if that were the case. Well, the BMW Z4 is in the pits for a third time, not for a pit stop, but unfortunately for York Muller, whether it was his crime or those of the drivers who went before him, but the BMW Z4 serving a time penalty, a stop and go penalty. That's about to expire, one second to go, and he can go back into the race. So the German veteran, born in Holland, actually, in the Netherlands. Was he? Yeah, yeah. just across the border. Okay. Um, but uh, he's had to serve the penalty in that. Yeah, Number 50, Z4, shared with Alex Lamberts and Peter Povasak. So he was running just outside the top 10, is now rather further outside the top 10. Yes, certainly being shown on the screen as 14th car in the pits and therefore will be losing uh, time on the circuit. The leading two Fricadelli Porsches currently not quite nose to tail, heading up towards Schwalbenschwanz, the little carousel at the moment and then they'll be uh, having turned through there going through the fast and cru in crucially important right-hander at Galgenkopf onto the Dottinger to uh, come back onto what should be a pit stop certainly for the number 30 car and possibly also for the uh, 31 we'll wait and see whether or not both of them pit or whether it's just one of them We are within seconds of the midpoint in the race. VLN 7 run over four hours around the Nürburgring Nordschleife 
with a wonderful name, the ADAC Reinoldus Langstrecken Rennen, run by the Motor Club from Dortmund. 150-something cars started the race. It looks as though, but we'll come to that in a moment, it should be going the way of the Black Falker Motorsport Mercedes. But don't forget, that is running out of sequence, but it has run a very good pace. Two hours have been completed. As I speak, the Frikadelli Porsche is looking very strong. And at the moment, Alex Muller is leading in one of them. But he's going to be pitting very soon, one would think. Will it be this time around? Yes, I think the uh, the Black Falcon car is going to lose yes, out in the uh, in the final round of pit stops. This is where uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how it goes. A big lock-up there for Alex Muller as he brings the... Um, Porsche into the pits. Well, um, interesting. It would <laughs> yes. have been a driver change. As Paul said that, we saw the driver waiting who says has the name Alex Muller on well, his helmet. So we wondered whether he did a double stint and the answer is clearly not. Unless one driver has forgotten his helmet and has borrowed the other one. So let's have a look. Well, that's a possibility as well. But uh, see what the uh, driver information tells us. Uh, the other car should also be coming into the pits at the end of this lap but hasn't done. Uh, that has gone through. So that is now uh, the race leader, Norbert Ziedler, uh, and we're pretty confident that he's been in the car since the beginning of the race as well. Um, but uh, bets let's off. not be confident. Anything, <laughs> yeah, quite. Uh, so Ziedler goes through in any case, the driver of number 31, uh, and takes the lead of the race. 14 laps now completed as the pit stop is uh, executed by the Frickadelli team for the number 30 car. Both of them running as pro entries um, with Sabina Schmitz still down to drive uh, in the number 30 car. I think Sabina has forgotten her helmet or something and it was her who was standing by waiting to take over. I think it was Klaus Appelen getting out of the car. Okay. But I'm just trying to look through the side. It looks like a red and white helmet of the 31 Porsche, which should be, uh, he is Austrian after all, it should be Norbert Siedler's helmet livery. I seem to recall he has a patriotically liveried Dome. No, see, I have the facility here to edit the driver, so shall I, shall I change that to Abelin? No, not on my sake, agree. <laughs> no. I'm going to. Jochen Krumbach no, still no. fighting very hard with uh, Michele Di Martino. Martino holding down third place in the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini, which is the position it finished in just three weeks ago in VLN6. But uh, plenty of company from the Monschau Ferrari, one of the two Monschau Ferraris. Number 30 still making its pit stop. But certainly someone with the helmet, with the, the script, Alex Muller on the side was the driver getting on board. Trying to see if we've got someone looking hot and sweaty who got out of the car to see who was the driver climbing out. But we'll let you know. Max has changed to Jens. Jens, that's very good. Is that Jens now changing back to Max? We've been on board in their Get Speed Porsche Cayman. Two drivers racing under pseudonyms. Oft popular in the VLN. One of them, Reinhold Renger, also races under the name of Randy Walls. But uh, he's not at the front end this weekend. Fastest driver on track at the moment. Norbert Seedler last time around. Eight minutes and three seconds. That's a very quick lap. That's the fastest lap for the number 31 Porsche. Now in the lead of the race. 3.4 seconds clear of the sister car. But we know the sister car's in the pit lane. So that's not a clear picture. But 10 seconds clear of the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini, which has got real company. We've got Jochen Krumbachs in the Monschau 22, Monschau Ferrari, right under his tail. So first to third, covered by three seconds. Good to see that the number four Porsche after its lengthy pit stop that led to Nick Tandy having a shorter stint 
is back circulating well in the hands of Lawrence Van Tor, but it lost uh, so much time that it's fallen down to 31st position overall. But lapping 8 minutes 7 seconds last time round, that's decent pace. Well, that's the fastest uh, that the car has gone all race. In fact, that's its best lap of the race, uh, 8 minutes 7.209. So, uh, Lawrence Van Tor, there's probably a little bit of... Um, uh, competitiveness between the uh, drivers, Lawrence uh, uh, sharing with Nick Tandy and Martin Ragginger in that car, and they'll probably all be uh, eager to demonstrate their pace. The Cup X class currently being led by the 929 KTM Crossbow, uh, and that's in the hands currently of Maximilian, and uh, that's the car on the screen at the moment going through to complete its uh, 13th, its 14th lap then. Actually, the one we can see on the screen is uh, the one in second place in class. That's Humberg, I think. Is that, that's 9.30. Let's have a little look on the door. So it is. That's the one second in class. KTM crossbows of various hue. They, large, they tend to be black with other colours added to them to brighten them up. And often a sort of orangey-red is the colour of choice. Writer Engineering have put so much effort into these cars. They've been a real staple now for about five, four or five years, I'd say. But uh, a lot of them race in the GT4 European Series. And some very able drivers they have as well. Second round of pit stops. I would think there'll be a flurry for the SP9 runners at the end of this lap. This is lap number 15 for the majority of them. Just coming onto the show here, joining us on RS3 of the streaming. Dry conditions at the Nürburgring for the seventh round of the VLN for 2018. And it's a race of different tactics. The Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes running out of kilter with all the others. Made an early pit stop. Most came in after seven laps, some after eight. But that came in after only four laps. It's on to its third driver now. Mauro Engels started. Sorry, Manuel Metzger is now waiting for you. Sorry, second driver. Waiting for Hubert Hauck, the German veteran, to take it over. Possibly to take it to the finish. But certainly Mauro Engel did a four-lap stint, followed by an eight-lap stint. Now it's in the hands of Metzger. In eighth place overall, lapping as fast as all but a couple of drivers. So he's closing in on David Pittard, who's in the number 36 Walking Horse Motorsport BMW up ahead. And in turn, he is slightly catching the number 11 team Monchal Ferrari that's holding down sixth place. But Pittard hunting him and Metzger in turn hunting Pittard. The other car to uh, keep our eye on is going to be the 22 Monchal Ferrari from Krumbach. Uh, currently being shown on the screen in fourth, in actual fact on the road at the moment in second place and with a lap in hand because uh, by my reckoning the uh, 31 Frikadelli Porsche Norbert Ziedler will be coming in at the end of this lap. Jochen Krumbach will stay out for another lap so uh, the 22 Ferrari will stay out for an extra lap and that will put him into the lead of the race for a second. lap. Second, it'll be second in the race. He's right behind the Di Martino, Conrad, Lamborghini. But no, because that Check, car will that come into the pits as well. Okay, um, I okay. Think, but they've um, been running nose to tail for the last so lap or so. Right. Very, um, very tight, which helps certainly Norbert Seaver because they're delaying, holding each other up just a little bit. Interesting. Okay, because uh, of course that's the other aspect is you can do all the strategizing you like, but uh, if you get yourself involved in a battle, then you can end up in holding yourself up. What it will mean in any case, as I, say, as I was saying, was that the Ferrari will almost certainly go an extra lap. Uh, that will take it up to the end of lap 16, 
um, and it will come into the pits at the end of lap 16. And by doing that, of course, the longer it can stay out, then the shorter its final pit stop will be. And therefore, I think the battle is between, we've actually got a four-way battle between the two uh, Fricadelli Porsches, the uh, 22 Ferrari, which is still in the battle, but has Georg Weiss uh, in the driver lineup, which will probably slow it down. But it's in the battle at the moment and of course the number six black falcon mercedes so it may not be a battle actually on the track at the moment but there is a battle going on out there where every lap is important and as you just said bruce so important not to lose time getting involved in little battles here or there yes and again where you find the traffic of course you're an sp9 class car you can blast past at almost any point on the circuit but it's narrow on the nurburgring lord driver and even diving into the the final chicane you've got to hope it might be some bmws of older vintage and far inferior performance but going past them from the lead into the pits goes norbert seedler 31 car is the one with the white roof the sister car from Fricadelli has a red roof. The white and red Porsches, but very helpfully for us commentators, they change the roof colour. Less helpfully is that Norbert Seedler seems to jump from one car at one meeting to the other at the next. So it keeps you on your toes, but into the pit lane and waiting for the driver door to open. His teammate uh, swings into position. When I say teammate, that should be Lance David Arnold. They're listed as only the two drivers in that car. And Lance David has two wins to his name this year. The only drive so far in the first six rounds of VLN to do that. So he's looking nice and strong. It's a well-balanced drive appearing, but uh, Norbert Seedler has been doing some really, really good stints out there. Yes, as you say, the uh, Lamborghini coming into the pits as well. Michele Di Martino brings the number seven uh, Lamborghini into the pit lane. Not sure if we saw that on the screen or not. Uh, and also coming into the pits is the number two, Steve Jens Porsche, uh, for its scheduled pit stop, which means that the number 30 car stays out. But of course, that has just had a pit stop, so we'll fall back. And so, therefore, it's going to be a battle coming up to the end of the Dottingerhoa now between Manuel Metzger in the number six Mercedes and the number 11 uh, Bockenspiegel Ferrari. Quite sure which of those we're going to see first, actually. And the Lamborghini, as suggested, is in the pits. Christopher Brook will take it over from Michele Di Martino. Slight hesitation in my voice. I wasn't entirely sure that was Norbert Seedler getting out of the 31 Fricadelli Porsche. We know he's sharing with Lance David Arnold, but I was looking for a helmet with more red and white on it. We only had a short, short sighting of him as he climbed out. And again, it could be a transponder problem. Maybe he didn't do the first two stints. But we're way past the halfway point in the race. A lot of cars are still in the running. And after third place last time out, the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini is in the mix. Christopher Mook and Michele Brook and uh, Christopher Mook. Christopher Brook and Michele Di Martino looking better and better with each round. It's great to have a Lamborghini in the mix as well with the Porsches and Ferraris and BMWs at the front of the field. See the number 36 motorsport, uh, David Pittard driven uh, BMW M6 is in the pit lane as well and he, he will be hopping out of that presumably to hand over to Anders Buchart as it was started by Andres uh, Ziegel 
that car Ziegler, got yeah. itself up to seventh place before the uh, this round of pit stops. But uh, with a large number of the cars making their pit stops on this lap, the 15th lap of the race, normally these four-hour races run to 28 laps, and they will be uh, counting down to that. They'll be looking to that as the uh, race distance. Still very busy in the pit lane. The number 11, Monty Bunchal Ferrari, sitting there. We've had Mensel Mensel. We're waiting for Leo Weiss to take it over. And, and up to complete another lap comes the sister Frickadelli Porsche. Was having its, this is its outlap for that car, completing uh, the outlap for the number 30, therefore. Well, we know it's Alex Muller because his helmet's on board. The Muller name is up there. We, he, he took over, not from himself. We can't tell you which of his teammates did the previous stint. We were caught out looking at the graphics on the screen, but that was shared with Sabine Smits and Klaus Abelin. Yeah, certainly Abelin will be the, uh, the logical choice, Bruce. I tend to agree with you there. So, top of the timing screens, but it surely will be coming in this time around. Will be Jochen Krumbach in the number 22 team Monchal Ferrari. That will take the lead away from it, most definitely, in all the time. The car that's making progress up the order, because it's already done two pit stops and done them quite a while ago, is Manuel Metzger in the number six Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes. The number two Porsche back into the race. Steve Jantz drove it in the middle stint or the second stint. And that number two car started by Philip Hamprecht should be in the hands of Marek Bokman now. Wait to see if it's Jan staying on board, but we saw a driver change. It is indeed uh, Marek Bokman who takes that over. Out of the pit, stays the right-hand side of the white line. So many times we've seen drivers penalised for crossing the lap. That white line too soon and going on to the, the racing part of the circuit. And uh, the punishment totally outweighs the benefit, the marginal benefit that could have been changed. But for obvious safety reasons, you want to make sure the drivers leaving the pit stay hard on the right as they approach the very tight right-hander that is the opening corner of the circuit, allowing those on the circuit to come past at a higher speed down the outside and swing a wide line through the first corner. Yes, particularly because that... Uh often you get overtaking happening down the start finish straight and then you want to dive up on the inside when you come to the uh, first corner and of course if you've got a car coming out of the pit lane then uh, you suddenly get this situation of three into two won't go right just seen coming out of the pits the number 11 ferrari still just ahead of the 36 uh for uh walking horse motorsport bmw looks fairly even it's about four and a bit seconds a gap between them when they went into the pits and it looks uh, it's about the same again now Yes, with uh, no timed, timed pit stops and both of them having done the same length of stint before, uh, that kind of adds up. But actually, that said, it looks as though the, the first part of the outlet for, outlap for the number 11 Ferrari is rather more effective on the short section of the Grand Prix loop as it goes out of the Schumacher S's and then down the back of the hill. The 11 Ferrari seems to be on its toes that little bit more quickly than the Walking Horse Motorsport. That's the 36 BMW M6. A grey day, but a dry day for VLN number seven at the Nürburgring. Very close in the opening stage of the race. Matter thrown into confusion simply by the fact that the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes is out of kilter with all others. It's, it's done two pit stops, still has one to go. When it will come will uh, 
affect the length of the pit stop time, but Manuel Metzger lapping uh, very consistently. In fact, his last lap was the best of anybody out there at the moment. Eight minutes and four seconds has been a feature of the race, but the last pit stop would be a long one. Yeah, so uh, just trying to work out how long Metzger's going to still be able to uh, stay out there on his... Uh, current tank of fuel and uh, probably till the end of lap 20 um, I would think and then it'll then be a further eight laps so two eight lap stints will take Metzger uh, to the end of the race an hour and three quarters still remain um, and Metzger's schedule will be, will be to run to the end of lap 20 um, and then he'll go be, be able to get from there to the end of the race the other end of the uh, strategy is going to be for somebody like um, let's suggest it will be the Frickadelli Racing Team Norbert Zeder, Lance David Arnold uh, Lance David as we've just said has taken over the driving of the 31 car now that car's next pit stop is going to be on lap 23 and then they'll be trying to do a five lap final pit stop so um, just give me a few moments I'll now be able to work out how much shorter that pit stop will be and we can work out what kind of gap Metzger needs to establish for himself. If you listen very carefully, you'll hear that uh, Paul Truswell still uses a slide rule. <laughs> clickety-clack, <laughs> clickety-clack. Gosh, things you forget through life. Track conditions still very good. There was a point about 20 minutes ago where the sky became very dark when looking in one direction around the circuit. Our way of checking it is looking through the windscreen of any car carrying an onboard camera. In fact, we had a, a flurry of laps where we lost, I think, two if not three of our onboard camera cars but certainly the number two Gigaspeed team get speed performance that's uh, Porsche running in fourth place Marek Bookman is providing some uh, great viewing today and I uh, must say no incidents around the circuit we can report at the moment uh, all the sectors are full racing speed the pit lane one of the team Monchal Ferraris just rolling into position to make that pit stop and that should be uh, Jochen Krumbach who'd uh, I know he's listed as pit out so, no, no, it's the Jochen Krumbach coming in to make his second pit stop. Exactly right, yes, at the end of lap 16, which is uh, what we expected from Krumbach. So he's pitting uh, eight laps in and then at 16 laps in, with it having been green for so long, he wasn't able to make an extra lap uh, out of that. Um, and presumably Krumbach will stay behind the wheel or will they put Georg Weiss in the car now? Um, it will be Georg Weiss getting into the car now and then Ollie Kynes getting in to do the final uh, stint for that car. Georg has to do Forgot my regulations. I think it's two full laps in order to uh, qualify the car because it is a premium class car. Um, isn't actually in the lead of the premium. Oh, it is in the lead because it's in the lead of the race. Um, so yes, it is the leading premium class car. And so let's assume that Gale will be taking it over. And Manuel Metzger goes through whilst that car is in the pit lane uh, and takes over the lead of the race again. So Manuel Metzger should now lead. He's on his 17th lap. Uh, until the end of lap 20. Lapping faster and faster. Eight minutes, 2.087 seconds. Second fastest lap of the race for the number six, Manuel Metzger-driven. Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes looking good, sounding great. And uh, it's just the string of quick, quick laps that uh, this car has been able to put in. I think that is going to take it to what ought to, on current form, be victory. But the Frickadelli 
Porsche and one of the Monchau racing Ferraris still want to mix, but uh, certainly the Monchau cars, each of them have one slower driver, and that's really going to affect the mix overall. And I think through all this, what we might see is that number seven Lamborghini now back in the hands of Christopher Brook, working its way up to a possible second position, but that's uh, not to discount the Lance David Arnold. Porsche from Fricadelli Racing, that's probably the more likely car in second when I think about things fully, but certainly good for another podium for Conrad Motorsport. Or am I wrong? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Lawrence Vantor uh, is about a lap behind if you're um, lucky enough to have the technology to listen to us and be at the Nordschleifer. Um, the number four um, Porsche, the Falcon tired Porsche, is out on the circuit exactly a lap behind the rest of the field, but it does give an opportunity to compare Lawrence's lap times with the, those of the race leader. And uh, Lawrence just setting the fastest lap for the car again, 8 minutes 06.728, is quicker than Nick Tandy went earlier on. Manuel Metzger on his previous lap also just set his fastest fastest lap of the race 8 minutes 2.087 um, for Manuel Metzger and um, so that's not the fastest lap of the race because uh, that went earlier on to uh, David Pittard remember in number 36 but uh, a um, fast lap then from Manuel Metzger is 8 minutes 02.087 as he goes through to take the lead of the race Yeah, Lawrence Van Tour really started to pick up the pace there, chipping away bit by bit as you said, Paul, out in the 24th position, but next year's car, in the early stages of the race it was sort of lapping 8 minute 10s, 8 minutes 12s and now it's consecutive laps certainly it's getting much more back onto the pace. I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't really say this, but uh, we've been very lucky with the amount of code 60s slow zones that uh, we're on at the moment. And uh, normally, as I say, a 28 lap race would be in prospect. And uh, just wondering if they could possibly get 29 out. I don't think they can, uh, because we did have that fairly lengthy code 60 at Flukepats earlier on when the tyre wall was uh, all across the circuit. That would have slowed the pace a little bit. Yes, the left-hand tyre wall was on the left and right of the circuit <laughs> for some while, and in the middle slightly. Um, but, uh, yes, that now has been uh, all tied it away. So, uh, um, since then, we've been uh, running fairly solidly green uh, for a good length of time. So, uh, let's hope that uh, we'll going to be able to continue uh, in that vein for the remainder of the race? Well, we're sort of uh, a short while. We're 20 minutes or so into the second half of the race. Uh, let's just uh, do a bit of housework. SP8 class is being led by the 139 uh, Ferrari, the 458 you were mentioning earlier, of uh, Christian Kohlhaas and Stefan Kohler. And also a third driver, not listed on the original entry, but uh, Jaeger on board with them. 11th place overall. Cup 2 class. The 1, 2, 3 uh, Porsche 911 GT3 Cup, of course they're the cars that fill that class, and uh, Marcel Hopper sharing with Moritz Krantz and Tim Shearbath is in 12th place overall leading Cup 2. SP7 class, 18th place overall, the Friedhofs leading that one. So they're, they're, they're the sort of classes in the top 20. Oh yes, also uh, leading Cup 3 class, it's the 969 Porsche, the one we saw being clattered up the rear end about an hour or so, hour and a half into the race. Uh, that kept going, but unfortunately the car that struck it uh, was
was out of the action and Teichmann Racing Porsche came and ended up with its radiator exploding there and thereupon. Now, just looking at the pace of the 36 Auckland Horse Motorsport car, Anders Bukart, oh, it's an outlap. Never look at the pace of a car on an outlap, but that's dropped it to 10th place overall. And no sooner do we mention the 139 Ferrari 458. Looks beautiful, but it's in the pits at the moment. Not in the pit garage, it's a standard pit stop, so that will probably lose it the SPA class lead, but it had quite a tidy advantage. It will, yes, it will lose. It depends what happens with the other two cars, because uh, 131 and 141, involved in their own private little battle, um, haven't yet come through. And if they do, when they do, in fact, 141 does go through now uh, and takes over the lead of the class, because they stop a lap later um, this shouldn't interrupt the lead of that uh, car and as I say it's important for the drivers of that car because Stefan Kohler and Christian Krollhaus are currently the uh, overall championship leaders um, with um, Mike Jaeger uh, sorry Tom Jaeger isn't it Tom the uh, third driver uh, no Mike Jaeger um, is the third driver of Chuck that. Jaeger <laughs> <laughs> Mike Jaeger um, is having missed a race not in the championship positions um, but even with a smaller class um, they still will get 9.17 second uh, points and that should leave them in the lead of the championship by my reckoning because they have a lead of very nearly a point sorry very nearly two points um, in the championship so uh, we'll work out championship points at the end of the race but provisionally uh, the two drivers of the 458 Ferrari will be uh, still leading the championship at the end of this race provided they can continue to win the SPA class I love the way we're talking about championship margins of one point or two point it's so close <laughs> at any point in these Ferrari races you know it could all go very very much awry but for the racing one Ferrari back into the into the into the race looking very tidy indeed Christian Kohlhaas Stefan Kohler and Jaeger on board this weekend back out onto the circuit driver has to get his head into gear keep away from the cars around it for the first few corners just to contemplate life get the feel of the tires being chased down around turn two by a Seat TCR car TCR cars became very popular in the series that's number 820 that's uh, looking very tidy FEV racing white with black silver and red streaks up the side streaks and stripes obviously not fast enough to keep up with the Ferrari 458 as it goes on its way. It was uh, Benedict Genschen, Bernd Humberg and Lucas Thieler in that Seat. Run for FEV racing, as I said, the Seat Cupra. Manuel Metzger continuing on his way, continuing to lap very, very quickly indeed in the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes car, almost coming off the ground as he goes up the incline to the final chicane at Tiergarten. No one in front everybody behind effectively is the message but did the first pit stop out of sequence so it sort of rather disguised its form unless you're really studying the timing screens but through into the lead of the race goes the bright green metallic Mercedes another quick lap 8 minutes 6.7 seconds anything under 8 minutes 10 8 minutes and 10 seconds is good anything under 8 minutes and 5 is very special indeed there is traffic and it's going well 
and that's 17 laps on the board for Manuel Metzger. As I say, expect to see him into the pits at lap 20, um, and that won't be the the key moment in the race. Is an hour and 10 minutes. Um, that won't be within with an hour and 10 minutes still to go. Um, so the pit stop will be a full three minutes. Now, quick calculation. I reckon he needs about a cushion of about a minute over the Ziedler um, and Lance David Arnold. Porsche uh, for that is the car that it is really battling with um, in actual fact when the race comes to its end um, <clears throat> so uh, Lance David Arnold currently at the wheel of the number 31 Frickadelli Porsche if they are within a minute of the uh, Mercedes at the point that he comes into the pits then they're going to be well placed to be able to win the race overall because their final pit stop will be that much shorter so uh, that's kind of the gap that we're looking for at the moment yeah um, so just pay attention to that one minute might seem a, a, a massive margin but with a different final pit stop time it will draw it right together so you just have to imagine how close they are at the moment <laughs> Peter Dunbrecht going well in the BMW. You've got a good variety of uh, manufacturers up there at the top, uh, Bruce. You've got Mercedes, Ferrari, BMW, Porsche in the top four. And Lamborghini not so far behind. Lamborghini in sixth place. So uh, we may not have uh, the Audi in the mix because the car collection car uh, is not really at the same pace. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. Uh, A, it's not at the same pace. And B, the drivers aren't quite up to the uh, quality of the leading group. So the car collection car currently being shown in 13 place the number 33 uh, Audi still have 18 cars on the same lap as the leader Fricadelli Porsches coming through in third and fourth positions Alex Muller ahead of well still listed as Norbert Seedler I think there's a little bit of transponder problems but uh, they're covered by not even half a second third and fourth they are but Peter Dumbrecht not lapping so well he's slower slowest in the top four but he's in third uh, second place overall one minute 47 seconds down on Ma on Manuel Metzger in that Mercedes that's leading the race. But great battle between the 30 and 31 Frickadelli Racing Porsches at the moment. It's the 30 leading. But last time around, if it is indeed Norbert Seedler, or is it Lance David Arnold? Nobody really knows. Um, but that was lapping very well indeed. Eight minutes, four seconds. Fastest car on the circuit at the moment in fourth. Now it's got to depose the consistent car. But what we've seen before, and we're seeing right now, they're not afraid to fight it out on the track. They're providing great incident, even since the opening lap of the race, when they tried to go <laughs> either side of the group for second place. Yes, I think uh, we can be fairly sure it's Lance David Arnold at the wheel of the 31 car at the moment, despite what the screen is telling us. Um, and fairly sure it's Alex Muller at the wheel of the 30 um, confirming what the screen is telling us but meaning that what the screen was telling us earlier on was wrong um, and we'll probably have Klaus Abelin turning out to have driven the second stint in the number 31 uh, in the number 30 car and as far as we know Sabina Schmidt's yet to drive the number 30 car the 22 Wockenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari still running as the leading premium class car uh, sounds like it's a bit like on special offer, doesn't it? Uh, premium class. So anyway, it's number 22. It's in fifth place overall. And that car goes the furthest on its tank full of fuel. Um, that car will get well into the last half hour of the race, I reckon, before it has to make its third pit stop. Um, and at that point, of course, it only needs to put on enough fuel to get it to the end of the race. Uh, and the amount of fuel or the amount of time it spends in the pits is dependent upon the number of minutes to the end of the race when it comes in for its final stop. Well, one thing we always have to look for, Paul, is, is not just position on the track, it's how fast these cars can lap. And suddenly, down in 19th place, about the third fastest lap of the race, 
Lawrence Van Tour. Just under eight minutes, three seconds. That car is going, going faster and faster. It had the delay. Nick Tandy ended up with a shorter stint, but it's good to see that, that car is right on the sharp end on pace. Of course, it is a slight, we've mentioned before, has to do an extra 20 seconds at each of its pit stop, which of course has left it down the order, but it was a much, much longer pit stop for Nick Tandy that really jeopardised its, that's, its, its that's possibilities. What, that's what lost most of the time for it, yes, it was a long pit stop, wasn't it? But no, you're absolutely right, 8 minutes 2.945 is the third fastest lap of the race, or at least it's the third best lap of the race from anybody and uh, certainly an indication of the pace that that car can go when all is, uh, when all is well with it car we're getting on the screens at the moment is the 444 Pixum Treen Team Adrenaline Motorsport Porsche uh, currently in the lead of the V5 class that car um, and it has uh, a driver by the name of Sills at the wheel of it at the moment that is uh, Window. Daniel Sills um, in that car, as I say, known the uh, V5 class, Norman Fisher and Christian Connert, uh, another driving lineup that is well placed in the uh, drivers' championship positions. They're currently in tenth place in the drivers' championship, just a few hundred, sort of a few tenths of a point uh, behind Jens and Max in their Porsche. Now, before, before the race, Paul, you were talking about the V4 class, about it being um, well-populated well populated and uh, seemingly very close as I glance across your multicoloured timing screen. Uh, you're, well, you're, Am uh, I confusing myself by looking uh, at the wrong you're, image? You're, you're looking at the slightly wrong image because I've slightly changed things around on that screen. Uh, the V4 class... Just can't keep up. ...with <laughs> 22, uh, sorry, 24 starters uh, actually... Um, at the beginning of the race so uh, Manhella and Knecht are the leaders at the moment in car number 492 um, they're all BMW M3s or 325i E90s um, in the class um, but the battle is on between the Manhella car number 492 and the Rink and Brink car of number 490 uh, Rink and Brink higher up the championship places at the moment they're uh, currently fifth sixth and seventh in the championship um but they're only second but they'll get 9.8 points um if they could win the championship but that wouldn't be enough to put them into the lead of the championship but it would be a good haul of points to take into still got uh, another two rounds of the championship to go before the end of the season i was interested in v4 but i just like to hear you go rink and brink (laughs) sort of makes my day Great uh, driver lineup in the uh, Rink, Brink and Lysen is the uh, car number. I suppose they could have had the, uh, the, the Coronel father used to race with Vanden Brink, didn't he? Vanden, what was it? Vanden Beek. Vanden Beek and Coronel Beek, back in their toys, uh, the Master Rotaries back in the early 80s. It's the 490 car of which we speak. The Pixum team adrenaline motorsport BMW. Christopher Rink, Danny Brink and Philip Lysen, the, uh, the three drivers of the car. Who's the odd one out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> grouping. And uh, as I say, the car they're battling with at the moment um, is and the car that currently leads the V4 class is Marcel Manhella and Carsten Knetkes in number 492, the uh, locally entered BMW 325i E90. So, leading the way, the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes, under an hour and a half to go in this four-hour race, VLN 7 for the season. And uh, conditions dry, much cooler than they were uh, three weekends ago when we had VLN 6. 
Bowman Good News' dry playing surface. Manuel Metzger, another quick lap, just completed 18 laps, 8 minutes and 5 seconds. That's a good lap. But the one I want to watch at the moment is Norbert Siedler. How far behind will he be? Behind his Frikadelli Porsche teammate, Alex Muller. It was very tight last time around. Uh, two, uh, well, a quarter of a second between them, but Siedler was the quicker of the two. We're looking for their placement around the, around the circuit, looking at the various timing screens, trying to pick out who's going to come who, through in third place. So already uh, through has gone Manuel Metzger. Peter Dunbreck is the uh, next one through in the Falcon tired BMW. And the gap first to second is nearly two minutes. Um, at the last time of counting. The 30 car, the Alex Muller driven Frikadelli car doing its fastest lap in eight minutes, 6.890 on the last lap. And that car should be coming through in fourth place behind Lance David Arnold. of the number 31 Frikadelli Porsche. Yeah, that was a car that was going very well last time around, but right behind its teammates, still waiting. That When you've got a car with a bigger lead as the black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes, now who's going to come through in second place? Still Peter Dunbreck. He's one minute, 50 seconds behind him. Five seconds down, less than five seconds behind him is the Lance David Arnold, or is it Norbert Siedler, Frikadelli Porsche? And about a second back from him is Alex Muller. We know it's Alex Muller. We thought it was Muller before, but it, we reckon it was uh, Apollon hopping out of the car. So seven seconds between second and fourth, but one minute 50 between first and second. But that's uh, going to be a much longer pit stop for the race leading car, the Mercedes from Black Falcon Motorsport. Paul reckons its final pit stop will be about one minute longer, so that's still a tidy advantage. It, it, it certainly is, isn't it? And uh, I think uh, and this is why I, I, it was important to check that, uh, that gap um, because it is a large enough gap now that Manuel Metzger, yes, he will lose the lead when he comes in for his routine pit stop at the end of lap 20. He's currently on lap 19. Um, he will lose the lead, but it will put him within range that he'll be able to get the lead back again um, when the rest of the cars come in for their uh, pit stops, even though their pit stops will be shorter. Well, I thought it would be the number 31 Porsche that picked up the pace it moved from uh, fourth to third but it's lap for we think Lance David Arnold but it might be Norbert no, Seeper no it is it's Lance David Arnold it's definitely yes, okay good is uh, 8 minutes 1.518 second fastest lap of the race did it right behind his teammate and that involved an overtaking manoeuvre so for the 31 Porsche suddenly that's starting to put the pressure on Peter Dunbreck in the number 3 Falcon Motorsport BMW M6 who was that lap the best part of seven seconds slower and he's only five seconds ahead we could have a change for second place if not on this lap on the next one yes we could actually get to 29 laps i was uh, we were saying earlier on um if we don't get any more slow zones on the circuit um i was wondering whether we might be able to stretch the race to 29 laps and um just looking at what the projection is at the moment if we can go uh, with a fully green circuit to the end of the race then we will get 29 laps i don't know when the last vln race ran to 29 laps i think there was one early this season i just looked at my there? notes and i managed to omit that information but i'm fairly sure right. majority of them are 28 of yeah. course 
yes, I, I don't, yeah, I'll, or maybe I'll, it was last year. Check I, that at some point. Um, but if it does go to 29 laps, that is a problem for the Black Falcon team because uh, they haven't got enough fuel to get to 29 laps. They've only uh, because they will they have to stop at the end of lap 20. Um, because they've only got enough fuel to get them to the end of lap 20, and they'll only be able to take on enough fuel there to get them to the end of lap 28. Okay. Now, having okay. said they've got this um, a minute and nearly two minutes of an advantage, but in fact about a minute or 50 seconds of an advantage over the rest of the field, that pit stop will then have to um, will cost them again, and it will be a timed pit stop. If they have to come in for one lap for a, to get on the fuel for the final lap, what's the minimum pit stop time they're allowed? It would, it would depend on how long it is to the end of the race because it's the number of minutes to the end of the race which defines the length of time spent in the pits. You need two slide rules for this sort of projection. And for and the interesting thing for the number six car, um, I mentioned earlier on, a minute and ten, sorry, an hour and ten minutes is the key time. Um, if you stop before an hour and ten minutes to the end of the race, then you are constrained by the number of laps that you've currently done. Now, I think that the um, Black Falcon Mercedes number six is going to be in the pits before we're an hour and ten minutes from the end of the race, so they'll be constrained by the number of laps they've done on their current stint. Fascinating battle it's going to be, though. See, racing has something for absolutely everyone. If you, if you enjoy your maths and your, your sliding scales, it's definitely got something in the VLN. And, and certainly from very early in this race, at the end of the fourth lap, Black Falcon Motorsport just proved they were going to be the team. And they're the only one that's really done anything particularly different at the front end of the field. But one thing has stood out through the course race, one hour and 20 minutes remaining, is the fact that whoever is in that car, whether it's Mauro Engel who kicked off, Manuel Metzger, They've been right on the pace. We're waiting for Hubert Hout to have his go. He will take over at the next pit stop. And uh, Hout's had some very good races in the recent weeks. Had a good one last weekend on the Grand Prix circuit at the Nürburgring. And uh, really, really has been stepping up to pay- pace, forgetting his, uh, the passing of the years because Hout has had uh, he has a few candles on his birthday cake each year. Well, one more every year now I think about it. But uh, Hout was racing in the 1980s. And that gives you a clue to the sort of... Uh, the age that he might be. Leading the way in the Cup 2 class now. Sorry, Cup 3 class car is uh, Max and Jens. We've been treated to some uh, great footage around the circuit. The good thing is when the circuit is clear, it's always very frustrating during an event on the Nordschleife when you have a slow zone because uh, people can slide off into the barriers. They do slide off into the barriers, but thus far in this race, it's been mercifully limited to that BMW M4 that was parked up for quite a while just after flug packs and uh, slowed things down uh, and then they co- the cars could go for it again after Schwedenkreutz no such problems at the moment for the race leader Manuel Metzger com- coming up to complete 19 laps hunting down a Porsche Cayman, hunting down a VW Golf passing that almost as though it's standing still but he continually laps 8 minutes 5 8 minutes 6, 8 minutes 4 looks like this is a very good lap again I can bring you some news just before Metzger comes through and uh, completes this lap. I can bring you news on the driver sequencing that we've had at Frickadelli because... Uh, oh, good, uh, thank th- you. Thanks to Right Turn Lover, he's been paying attention. Uh, 
the 31 car started off with Ziedler, went to Arnold, and currently has Ziedler behind the wheel. So, uh, um, I, I said, okay, we were correct. So you were correct first time. Uh, so that's Ziedler, Arnold, Ziedler, and in the uh, number 30 car that was started by Alex Muller. The second driver was Felipe Laza, which we weren't told about was going to be driving that car. But Felipe Laza was the second driver. Alex Muller is now back in the car. Klaus Abelin is still to come and apparently Sabina Schmitz is not scheduled to drive the car um, so cross out Schmitz and put in Felipe Laza uh, and then the current driver of the 30 car is Alex Muller so uh, the drivers we're showing in the uh, two Piccadilly cars at the moment are actually correct as are, as they're on the screen, Ziedler and Muller. Okay, that also explains, I, I was slightly confused before the race, I fleetingly saw Felipe Laza's name on the screen, then I checked the entry list and his name was never mentioned again, so glad we've sorted that out. Right, turn lover, you're a star, thank you very much indeed. Another good lap, eight minutes five from Manuel Metzger, knowing his time is starting to wind down on the 20th lap of the race. Will it go to 28 laps or will it go to 29? These are factors that could have an enormous difference for the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes and for Sean Bresen and the team they'll be uh, having their fingers crossed that 28 is the number that is required to win this race. But yes, one hour and 16 minutes remaining. There is still possibly squeaky way time to get in. Yes, well the um, Black Falcon car is currently on the last lap of its stint. That is to say, it will be in at the end of this lap that it is currently on. It's just uh, headed off onto the Nordschleife uh, on this lap. And therefore, it will be back again at around about an hour and 10 minutes to go, won't it? Um, well, so just to give you a guidance as the what, one minute 50 or two minutes looks like, you talk about that car setting off onto the Nordschleife section. The battle for second place, and it really is a battle for second place, is just crossing the start-finish line. Peter Dumbrecht still whisker ahead of Norbert Siedler. Siedler though goes past in the straight line, gets around the outside, round a BMW that's just exiting the pit. So, Frickadelli Porsche up into second place, Falcon Motorsport BMW back into third. Steph Dusseldorf still to come to complete the race for the Falcon BMW, but the two driver entry of the 31 crew working very well indeed, and Norbert Siedler making it work. Yes, so that's for uh, second place overall at the moment, but with Metzger due to make a pit stop at the end of this current lap, um, that could turn into being the current battle for the lead uh, of the race. Those two going through and just and I, beginning their 20th lap now. I just mentioned a, a BMW that they passed as it exited the pit lane. That appears to just pull to the side of the circuit as it exited turn two. So a rather short stint for that driver there, unless he can get it going all over again. Now, the difference in pace last time around. Norbert Siedler, who's moved into second place, was the best part of five seconds faster around the lap than Peter Dumbreck was managing. Having been demoted to third place, it looks like that's going to stretch, but not in a good way for the Scot. He's got line of sight, but uh, not quite keeping up for the moment with the number 31 Porsche. Norbert Siedler's having a very, very good day in that. And uh, Siedler, you can almost call him a veteran now, been around a very long time in GT racing. Always performing at the top level. Oh, we're going to scroll scroll down the screen to see the pace of the number one four Porsche Lawrence Van Tour slower lap for him that time around up to 16th place now that had the extra long second pit stop after Nick Tandy ended up with a short stint brought it in far earlier than planned 
And so this development car, the 2019 customer GT3 Porsche, a little bit of a setback, but has shown great pace. Set the third, it's probably now the fourth fastest lap of the race, but uh, the pace has been there, but not always throughout the race. And uh, just looking back, it's, let's go down the order. It's the number six Mercedes leading the way. Now into second place, the 31 Fricadelli Porsche. Back to third place, the number three BMW. M6 from Falcon Motorsport. Fourth place, the second of the Frickadelli Porsches. Alex Muller on board. And Jochen Krumbach still in fifth place, the 22 Monchal Ferrari. Sixth place, the pole starting car, Hunter Abbott on board now. That's the, one of the two Walken Horse Motorsport BMWs. That's the metallic blue one. Marek Bockman is running seventh in the number two Get Speed Performance Porsche. The second of the Monchal Ferraris is in eighth place. That's the Vice Mensel Mensel car. Christopher Brook has fallen after a third pit stop in the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini to ninth place. Expect that to work its way back up to about sixth. The top ten at the moment is completed by Anders Buchart in the second of the Walken Horse Motorsport BMWs. That's the number 36, the white, blue and red example. Leading the way in Cup 2 is Marcel Hopper. Mentioned him a while ago. He's in 12th. And I've left out one of the SP9 cars, two of them actually, because we've got... Uh, Jörg Muller, who had to serve that drive-through, drive stop-and-go penalty in the BMW Z4. He is lapping at a decent pace, but he's down in 11th place overall. And the remaining car from the top class is in 19th place. And that's the car collection, Motorsport, number 33, Audi. And what sort of pace is he managing? Oh, he's just done a very slow lap because he just... Uh, looks, oh, hold on, he's only done two pit stops, so that was his... No, I can't tell you why he's lapped in 12 minutes 42. I think there could be a problem for the 33 Audi. Certainly the fact it's fallen to 19th suggests that could be the case. Yes, um, you mentioned a moment ago that the uh, Lamborghini had made a pit stop, the number seven Christopher Brooke Conrad yeah. car. Uh, that was a little early for its pit stop, by my reckoning. That's what I was thinking. Um, it had only done four laps on the stint. Um, so that is either a problem or they're trying to uh, try something strategically clever um, by doing a four-lap stint, getting out um, following a short pit, pit stop, because it will only be uh, a two minutes and ten second, two minutes and, uh, no, it won't even be two minutes, it will be a um, one minute and 59 second pit stop for uh, the Lamborghini, short pit stop question is are they going to be able to get to the flag from now uh, because I don't think they are we've still got an hour and 11 minutes to go so the Lamborghini is going to have to be uh, pretty efficient in order to be able to get to the uh, uh, to get to the flag um, without another pit stop it, it may be able to do it it may be in a, uh, a Conrad clever move it could be but uh, you don't always get to see all the cars on the track at all time the TV director can't follow um, 150 odd cars we probably still have 140 of them circulating and you, you look at the timing screen and you panic for a second but you think where has that driver gone and it was the third pit stop that dropped the uh, Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini Huracan down the order had been running sixth down to ninth it's fallen but it has been showing very competitive pace not just this round but VLN six as well having had pace earlier in the season as Paul mentioned uh, at the top of the show here on RS3 that uh, showed great pace but last time out was the first time it knitted it all together and got a podium result in third place Conditions still dry, an hour and ten minutes remaining, leading the race by one minute and 54 seconds. But we think due in this time, unless something exceptional has happened that we have not foreseen, Manuel Metzger will be bringing that number six 
Mercedes for Black Falcon Motorsport in very soon indeed because he's left the dotting of her far behind him. He's accelerating flat out. He's got the little left-hand kink, then the final chicane, and then he should be peeling right. How long he's at a standstill, how fast the cars are behind, Ooh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, but it has to unwind the whole way to the end of the race. Yes, I think the, uh, the, the trick is going to be whether we're on for 29 laps or not. And my uh, little uh, algorithm I've got here is suggesting we will be able to get to 29 laps. Uh, one pit stop still to go, of course, uh, for one scheduled pit stop still to go, of course, for everybody. And uh, it's uh, going to be very close indeed for the Black Falcon Mercedes. I'm sure they've worked it out. They are in the pits, though. So Manuel Metzger brings the Black Falcon Mercedes in for what they hope will be its final pit stop. Hubert Haupt will take it over. And because we are now into 68 minutes of the race remaining, that will be a two minute and sorry, three minutes and 20 second pit stop. So he should be able to have enough fuel to get into the flag even at full racing pace. So no worries about that extra pit stop uh, for Mercedes. That was a um, slightly red herring from me earlier on. Um, the question is going to be whether or not it's going to be the Frickadelli Porsche or the, Frick, the Falcon-tired BMW that comes through next up because uh, that is a close run thing currently the Porsche ahead of the BMW those two coming through uh, coming on to the Dottinger Hoa now but Seedler just has the pace he's able to have three or four seconds advantage over the the BMW and that will stretch most certainly through the course of the remaining element of this stint but of course one more pit stop due by all the front runners Trick. The other part of the trick is going to be that the 31 Frickadelli car uh, can run an extra lap. That's going to be able to get up to lap 23, uh, which will take it up to around uh, um, about 35 to 40, 40, 35 to 40 minutes of the race remaining. And it's flying. He just had a one minute eight point. Uh one minute, sorry, eight minutes, 1.5, followed by an eight minute, 1.8. So his advantage over the, over Peter Dumbreck went out by three and a half seconds. Actually, it should have been slightly more than that. Oh, yes, it was more because, of course, Dumbreck just led across the start-finish line the previous time and then was passed before turn one. And now it's uh, four and a half seconds between them on the track. And I reckon that the gap uh, in pit stop time between Metzger, the Black Falcon car, and the um, Norbert Ziedler Frickadelli Porsche is going to be an a, a minute and 10 seconds is the difference in pit stop time between them. The gap was a minute and 40 seconds uh, as they went around. So I guess the question is going to be, uh, is Lance David Arnold, who will be due back into the Frickadelli car, going to be able to make up that 20 seconds or so on Hubert Haupt at the wheel of the Mercedes? Um, that's going to be the story of the last half hour of the race. We've got to get to that point yet, but uh, that's the way that uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, as the race goes into the final phase. But, uh, it's all very close indeed for second, third and fourth places as Peter Dumbreck. I think you're right, Bruce, he doesn't quite have the same pace as the Porsche, uh, or of either of the Porsches, uh, the um, two Porsches. Can you check something for me, Paul? Can you get your weather app up? Weather app, weather app. Because again, it's the, sky, the clouds are quite high. It's quite a good high, 
cloud base, but they're getting darker again. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's enough for rain, but it's certainly another little twist that could be added to the overall mix. Yeah, no, some of the junior classes. No rain. No rain, okay. Scheduled until at least six o'clock this evening. I think we survived the other little scare. Um, yes, the, the rain and then nothing more. So they've shunted it back. In fact, there are little patches, almost a blue sky in the distance out over the Nordschleife, but over the Grand Prix circuit. It's, it's grey, it's cloudy, and it's busy. Sudden, you just suddenly get gaggles of cars. Of course, we're going to be gaggles, 150 plus cars starting the race, but the 57 Black Falcon Porsche suddenly, in the heat of uh, its own battle, getting embroiled with a whole load of backmarkers, but managing to feed its way through. That's the car shared by Jürgen Bluhl and a driver known as Taki. Who is a uh, Swiss uh, multinational, I believe. Yes. Um, who comes from Greece originally. Um, and I've forgotten his, uh, his actual name, but it's written in another notebook. Mad um, of many notebooks, but yes, Taki's a very, very popular Greek name. So Hubert Howe confirmed as the driver of the number six Black Falcon Mercedes. He's out on the circuit again. He's completed his final pit stop. In fact, it's already uh, turned out and gone the Nordschleife. Um, and he has, however, lost the lead of the race because out ahead of him is the battle between uh, the two Fricadelli Porsches and the Falcon Tyres BMW. Ziegler and Muller sandwiching Dumbreck at the moment. Klaus Abelin still due to drive the number 30 car the number 31 car of Robert Ziegler due to be handed back to Lance David Arnold for the final stint but those final stints won't be uh, until laps 22 and 23 respectively for the 30 and the 31 numbered cars. Okay it's worth at that point reiterating the leading cars have done the leading almost 10, 9 to be precise, but have done 20 laps 20 laps on the board counting down we think towards 28 laps as the uh, winning number of laps in this four-hour race. VLN number seven for this year, for 2018. But we may, because we've had very limited running, with any delays out on the circuit, any slow zones, any code 60s, we may just go to lap 29, and that could really change the complexion at the front of the race. Just over an hour to go in this four-hour event, and it's still Hubert Hout, the 49-year-old German, just taking over the number six. Mercedes that has three lap three pit stops completed and nobody else has at the top end of the field apart from Jörg Muller's car which has got four because it had a stop and go penalty that uh, BMW Z4 has moved into 10th place overall everybody else though has just done the two pit stops and the other three pit stopper is of course Christopher Brook with the Lamborghini oh yes of course um, outside the top ten seven, which is absolutely not in the top ten just coming up to uh, complete the laps in fact no it's uh, quite a long way behind hasn't it uh, as a result of that pit stop so I think a podium is going to be out of range for that car unless it can get no, I think even if um, it can get to the chequered flag without another pit stop uh, then the Lamborghini is going to be outside the top three so uh, I think that's going to remain to be its best result of the season last time out on the Nordschleife when they brought the Lamborghini home in third place. Well, the curse of the uh, onboard camera strikes again. Teichmann racing KTM crossbow. Torsten Jung and... Um, oh, no, that's no, a sister car. Maximilian and Mark 
and uh, Mike Ronifart went for a little spin, scattered gravel all over the circuit, pulled to the side of the track, and I thought, is that out of the race? And the answer is no, because it's going all over again. But for those following into that tight sequence of twisters, finding a, a coating of gravel on the track could undo the best part of three hours of racing. So hopefully that's signaled to them by the marshals to warn them a slippery surface at that corner. Once a few cars have gone through, it should uh, fire those pebbles back off the circuit. But if you're the one breaking over the top of them, it could uh, certainly lead to an interesting outcome, but not in a good way. So the Titan Racing KTM crossbow gets going all over again, but the little spin will have uh, dropped it down the order somewhat. That's Ma running in the uh, Cup X class. Martin Ragginger is back out again at the wheel of the number four Falcon Tyres Porsche, currently being shown in 14th place overall. And that car has also had now its final pit stop, and Ragginger should be in a position to take it to the chequered flag. But it is one lap down on the race leaders now. Currently with 10 cars on the lead lap. Getting a, a, a good sighting of the number 50 BMW Z4 with a very funny little sticker on the back that said, this car converts money into noise. It certainly makes a fabulous noise. So I don't know if that was Jörg Muller's idea, a man of great humour to stick that on board. Yeah. So few more seconds and we'll be into the final quarter of the race. It's still the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes leading the way. And uh, looking at the RS3, the Norwegian quartered uh, TCR car. Which leads the TCR class. Car number 801, Sherjan and Gulbran uh, in 30th place overall. It's been right at the front end of that class. It was on pole for that was the second or third batch of cars on release. It was the second batch second. of cars, wasn't it? Along with the Porsche Caymans. Got monstered by three Porsche Caymans early in the race and tried to hang on to them. But uh, really, of course, as with so many drivers in this field, it's a race on your own. It's in your class. That's what you have to concentrate on. Not the overall battle unless you are in an SP9 class car. Talking of which, SP9, the car coming through, number 31, should be going on for one further lap? Yes, so it is. Norbert Siedler continues on his way. He's done a couple of laps in eight minutes and one second. What's this one going to be? Eight minutes and waiting for to cross the finish line. Eight minutes and eight, of course, into the lead of the race. He goes. Different pit stop sequence to the Mercedes that's now got Hubert Hout on board. Into the pits this time should be coming Peter Dunbreck with the Falcon tired BMW. Uh, that's car number three. Yep, he's in. He's in. Is into the pit lane. And so a Frikadelli 1 2. Norbert Ziedler leads Alex Muller. Those two going on to their 22nd lap. Um, and Muller, I think, due into the pits at the end of the lap that he's currently on. Uh, then we'll get Norbert Ziedler coming in to the pits on the lap after. And then on the lap after that um, will come the number 22 Ferrari, which has just gone through now, Jochen Krumbach, uh, onto his 22nd lap. Um, and that will be to hand the car over to Georg Weiss um, to drive the number 22 Wachenspiegel team, Monchau Ferrari, to the end of the race. And if you want to have the same table as me, if you uh, look up on the internet for the uh, Bulletin 3, I think it was, which was issued earlier uh, last week, um, then the full table of pit stop times as the number of minutes counts down uh, is listed there for, uh, for you all to work out. And... Uh, 
at the moment, 58 minutes to go. The pit stop time is a little over, uh, or a little under three minutes. But if you're in the uh, happy position that the Frickadelli cars are in, so it's going to be 41. Yeah, so you're going to be looking at a little over two minutes for the pit stop for the uh, Ziedler and Muller cars, when, or for Norbert Ziedler, I should say, because his pit stop will come a lap later. Busy, still out on the circuit. It's been a remarkably clean race. Three hours of the four hours completed in VLN 7. And I, I can't think of a VLN race where we've had so few incidents. And so the dry track conditions, it's an autumnal day. Last weekend, it still felt like the tail end of summer when I, at the Nürburgring. This weekend, considerably cooler. Only 12 degrees before the start of the race that kicked off at uh, midday at the Nürburgring and uh, it's been a dark grey day the racing has been anything but grey it's been confusing because of the elements of the Black Falcon motorsport car running out of sequence running a totally different uh, tactic to all the others totally different strategy but uh, certainly the Frickadelli Porsches have shown themselves very very well this weekend and certainly in the hands of uh, Norbert Siedler really flying a series of quick quick laps the last one was slower took the lead of the race but uh, he is leading from his teammate, Alex Muller, one and two it, it for the be, Frickadelli Porsches. It would be interesting to know, wouldn't it, what uh, would have happened had the Mercedes not gone on to that uh, different strategy. Um, because undoubtedly it was a good move um, to try and get the um, pit stop, uh, the, the shorter pit stop done first. Um, then it's all down to pace because I reckon on pace the two uh, Frickadelli Porsches have been very rapid in Libras and I think arguably they've been quicker than the Mercedes uh, the fastest lap of the race um, well, the fastest lap of the race for the Mercedes has been an 8 minutes 02 the fastest lap for the Frickadelli Porsche an 8 minutes 01 uh, fastest lap of the race overall has been to David Pittard in the total sponsored BMW from Dalkenhorst Motorsport. Uh, and 8 minutes 01.1 has ended up being the fastest lap of the race so far, with nearly an hour still to go. Um, but sometimes happens in these endurance races that the car that is the fastest isn't the one that wins. And uh, so I think the uh, the advantage is with the Black Falcon Mercedes provided Hubert Haupt can put in some decent lap times uh, at the wheel of it he's uh, now completed his first flying lap behind the wheel of the car problem for the pole starting BMW Hunter Abbott has brought it into the pits it pulled away from its pit stop I thought rather slowly and now it's come to a standstill now it's got going lost about five seconds went off the apron but not quite into into the fast lane in the pits I wonder came if to that hall. was just uh, a, a miscue. Too soon. A miscue, yeah. yeah. They, uh, stop, they, stop. They, they counted him down. What they don't want you to do is to trundle down the pit lane very, very, very slowly uh, and then even wait at pit exit. They would far rather you wait in your garage. So uh, what he did was probably as good as, uh, as, good as anything that uh, could be done under those circumstances. Jordan Tresson has taken the car over then again to do the final uh, stint for... Uh, Vulcan Horse Motorsport team and he uh, he's not the leading BMW is he because that's currently Steph Dusseldorp at the wheel of the Falcon Tyres car up in third place but Dusseldorp still has a pit stop to make yes in the opening stint of the race we saw 
the 35 BMW in the hands of Jordan Tresson, start from pole position and get demoted and demoted. Fell down to about seventh place fairly quickly early on. We'll see what his lap pace can be in the remaining stints of the race. But uh, on his first stint, you suggest he might be continuing to go backwards, which would be good news for all of those behind him. But we'll keep an eye on that. There may have been a reason for it, but certainly it was so competitive at the front end of the race early on that it was very easy to get monstered and drop back but it wasn't just a loss of position it was uh, a case of uh, just losing ground as well super super close as I said after quite a while in this race the top five cars are covered by three seconds and that was the point at which the Black Falcon Mercedes dived in after four laps to make its pit stop and since then has run a very different sequence to all rivals yes I think the uh, the main reason was the fact that they were in the window and there was obviously going to be a relatively long uh, code 60 out on the circuit uh, a slow zone out on the circuit whilst the barriers were rebuilt and that may well have uh, been um, a very clever move by the Black Falcons team um, Hubert Haupt then uh, is uh, currently on the road in 6th place yeah, I'm waiting to see what his first flying lap will be out of the pits. Obviously, the one listed included the pit stop time, 11 minutes 25, but we should see him to be competitive below 8 minutes 10, preferably below about 8 minutes 6 or 7. Yes, he's just coming through the carousel at the moment, according to uh, my tracker here. And on the road, he is close to the Get Speed Porsche. So uh, whether we'll see that... Uh, because the Get Speed Porsche is one of the camera cars, whether we'll see those two uh, on the screens remains to be seen. Meanwhile, on the Dottingahoa, the Fricadelli Porsche... But heading for the pits. ...leading the race. No, the 31 will stay out. It's the 30 that's oh, due this, uh, this lap round. Because uh, they've got themselves out of kilter with one another. So we should have 30 coming in at the end of this lap, 31 coming in at the end of the next lap. And then the Ferrari number 22 coming in at the end of the lap after that. So, And each of those pit stops, successive pit stops, will be quicker than the one before it. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought the car we were just talking about was heading into the pits, but 31 was merely getting past one of the backmarking BMWs and continues on another lap, just passed and put a lap on the BMW Z4. That's number 50. Peter Povasac now back at the wheel of that, having taken over from Jörg Muller. It, but it made it, it look easy. It did look a bit like he was going to come into the pit. Didn't it? Just, I, I, I thought, aha, I was going to go, aha. Yes, you were. Um, but he didn't have to. Uh, so Ziedler goes through in the lead of the race overall. Into the pits comes the other car, and this will be for Klaus Eberlin to take over from um, Alex Muller, who is currently at the wheel of it. And that does look like Klaus Abelin getting ready to uh, take the car over. So yep, the much shorter figure of Alex Muller, helpfully saying Alex Muller on the side <laughs> of his helmet, climbs out. We do like that, actually, a bit of driver ID. So Felipe Fernandez-Lazar, as we pointed out, was the driver who was uh, in that car in place of Sabina Schmitz, who still continues to recover from her scrape with cancer earlier this year, building up her stamina through the past couple of races. But uh, today... Felipe Fernandez-Laza taking her place in this the Make, number 30 Porsche. Makes about 20 seconds of a difference per lap extra. You can stay out there. So this pit stop for the 31 
sorry, for the 30 Porsche, uh, will be about 20 seconds longer than the next pit stop for the other Fricadelli Porsche, which will come in next time around. That'll be about 20 seconds shorter. Uh, and then for the Ferrari, the Wockenspiegel team, Monschau Ferrari, which will come in the lap after that, uh, that will have uh, 20 seconds shorter again um, at rest in the pits whilst they put fuel in. Part of the reasoning behind that, of course, is that less fuel has to go in because it doesn't have as far to go to the end of the race. That's one of the many, many beauties about VLN. There is a sliding scale and how you choose to apply it is uh, really a matter of massive interest in this race. Different ways of doing the same job and uh, where they after are after two and a half hours is really rather irrelevant. It's where they are after four hours at the completion of the race. Oh, I just about to throw in a little curveball. Is there going to be any rain before the end? We've not got a great deal of time left in this race. Just under 50 minutes. Oh, I think it's high enough, but the clouds are getting ever more grey above yep. the circuit. But the important thing when you look over the main grandstand as the cars leave the Mercedes Arena is what is happening out at the back part of the circuit on the Nordschleife. That's the bit that really, really counts. The other thing which is slightly confusing um, and keeps people like me on my toes is that this is, although it is a timed race, it is not like the Nürburgring 24-hour race, which they put the chequered flag out at 24 hours and everybody who crosses the line um, after 24 hours gets the chequered flag. In this race, the chequered flag only goes out when the leader crosses the line at the end of four hours of racing, which means that if the leader should, for example, should go through after three hours and 59 minutes and 30 seconds, of racing then the checkered flag isn't shown if you're in second place with 30 seconds behind then you don't get shown the checkered flag either even though you've done your four hours of racing you have to go on and do another lap um, so that's why i think we could actually reach 29 laps of racing um, and uh, that will mean that instead of the race actually finishing at three o'clock uh, or four o'clock local time, three o'clock UK time, uh, instead of the race actually finishing at four o'clock, it could go on uh, until four minute, four hours and six minutes, four hours and seven minutes, um, which might give the uh, number six Mercedes a problem to get to that 29th lap if we do go to 29 laps. Just had sight on the screen of the Conrad Motorsport uh, Lamborghini listed down. I had to scroll a long way down to 19th place overall, but it has made its third pit stop. It should pick its way up the order, but that seems to have fallen away in terms of pace. Yes, lapping the wrong side of 8 minutes 10, which to my eye is the guideline about whether you're going to be competitive. If you're faster than 8 minutes 5, you really are, but uh, not lapping really well in the hands of Christopher Brook. No, that uh, extra pit stop that it had, which I said was a little bit early, um, the only theory I gave for it being a little bit earlier was that it could be a slightly shorter pit stop. Well, it wasn't actually a short pit stop in the end. It was a slightly longer pit stop. Uh, cost them um, around about five minutes in the pits, longer than it ought to have done. So, um, yes, that wasn't quite scheduled from the uh, Lamborghini. And uh, so part of the reason it's fallen so far back is not just that it did do the extra pit stop, but that the extra pit stop was longer uh, than it needed to be. Yeah, so there's the explanation as to why it's fallen down. So who's lapping well at the moment? Uh, Norbert Seedler, well, there's no surprise in that. Another lap, eight minutes and two, well, nearly eight minutes and three seconds. Leading the race now by 21 seconds over his teammate Klaus Abelin, but has done one pit stop fewer, so he should be coming around to make his pit stop this time around, the third and final pit stop for the number 31 Frickadelli. 
Porsche. Certainly a very good day here for Frikadelli, but the number six Mercedes back into fourth place. Three pit stops, of course, already undertaken. The next pit stop will give them uh, an extra minute or so in the pit lane. But uh, certainly that advantage will come down, but will it come down by enough? Norbert Seidler is doing his absolute utmost to stretch every second he can find and add on to his advantage in the 31 Frikadelli Porsche. And at the moment, in, but sister car with the third pit stop undertaken is uh, listed as second. And third place at the moment is uh, Jochen Krumbach in the number 22 team Monschau Ferrari. But he is all but, um, um, not 30 seconds down, 26 seconds down on that third, second place Porsche. So a lot to climb. And he's lapping quite well, actually, Jochen Krumbach. Eight minutes and seven. That's not a bad pace in the better place of the Ferraris. The sister car is back in six, so he's third and they're six. Yeah, the problem for Krumbach, of course, is that uh, that's the car that Georg Weiss will be getting into and Georg isn't as quick as Krumbach is, so uh, the Ferrari um, will uh, have the advantage of a later pit stop, will have, but will have the disadvantage of having um, some laps at the end of the race from Georg Weiss, who uh, is the, um, he is the man behind Rockenspiegel, uh, who will be getting into the car for the final stint. Uh, Hubert Haupt in fourth place on the road at the moment, uh, just setting his fastest lap of the stint, not the fastest lap of the car, but his fastest lap of the stint thus far, eight minutes, nine. He's a minute and three quarters behind the Frikadelli Porsche, and the Frikadelli Porsche is going to be in the pits. We suggested at the end of the lap that he is currently on. What I want to see there, Paul, though, is that is the pace that how maybe he was slightly delayed on that lap. That might be his fastest lap, but it's losing time to all of his rivals. I want to see if he can yeah. get it down into the eight minute sixes or so. It was quite a tidy looking advantage, but it's falling away in Hubert's hands. You just wonder whether he's just being a little bit overcautious. I out think there. so. Um, and as you say, with so many cars out there, it's probably not a bad judgment call. Um, by my reckoning, the pit stop for Ziedler um, to hand the car back to Lance David Arnold is going to be around about two minutes and 10, two minutes and 15 seconds. So it is going to leave the Mercedes with a lead of about 30 seconds um, when the Porsches re-emerge from the pits after their um, pit, or the Porsche, the number 31 Frikadelli Porsche emerges from the pits after its pit stop. Uh, whether the Ferrari can then play a role, um, I somehow doubt because that is a further 25 seconds behind uh, the two Frikadelli Porsches. So um, I think it is going to be a battle between the Black Falcon Mercedes and the Frikadelli Porsche but with the Black Falcon Mercedes at the moment uh, around about 25 to 30 seconds ahead. Again, a quick scan of the screens, looking back to see what, what pace uh, Martin Ragginger is running, the SPX class car. Eight minutes eight, so not super wonderful times, but consistent. Leader we have seen that pits. car. Ah, oh, leader in the pits, well spotted. And that is uh, the Norbert Ziedler Piccadilly Porsche coming in to the pits at the end of lap 23. Well, we were expecting it. We were actually hoping our, our, our monitor would show us that but we haven't as yet so well picked out by Paul he was ready and waiting his graphics showing where the cars are on the circuit a big help as well so how good is this final pit stop going to be of course there's a minimum time so you don't have to rush too much but it does seem the Mercedes from Black Falcon Motorsport has built itself an advantage of about 30 seconds might be dwindling but so there's only 40 odd minutes left in this race until they might consider unfurling the chequered flag and so it should look pretty good indeed for the Bat Falcon Mercedes crew. That's the number six car, the bright metallic green. But 
Fricadelli Porsches have looked very, very handy in this race, and with a history of winning uh, several rounds this season, they two, won ra two round rounds already. They two won rounds this season. Three uh, and four. I just, I just wonder. Now here's a thought: Hubert Hout is slowing his pace in order to avoid having to go on to a 29s lap because Correct. he knows he's not going to be able to make it. Um, now he can afford to do that so long as he doesn't lose time to the Fricadelli Porsche. Remember, it's the Fricadelli Porsche that he's trying to beat. Uh, and as I said earlier on, oh, we've got a car stopped on the circuit. One of our camera cars, 940. It's uh, Jens on board. Sounds like he stopped to listen to the radio, but it's the onboard uh, radio back to the pits. He's not got to a key point in a radio drama, but he's pulled to the side on the Grand Prix circuit. Um, thought he was listening to Midweek Motorsport for a moment there. Um, the... Yes, so the, the point being that uh, perhaps Haupt is trying to slow the pace so that he doesn't win the race by 30 seconds and have to do 29 laps, but he wins the race by 5 seconds and only has to do 28 laps. Now, the calculation I therefore now have to do is to work out how many laps the 31 Porsche is capable of doing, because if it can get on to that 29th lap, then he's going to push the Mercedes into the realm that doesn't want to really be in um, of having to do the extra lap. There, there is still some interest on this. Uh, it's all um, very finely balanced indeed as far as the overall uh, pattern is concerned. Now, Paul, some drivers would be completely on top of this. The others would be just getting signals from their, from their <laughs> garage saying, this is what you have to do. Now it's shaping up. Suddenly, we've got the Falker Motorsports BMW right back on the tail of Klaus Abelin. So, Seth Dusseldorf, they're running, contesting sixth place at the moment, but uh, Dusseldorf on his first... Second flying lap out of the pits. His first flying lap by his second lap out of the pits. Right over the tail of the second Frigadelli Porsche. And passes it, going out of the final corner. Has his nose in front as they accelerate. Took a wide line in and a, a tight line out, and it worked very well. So back one position goes uh, Klaus Abelin. But the, BM, the BMW doesn't seem as quick in a straight line as the Porsche. So the Porsche fights onto the outside line going down into turn one but uh, won't have been able to do it under braking, so it looks so that was a place gained by the number three Falcon Motorsport BMW. But Appelin showing a good fighting form, but uh, really that the pace of Dusseldorf, very strong indeed. One of the Monchau Ferraris in the pit lane, it's number 11, that's the, the one that was further back down the order, Weiss, Menzel, Menzel. We reckon Jörg Weiss just being strapped in at the moment with uh, under 40 minutes remaining in this race. TCR class, I just want to pick on that one. We just had a sight, we've seen quite a lot of it in this race. The number 801, the Audi, driven by the Norwegian duo. That's leading the class very comfortably indeed. 27th overall, and the next car in the TCR class is 37th. So uh, it's a tidy, tidy advantage. Being the fastest all meeting at Audi. So overall, the race is now being led once again by the 22 Wochenspiegel team Monchal Ferrari, number 22 uh, Jochen Krumbach at the head of the field. But he'll be coming in uh, for his final pit stop at the end of the lap that he is currently on. And that pit stop will take him around about 30... No, it'll take him a minute and... 10, no, it'll be more than that. It'll be very nearly a minute and 50 seconds. So uh, that will put uh, the Ferrari uh, certainly behind the Mercedes and probably behind the Porsche. Probably putting it back down to third place, I would think. No further back than that. I, and I feel very sorry. I've just complicated proceedings. I've put Jörg Weiss in the wrong car. It's Leonard Weiss who's in the sister car, and Jörg will be getting into 
of course, the 22 car. I got my 22 and 11 and my Vice and Vice all over the place. Leo Leonard, Leo or Leonard is the son of uh, Georg Weiss and Georg Weiss is the man behind Wochenspiegel, uh, which is the weekly newspaper that uh, you always get a great supplement for a VLN race um, and that gets handed out if you're at the circuit. What he will be getting into the car, I'm not sure whether um, how quick Leo is in comparison to Georg, but uh, Leo, I think, is going to be a little bit quicker in that car, but that is the uh, less well-placed, the number 11 Ferrari, which Leo will be taking over, is the less well-placed car. That's what he shares with Nico Menzel and Christian Menzel, and Nico did the early stint of the race and was uh, really right up at the sharp end in that. Number 57, Porsche, back into the mix, and that's a rare thing. It's one of our camera cars that's still going and going well. That's uh, enjoyed a decent, tidy run through the first three, nearly three and a half hours of this race. And uh, still mixing it, keeping out of trouble. And uh, that is absolutely vital. And uh, 57, what position is this in? I thought you were pointing to the screen. 37th. That's uh, Blue Takis and Sturzberg. Mike Sturzberg on board down in 37th. They're third in the SP7 class, but they kept it tidy. Yes, SP7 uh, still being led by the number 91 Porsche, uh, Friedhoff and Friedhoff, in uh, uh, the lead of SP7. And SP8 still being led by the 139 Ferrari 458, uh, Kohlhaus Curler. So they're going to get their nice hatful of points that they want to maintain the lead of the championship there. Cup 2 being led by the Hopper Porsche, number 123. And SP10, the GT4 class car, being led by the Mercedes. 163, that's the Black Falcon car in 20th place overall that uh, the onboard shop is just showing having its final pit stop. That's the 163 then, Black Falcon Mercedes leading GT4 SP10 class. One thing I always look for when you get a shot of uh, an onboard camera during a pit stop is the little nervous mannerisms the drivers have, particularly when they're waiting to be signalled, you can go, the pit stop is finished but you're not allowed to leave, not allowed to leave, yes you can go, you can see the flexing of fingers, you see others scratching themselves, constant tightening of harnesses, everything a little bit different, gosh knows what it would look like if I was in a car, what would I be doing? This is the uh, kind of point where you pick up the Rafa Nadals of, uh, yes. of motorsport as yes. their little uh, individual uh, mannerisms come out. Yes, or if you're, if you're a rugby fan, Dan Bigger, the, the Welsh and Lions uh, fly half, his funny little twitches and shakes that he doesn't even realise he's doing before he takes a, a conversion shot, a shot at goal, trying to put the ball between the posts. But it's a cruel day when people can uh, start putting th up, putting music, overlaying music on them, and someone's doing a little twitch like that, and it becomes their own little little funk, if you will. So coming out onto the dotting of her now for the 24th time in the race, just over half an hour still to go. Jochen Krumbach at the wheel of the Wochenspiegel Team Monschau Ferrari 488 makes its way down the straight. He'll be coming into the pits for his final pit stop at the end of this lap. That will allow through back into the lead of the race. Hubert Haupt at the wheel of the number six Mercedes, which is uh, a minute and a half down the road. It's not even on the dot yet it's still going through the Schwalbenschwanz uh, Kleiner Carousel um, so it's got uh, say that minute and a half of a disadvantage but that will all be eaten up whilst the Ferrari makes its final pit stop now in it comes 34 minutes of the race remaining it'll be a minute and 54 seconds therefore at the pit stop 
minute and 54 seconds for the pit stop for the Ferrari. That will put it outside the top three and in fact will elevate the uh, get speed Porsche into the uh, top position. It will allow that uh, Steve Yan uh, car through. Now with Adam Osieka at the wheel, Osieka he's taken over for that now. Right, okay, so final that car stint. will take over in third place of the race and could well, therefore, uh, be in with a shout of a podium position. So Porsche, uh, sorry, it'll be Mercedes, Porsche, Porsche, potentially then the top three with the Ferraris falling away with, as a result of these final pit stops. Better pace last time around from Hubert Hout. Went from an 8 minutes and 9 to an 8 minutes and 7. About to complete lap number 24. Let's see what his pace is this time around. Just waiting for him to cross the start-finish line. He crosses, waiting for the screen to catch up. 8 minutes 10, and that puts him 50 seconds down on the Krumbach car. But, of course, different pit stop sequence. But uh, there or thereabouts, Paul has talked through the ramifications of going fast, but not too fast. Just trying to make sure there is no danger doing that 29th lap. He's going to have to do it, I'm afraid. I can't work out how he's not. Um, so uh, because of the pace of Lance David Arnold, who's uh, next up in the number 31, the screen is telling us Norbert Ziedler. Uh, let me just check if uh, we've got any further information. But uh, I'm pretty sure that will have been a driver change for the Fricadelli Porsche at the end. Well, Hubert Hout bottled up behind a 911 Cup class car, flashing his lights like crazy, but not prepared to take a risk to force his way past. Prepared to stay behind for another corner or so on the Grand Prix circuit and does precisely that. So caution is the byword at the moment. The lights are flashing, another car up in front of him. He'll catch that very shortly. He'd like to pass it. Yes, the Porsche came and stays completely out of the way through the chicane and then obviously straight after the chicane, you're suddenly turning left instead of right off the Grand Prix circuit over the ridge the crest and then dropping down to start the Nordschleifer lap and at that moment as he goes towards Hatzenbach through comes Steph Dusseldorp over the start finish line I can answer a question that Right Turn Lover has posted. Go on then. I can answer a question that he's posted. Um, he, he asks when the first pit stop was for that Black Falcon Mercedes. And you know the answer. It was after four, four laps. Absolutely, Bruce. Um, so trying to work out whether it can get to that 29 lap or not. And uh, we both think it can't. So uh, the um, race, we think, is going to go on to the 29th lap. And we think, therefore, that the Mercedes is going to have to do uh, another pit stop. It leads the race at the moment. Hubert Hout uh, is going down. He's already gone uh, through the hats and back down towards Flugplatz on his way to Arenberg uh, on currently what is his 25th lap, which he uh, leads the race. But at the pace that he is going, and unless we get a slow zone, which is going to slow us down... Um, in this final half hour of the race, 31 minutes of the race remain, um, then they are going to have to go on to the... Um onto that extra lap because Lance David Arnold in the second placed Porsche uh, the number 31 car is at the moment only around about, yeah we said 30 seconds about 25 seconds behind him so how can't afford to let up too much of the pace because otherwise he's going to get overtaken so it's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place you can either slow the pace and get to the end of the race um, 
or let the lead get let the Porsche pass you and then let him go on and uh, do the 29th lap because he has enough fuel to get him to the end of the race because they had a timed pit stop which enabled them to put as much fuel in it effectively as they wanted knowing how long the race was going to be by then so thank you very much to right turn lover but what i wonder paul has has right turn lover fired lots of questions that was just the first one you knew the answer to yes yes yeah, oh very good I, okay I, I, there's very few of right turn lover's questions that i can answer <laughs> Half an hour remaining. Will it be 28 la laps or will it be 29 laps? There is the winning distance in the race. It's a conundrum, whatever that may be. Hubert Hout in the second place. Mercedes is hoping it could be 28 laps, but will that be hope against hope? Jörg Weiss, though, is now in the race-leading Monchal Ferrari. That will fall down the order. It's really the 31 Fricadelli Racing Porsche is the one that holds... Holds the keys to race victory. Can it get in with a mix? And certainly it looks like it could be swinging its way by dint of this being a race with very little incident, very few slow zones through the course of the four hours. Now, um, the only trick is that because the um, Black Falcon Mercedes made its last pit stop with an hour and 10 minutes or less than an hour and 10 minutes of the race to go, uh, their next pit stop, if they have to make one, and we think maybe they do, uh, doesn't have to be timed at all. It can be any, any time they like. So they can get the car into the pits, stop, put as much fuel in as they need to do that final lap uh, and then get going again. Is that going to give them time to get out of the pits before the Porsche gets up on terms with them. That's the $64,000 question. 25 seconds is the gap. Now, um, to come into the pits, you have to slow down 60 kilometers an hour, 60 kilometers an hour, speed limit all the way down the pit lane, get the fuel in, get on your way again. Can you do that without losing 25 seconds? That's the question that Black Falcon are trying to work with now. So it's racing and thinking, not things that are always interconnected. They should be, but they're not always. And this is very, very complicated indeed. So keep up with us as we try to keep up with what is happening. But in dry conditions, it's certainly added a real mix. The uh, two uh, Valkenhorst BMWs uh, now lining themselves up nose to tail. Not quite nose to tail, but uh, in eighth and ninth places the Jordan Tresson the dark blue car ahead of the Andreas Ziegler uh, total sponsored car uh, they've shown themselves quick on occasion um, but they haven't really been able to maintain it throughout the full stint and I just wonder if that's been tyres that's been the story uh, of their race and that's why they've uh, finished up a lot further down than perhaps their group positions would have suggested that they might have done so uh, eighth and ninth places at the moment for the uh, two Valkenhorst um, BMWs Hubert Hout in the lead of the race although the screen shows still the Ferrari uh, is at the front because uh, that car has made its pit stop down at Brunchen is where Hubert Hout is and still the gap uh, around about 20 to 25 seconds uh, behind him. It really does make sense for him to stay out as long as he possibly can because every chance that uh, there might be a slower zone to enable him just to slow the pace a little bit as they come towards the end of the race. So Hout's uh, pace at the moment we've still got uh, Norbert Ziedler of course, uh, sorry Lance David Arnold at the wheel of the Porsche uh, for Frickadelli Racing on his outlap so no real lap times to compare for those to uh, come out and onto the 
gutting a hearse straight. Onboard shots following the progress of the 57 Blöhl Takisen Sturzberg SP7 car, currently in fourth place. Meanwhile, stopped on the circuit is uh, Porsche number 104, uh, which is one of the GT3 Cup class cars. Huber, Kolb and Marza in the number 104. They're currently sixth place in the Cup class. Leader on the Dottingerhoa now, and how far behind him? He's just ahead of the Kissling Motorsport Opel uh, there, which is uh, the Foxtail car, not taken uh, too much of the director's attention today, but uh, having had a less troubled race than he's had in the past. There goes the Mercedes. No sign looking down the road to see where Lance David Arnold might be in the Fricadelli Porsche behind. In fact, we haven't had too much attention on the Opel. We've had quite a lot on the VW Corrado that was just running just behind yes. it down from the Dottinghurst. So what sort of lap pace? Last time around at 8 minutes 10. Second lap for Hubert Hout. This time around, faster or slower? 8 minutes and 10. Just a half a second down on his previous... Uh, on his previous lap, so maybe he's been told, run in the 8 minute 10s, I'm sticking to it boss, I'm sticking to it, what is that going to achieve, the clock has, clock has counted down to 25 minutes remaining, you're joining Paul Trustwell and I on RS3, I'm Bruce Jones, RS1 if you fancy the action for the European Le Mans series at Spa-Francorchamps, but stay with us, this is a mathematical match to see who is going to win VLN7, and certainly pushing very hard in his quest to do that, is the Norbert Seedler, Lance David Arnold, number 31, Fricadelli Racing Porsche. Last time around, eight minutes and seven. So he's 23 seconds down on the race-leading Mercedes. Now, if he can continue at that pace, he can definitely push the Mercedes onto its 29th lap. So um, there's, no, there's no option kind of for him. Uh, Hubert Hout can't afford to let... Norbert, the uh, Lance David Arnold, um, continue to close on him at this rate. Uh, Lance David Arnold is going to be able to push uh, just that little bit harder, get the Mercedes to go on to another lap. Now, therefore, Black Falcon have kind of been pushed into um, the position of having to make another stop or trying to make the fuel last for nine laps. I mean, that's the other um, alternative for them, is to try and make the fuel last for nine laps. Now, Given that we've got a green racetrack, by which I mean uh, clear. Racetrack, a clear racetrack with no cautions on it, um, that's going to be a very difficult um, order for the Mercedes team. Um, so I would say their best off, the best option is to bring the car in, give it a pit stop, give it that top up of fuel and get on its way. Um, and that will take, I reckon, about 20 seconds. So it's not the end of the world for Mercedes, but it does mean we've got a very close battle right the way to the end of the race. And we've got a BMW, Steph Dusseldorp, just setting his uh, fastest lap of the race, his personal best, his personal, that car's fastest lap. So uh, charging along then is the BMW. And he's just moved into third place ahead of uh, the 22 Monchau Ferrari, well, your vice. That car's come out of the pit, so uh, he's, he's only just moved ahead of it as a result of the um, Monchau Ferrari having had its pit stop. Um, what has surprised me is that the number two uh, Porsche hasn't, wasn't uh, Adam Oseka uh, hasn't come through yet because I was expecting him to come through and Oseka just completing his outlap uh, should have come through 
by now uh, and he's still on the dotting a hot dotting a her so uh, uh, we do now have three different manufacturers in the top three places but we've got four different manufacturers in the top four because we've got mercedes porsche bmw on the podium at the moment um, and then i think it's going to turn into the number two porsche uh, which will come through in fourth place uh, sorry in fifth place um, to just let the uh, lap chart unwind itself on that the Lamborghini still going well but Christopher Brooke uh, a lap behind now having uh, suffered from that longer pit stop that they had in the middle of the race he's another one who's going to be close on fuel to get to the end of the race without another pit stop because remember that car came in as well um, with um, about an hour and ten minutes of the race remaining so uh, the Lamborghini uh, has fallen to a lap behind but may have another pit stop to make as well and the first handful of laps in this race were very very close indeed between the top five runners in particular at one point we had a clear leader which was uh, one of the Frickadelli Porsches but sorry I beg your pardon it was uh, one of the Monchal Ferraris but then behind we had second through first of all to fifth and then to seventh and then eighth place which was where the uh, 2019 Porsche got onto the tail of that grouping. Then, running different tactics, once we got to the first pit stop, it started to string out. And now, as we get towards just 21 minutes on the clock remaining in this four-hour race, the story is starting to unfold. The big drama is, it will it be 29 laps the cars have to do to complete the race? If it's 28 laps, the Black Falcon Mercedes team is, la is laughing. But we think, we're fairly convinced, that if it goes to 29, they're going to have to make a splash and dash so they can complete that final tour of the circuit. And will that put the ball into the hands of Lance David Arnold, who's sharing with Norbert Siedler, the number 31 Porsche from Frickadelli Racing Team? It's going to be tight, very tight indeed. 20 minutes remaining. We've had a tweet from Jim Glickenhouse. Have we? How is Jim? Yes, yes. What's he got to tell us? Uh, he's got to say, well, he's, got, he's posing as a question, first of all. Oh, saying, no. Will we be at the 24 Hours at Cota in November? Well, Radio Show Limited will certainly be at the 24 Hours at Cota uh, in November. Looking forward to that uh, two-part 24-hour race. And uh, Glickenhouse SCG will be. Um, Excellent. So uh, good to have the uh, Glickenhouse team at uh, the Cota for the 24 Hours uh, race that will be held there. And also uh, the... Uh, Glickenhaus will be back at the Nürburgring in 29, 2019. Uh, all the best from Jim. So thanks to Jim Glickenhaus, uh, Scuderia Cameron Glickenhaus, uh, who have uh, been fantastic supporters of the Nürburgring 24 hours um, over the years. And it will be good to see them back in 2019. Yeah, doing things differently and huge appreciation for all their racing endeavours. And certainly Nürburgring has been their epicentre uh, the, the fans around the Nordschleife very much appreciate something a little bit different and certainly something as quick as the Glickenhouses uh, catches their attention very nicely indeed so Lance David Arnold lapping three seconds faster than the Mercedes that leads the race in the hands of Hubert Howe. Hubert though I'm sure has been told this is the pace you need to stick to we want you to save fuel is it going to be enough to add an extra lap or are they going to say just go for it and we'll have to take the pit stop I would suggest he's not going fast enough if that uh, entirely was th the case but they're doing the maths well, well I'm doing the talking <laughs> yes I mean the uh, the problem is that if he does manage to save a bit of fuel and we then have a last minute code 60 then yeah. it, it'll all be fine uh, still got over 
over a quarter of an hour of the race to go. Um, we're currently on the 26th lap and still um, the calculations suggest we're going to be able to get to 29 laps by the end of the race and it's just a question therefore fuel is aboard the Fricadelli Porsche that's enough that's not a problem the problem is the fuel that the uh, Black Falcon Mercedes has aboard because that's not enough to get it to the end of its 29th lap it's enough for it to do the four-hour race but unfortunately as I said earlier on the race doesn't end at four hours the race ends when the race leader crosses the line having completed four hours of racing so that could be anything up to four hours and seven minutes of uh, elapsed time and that's where the Black Falcon cars calculations um, and when they, as soon as they made that early pit stop they were taking a gamble as to how much code 60 running we've had and uh, in effect that gamble has not paid off for them unless they've managed to save some fuel somewhere and they're going to be able to get that last lap done in um, that last stint done as nine laps otherwise they're going to have to somehow just make this final pit stop for a splash get the fuel in go again there's no time limit on it they've already made their timed pit stop in the last 70 minutes of the race so they don't have to worry about that again the car Bruce coming up towards the end of another lap with a sponge GT4 and Z BMW in the way yeah the Z4 which is in 11th place Peter Povisac right at the final corner of the circuit they have to go all the way the long way around the outside of the Tiergarten chicane. Everyone's managing to do that, but the car is sitting with its nose on the turning in point to the corner and uh, going nowhere fast. In fact, Peter Povisac, the engine has stalled. He's opened the door. He's clambering out, so well, I'm not sure you're in an entirely safe place to do so. He's going to run away. Oh, slams the door with absolute fury. Walking away quite why the car can't fire up, but uh, whether it had a problem was coming into the pits and just didn't get around that final corner, but with 16 minutes remaining, it's side on. The marshals will be flagging it up, but if you get a gaggle of two or three cars arriving there together in racing order, that, there is a possibility that's not a very good place for the 50 BMW to be. That's an absolute nightmare, isn't it? And uh, the driver out of the car, they'll be trying to get a tow unit to it to uh, get to it. But he's obviously, um, I say obviously, apparently has stalled it and is unable to get it going again uh, and is in a very awkward place. And then suddenly coming down towards it, we do have a gaggle of cars, including the Falcon Motorsport BMW just been passed on the track. Wave yellow flags at them, and the car in front of him is the 2019 Porsche. Number four, Martin Ragging at the wheel. He started the race. He slows right down, and they go line the stern, and that includes the Ferrari 139. Which has been so well placed. Yes, the leading car in SP8, uh, up in 10th place overall, according to uh, that list. Yes, up to 10th uh, place yeah. overall, then, that car. Um, and then... Uh, that's the 458 Ferrari and uh, the Ragginger Porsche uh, a lap down the number four car yes it's still a lap down uh, that car actually that was a battle for position because uh, mm. they were uh, moving ahead Martin Ragginger was moving ahead of the 139 Ferrari 458 as they came through there so that was a battle for position while Steph Dusseldorp in the Falcon BMW, uh, the other car from the Falcon Motorsports team, was going through uh, and taking third place overall. Um, meanwhile, Adam Osaika has lost a lot of ground, hasn't he? Um, thought that he might be in a position to finish on the podium, but he is actually now down in sixth place, having had a longer pit stop than I had predicted. Yes, and hasn't quite been lapping at the pace of uh, to do in the race. Now they want Peter Povisac to get back on board his BMW Z4. I can't tell you exactly what he's saying, but he's using his hands quite a lot, spreading them wide in uh, 
to the marshal who wants him back in the car so we can tow it off the circuit. Can I thought it was fairly car, basic. So you can, so you can steer. Yes. Potovac's hands were outspread in an expression of why, I think. Why? Because your car is on the circuit in a very narrow point right at the end of the lap. I'd have thought it's a fair basic thing, but uh, drivers are taught all sorts of um, enterprise about what happens when they're in the car, but uh, not being in the car when it needs to be towed clear. But the good news is, in no time at all, with Peter Povasatch on board, that Z4 has been towed clear of where it was sitting on the track, nose in to the final corner. Waved a low flag by a marshal, and the car suitably, I think, far enough around the corner not to be in the way. Just pulled to the side of the circuit. And now they're going to pull it a bit further. That's good. OK, they should be able to feed it into the pit lane without any further trouble. But could have been a different issue. Number 11, Ferrari, diving down into turn one. That is the second of the team, Monshaw cars. Leonard Weiss at the wheel in seventh place overall. Showing with the two Mensels, Christian and Nico. Under quarter of an hour remaining until the checkered flag could potentially be shown to the race leader. Yeah, so uh, the Ferrari closing in on the Get Speed Porsche at the moment as well. That was uh, some 15 seconds of a gain uh, made on that lap and could well see Leonard Weiss be able to uh, get sixth place by the end of this lap because the Get Speed Porsche is only just up ahead of him there. Caught a quick um, glimpse of it on the screen as they uh, turn through the Michael Schumacher S on the Grand Prix loop to head out onto the Nordschleifer again. Both cars flashing lights as they uh, come across slower cars. I think this could be an improvement on this lap of position. Uh, this is battle for sixth place then between the number two Porsche from the Gensby car of Adam Maseka and Leo Weiss at the wheel of the 11 Monschau Ferrari. BMW gets out of the way and the Monschau Ferrari closes in yet more. That was very positive driving from Leonard Weiss. The last then in uh, sixth and seventh places ahead of the two Vulcan Horse BMWs in eighth and ninth places. Uh, although those two separated by two minutes, the uh, two Vulcan Horse BMWs. Here's the uh, race leader at Bergwerk at the moment, the number six Mercedes making his way up the hill, out of Bergwerk, um, up towards um, the carousel. Kostetal, yeah, Kostetal uh, on the way up to the carousel. Fantastic stretch of the circuit here. And this is definitely a place if you're taking a road car around you, you need to look out for flying motorbikes because the speed some of them carry through the right-hander at the bottom of the hill before you go up to uh, carousel is uh, absolutely daunting. It's the uh, number two Porsche at the moment, just headed down towards Arenberg, um, over the Flugplatz, and then through two very fast left-handers at Schwedenkreuz, hard onto the brakes then for the Arenberg right-hander, then underneath the bridge at Fuchsholm, Fuchsaurora, and then out from underneath the uh, trees, which heavily overhang the circuit there, and uh, then heading up towards the very tricky little S-bend, Ardenau Forst, hard on the brakes again, just, <coughs> just before you come to that uh, S-bend. And then through little uh, S-bend at Ardenau Forst, another big spectator enclosure up on the left-hand side of the track there. Uh, and then it's down, back downhill again towards Metzgersfeld. 
And then after down comes up, of course. So that is the course of the Nürburgring Nordschleife. Never, ever a dull moment. Made all the more interesting by having to pass cars of all different sorts of classes. And the GT3 runners in the SP9 class have to be on their toes at all times. But at least they can look forward. No one's going to be coming past them. The drivers of the, the middle-paced cars have to look forward and backwards. And really, the drivers in the lowest performance cars have to spend most of their time looking in their rearview mirror to see what is coming up. How soon will it pass? And of course, where is it planning to go past? So, 10 minutes remaining until the four hours of VLN 7 will be up, leading the race by 24 seconds over the start-finish line last time around. Hubert Hout in the number six Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes over Lance David Arnold in the better place of the two Frickadelli Racing Porsches. That's the number 31 entry. Last lap was a better lap for Hout. This time, will it be a better lap for Lance David Arnold? It has to be if he's going to stay in with a shout of victory. It will be 27 laps completed by Hubert Hout this time around, but he may have to go on to lap 29. If Where is he on the circuit now? He's just... Uh, just coming on to the Dossinger Coming on to Dossinger her. Uh, But we do have a code 60 out on the circuit because there seems to have been a coming together between the Bonk Motorsport BMW of Thomas Leyer, uh, okay. which has been involved in a couple of incidents uh, thus far, uh, and number 201, the uh, Bart Linick and Obermeyer uh, Porsche in the SP6 class. Um, and that's given us, uh, as I said, this, co this code 60 at Klostertal. And the lap then from uh, Hubert Hout, a little bit slower, but he is now going on to his 28th lap. We've got 8 minutes and 55 seconds remaining of the race, so he's going to have to go through and do another lap, isn't he? Because he can do a lap in 8 minutes and 10, so he's going to have to come into the pits either at the end of this lap or at the end of the next one. No, he doesn't come in at the end of this one. Uh, he's going to just hope that there's a, uh, a lap magic bit of fuel left in that Mercedes somehow. Hubert Hout then, on to lap 28, 27 laps completed. Eight and a half minutes of the race remain. Eight and a half minutes was exactly his lap time last time around. <laughs> he's backed it off. He's backed it off. So well, that, that, code 20 that code 60 has yes. backed it off. Well, so that would have affected uh, the chasing Norbert Seidler as well. Wait and see what the advantage is. Seidler should be coming. Sorry, Lance David Arnold, who's sharing with Norbert Seidler. That Frickadelli Porsche number 31 should be up 22 seconds down here. He did it in two minutes, eight minutes, 27 second lap. Both of them slowed by the code 60. Yes, but the point is uh, that Ziedler now, the problem is not for Haup to be able to get onto his 29th lap, it's for Ziedler to be able to get onto his 29th lap because Haup just has to yes. stay in front of Ziedler and Ziedler has to push Haup onto the next lap and he's not going to be able to do it at the moment. The code 60 is still in place as far as I know over there at Gloucestertal, so it will be another slower lap. Uh, so that has absolutely gifted this race to the Mercedes. Um, but that's the gamble you take. You roll the dice at the beginning of the race and then you get a code 60 on the last lap. That was absolutely what Hubert Haupt needed. Uh, and he will be on the radio saying, what's going on over at Klostertal? They will have the app. They will be able to see the code 60 uh, on the GPS system. And they will be able to tell Hubert whether he's going to have to finish or not by going on to this extra lap. But... Uh, it's just about been rescued for him by that code 60 out on the circuit right at the end of the race. Here comes Steph Dusseldorp then going through onto what will certainly be his last lap as well. Um, it provided everything else remains equal. Remember, even though we've got six minutes of the race still to go, it all depends when Hubert Haupt comes through next time around. 
So top three positions, Mercedes, Porsche, BMW. In fourth place is the better place. The two team Monchau Ferraris, the number 22 example. Your vice at the wheel, but he's hunted down, but not, uh, I think he'll be, be able to hold on. Because fifth place, the second Frickadelli Porsche, Klaus Abelin. But uh, again, that code 60 has rather helped your vice to secure fourth place. Absolutely right. So uh, it will... Uh basically what it's done is it's shortened the race by a lap um, and uh, so it's given everybody one lap less uh, to try and make their uh, overtaking uh, happen five second is the advantage that uh, Gail uh, Leo Le Le Leonard Vice has to make up uh, between himself and the get speed Porsche number two that's for sixth place SP10, oh no, that's nearly a minute, the gap between the two SP10 class cars. Um, first and second still the Mercedes, number 163, the Black Falcon Mercedes. That's a good, uh, good run for Black Falcon with a Mercedes leading in GT3 and a Mercedes leading in GT4. Yeah, just having a little check there, the pace of the second of the Frickadelli Porsches, number 30, Klaus Abelin, is is not sufficient to catch uh, Jorg Weiss, so the number 22 Team Monchau Ferrari should be safe in fourth place overall. So it'll be uh, four different makes of cars in the top four positions. Mercedes, Porsche, BMW and Ferrari. But still, lights are flashing from the quick cars, the SP9 cars. They must think every lap I pass a couple of Team Pixum BMWs. <laughs> there are so many of them. Orange and blue, occasionally orange and green in, in livery. They run from just across the road, but uh, such supporters the VLN and uh, certainly seem to stand out in whichever race you look at for them. Yes, I uh, should get the award for uh, using up the most garage space in every uh, every event of the VLN. So I think uh, most of the time they can't actually get um, all of their cars into a single garage and they have to stray into two. Klaus Abelin at the wheel of the uh, Abelin sponsored, the Frickadelli um, racing team um, we've had Hamburg on the side of the car I notice uh, this weekend they don't really have a, uh, a Frikadella on the side of the car but it's not there today gone vegan <laughs> something like that um, and uh, well the clock started with four hours on it it's now got four minutes on it so we'll be the leading Mercedes is just on his way up towards Klostertal at the moment so uh, unfortunately we don't have a camera aboard that car, um, but the Mercedes is uh, just heading on. It's after Bergwerk, on the way up the hill uh, that goes up towards the carousel. Have we still got code 60 at uh, the Klostertal? As far as I know, we have. Okay, that's another insurance policy there by the sound of things for the leading car, the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes, leading by 22 seconds at the start of the lap. Hubert out being chased but not caught at the moment by Lance David Arnold. This is the final lap. Uh, almost certainly. <laughs> um, not absolutely certainly. No, but uh, I put it out there boldly. Thinking, yes, oh right. So, waiting then. Uh, the only time I'm going to be able to tell this is when the cars actually get to the end of sector four. Um, Nürburgring split into five sectors. You get the sector times on the live timing screen if your screen is wide enough. Um, yeah. And um, when they get to sector, the end of sector four, then we can see 
where the cars are um, and if they get to sector four before um, when they get to the end of sector four then we can tell whether or not the time through sector four has been delayed by enough to get them through at the end of the uh, four hours or not Just remember the gap, it was 22 seconds at the start of lap 28. Hubert Howe ahead of Lance David Arnold. The, the green Mercedes from Black Falcon Motorsport and the red and white Porsche from Fricadelli Racing. The hunt is on, but it does look as though the clock... Oh, we've got a car sitting sideways across the track just in front of the number two Porsche. But of course the race leader's gone past that, as has the second place car. Suggestion so is there's a barrier repair going on at Kloster Tull, which is why we've got that code 60 in place. So uh, it is still there and the leaders have gone past it. So you were right when you were bold. It is the last lap of the race. And so Black Falcon can breathe a sigh of relief. That 29th lap isn't going to have to happen. Uh, it is almost certainly going to be uh, good news for whoever made that call early on to make the early pit stop. Maro Engel, Manuel Metzger did the hard work early on. Hubert Haupt had the desperate problem of having to decide whether or not the car, not having to make any decisions, but having to worry about whether they were going to have to go on to the extra lap or not. But uh, it looks like it's going to be a second win of the season for Black Falcon. Yeah. They can join the Fricadelli team as uh, having had two wins this season. So for Norbert Seidler, who's standing in the pit lane for Fricadelli Racing and his teammate Lance David Arnold, it's a question of what might have been, but it always was set according to how many slow zones there might be through the course of four hours of racing. When it stayed dry, it was likely there were going to be fewer than, than it can do when the weather is inclement, but now heading back down to complete the final lap. 44 seconds left on the clock, and he just has to coast home. Hubert Hout, Victor two races ago in VLN5 when he shared with Adam Christodoulou his current teammate Manuel Metzger and young Italian Gabriele Piana. It's going to be 10 seconds is the, uh, is, is the margin by which the time will elapse uh, to the end of the race I reckon because um, that's uh, normally 50 seconds to take the last segment of the, of the circuit uh, and so the Black Falcon Mercedes, the green Black Falcon coming into Tiergarten for the last time then Bruce yeah, so the balance swung its way. It showed great pace, most notably in the hands of Maro Engel in the first stint and a half. Good run from Manuel Metzger. And the clock beats down to next to nothing. Let's call it nothing. It's done so over onto the start line, start finish straight, and across the checkered, past the checkered flag. Now diving in towards the pit wall, a victory for the Black Falcon Motorsport team. They won VL. Then five, then one VLN seven. In the background, any moment now should be the second place. Fricadelli Racing Porsche. There it comes, out of the final corner. Lights ablaze. It was 22 seconds down at the start of the previous lap. End of this lap, the finish lap, the 28th laps. It's 14 seconds in arrears. So it closed it right down. Seven and a half seconds on that final lap alone. But victory today in VLN seven goes to the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes, and the team can now relax. Most notably, the the man who decided the strategy. And that, uh, yeah, that uh, winning time there of four minutes uh, and eight seconds, uh, an illustration of just how close it was because those last two laps were 
um, 8 minutes and 30, followed by 8 minutes and 40. Um, and so they were kind of 15 seconds off. And that code 60 absolutely decided the uh, duration of the race, or the, uh, the number of laps of the race. And without that final code 60, we would definitely have gone on to the 29th lap of the race. I could have done with the drama, Paul. <laughs> that would have worked for me. Um, so, but I mean, that was the drama. It, yeah. it, 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 the drama was: did it happen or did it not happen? Was it going to happen? Did it? Was it not going to happen? Uh, so, a fantastic uh, uh, nail-biting finish. The third-place car is the Falcon Motorsports BMW. So they finished uh, second in the last round, third in this round. That's a good helping of points for Falcon Motorsports. Certainly, it's almost exactly a minute down on the Frickadelli Racing Porsche. Now we're looking for the fourth-place car, which should still be. The 22 Monchal Ferrari. That is in the hands of Jörg Weiss. That's quite a way and it's away a way, way back. from the uh, chequered flag. Yeah, just noting in passing was the uh, not the number four uh, Frickadelli. Sorry, the number four Falcon Motorsports Porsche. The SPX class winner, class runner, uh, Martin Ragginger, just bringing the car home. One lap behind following a longer pit stop earlier on, uh, which was an unscheduled longer pit stop. And uh, that car uh, then... Got it to the uh, got it to the flag, but with one unscheduled pit stop, was the first of the lapped runners. Here comes Georg Weiss now. He's coming through then in fourth place, as you suggested he would, uh, Bruce, in the number 22 Vockenspiegel team, Monschau Ferrari 488 GT3. Klaus Abelen will come through next up with the number 30 Porsche. And meanwhile... The SP8 class winner, 139, has already gone through. Um, the Kohlhaas and Curler uh, Ferrari 458. And we've also had the Cup 2, the Porsche GT3 Cup class winner, car number 123, has gone through to take its class win already. The Mulder Motorsport Porsche from the GT Cup. And the next one to come through should be the Adam Oseka-driven Porsche from the Get Speed Performance team. Steve Jans, Marek Bockman, Philip Hamprecht, the other drivers, they'll be the next one across the line. So, Black Falcon Motorsport gave it a spin. They have so much experience on VLN events, all events at the Nürburgring. They've been a backbone of the racing at this uh, amazing circuit for year after year and their statisticians, their, their strategists and their statisticians got it right today but it certainly kept everyone on their toes and it could so easily but for one little spin have gone out of their hands absolutely the I mean it wasn't a decision that they knew what was going to happen so in fairness uh, I mean yes you can tip your hat to the strategy man but he took a gamble it was a it was a roll of the dice and uh, it could so nearly not have worked for them but uh, it um, it did so uh, as you say it's a second race win for the Black Falcon team so uh, two overall race wins for Black Falcon against two overall race wins for Frickadelli racing team and by my reckoning that will give a further five, 18 points 16. yeah that won't give enough points to the Frickadelli team to give them the championship lead so uh, in terms of the table championship table for 
the speed trophy, uh, which is for overall winners, that will stay with the number four Falcon Motorsports team, um, because even running the uh, SPX class car, they will get points, and that will keep them in the lead of that championship. And similarly, the championship lead for drivers will stay with the Stefan Kohler Christian Kohlhaus duo at the wheel of the 139 Ferrari 458 um, which won SP8 they will get sufficient points to maintain their championship lead and uh, just as we conclude the top handful of cars in 10th place overall just waiting for Martin Ragginger to complete the run for... He's taken the, the checkered flag already. He's taken it already. Yeah. Sorry, so he yeah. has. He was, yes. he was the first, first lap down. runner. Yeah, first lap runner there was in 10th uh, place overall, but showed good pace in that car. The, well, most, the only one who didn't was Nick Tandy, but there seemed to be some mechanical problem when he was out there. Brought him in from his stint early. But uh, today belongs to Black Falcon Motorsport Team, the second win of the season. But it was tight. One little incident on the final lap that if it hadn't happened, it was a minor incident, but it was enough to make a slow zone, and that was enough for the winning car to be the right side of the four-hour barrier, and therefore not starting at 29th, and therefore in the drivers and the team's understanding, an extra lap that would have left it short on fuel would have required a pit stop, but uh, scraping through the winning trio, Mara Engel, Manuel Metzger, and the driver who brought it home at the end, Hubert Hout. So they take victory in VL7 to add to their victory in VLN number five. It's been a race full of incident, but uh, luckily not too many clashes around the Nürburgring Nordschleife. Dry conditions, cooler autumnal conditions today. Quite a wind blowing through the course of the race, but uh, great racing most notably in that opening hour of the race. Then we realised early on that the Black Falcon crew was doing something very, very different to their rivals. They pitted early, they took a risk, they took a chance, and it paid off. And in the end, victory by 14.749 seconds. So it was tight at the top. But uh, they were bold and it paid off. A good run from the Fricadelli Porsches, though, coming home in second and fifth. Monchal's Ferraris coming home in fourth and sixth. And the meat in the sandwich, if you will, the Falcon Motorsport BMW, second last time, third today in the hands of Steph Dusseldorp and Peter Dunbreck. So another, another solid run. And it really does look as though what little sunlight there was we had the the pits were bathed in sunshine this morning but since the start of the race at midday Nürburgring time it's got grayer and darker but the rain stayed away there was a possibility with two and a half minute two and a half hours into the race we might get some it stayed away we've had some great racing a few cars looking a little battered and bruised at the end but uh, I reckon we probably still have about 140 or 130 plus of the 150 something starters still circulating at the end of the lap and for each of them a victory the VW Corrado that so enticed the uh, TV director from the early 90s I don't know if he's from the early 90s but the car is and that crosses the start finish line and uh, it's good to show this mix of old old as well as the, the new and the fast the powerful so a real cross-section of cars as ever for VLN and it's been another great day the next race coming up very soon indeed Start two weeks October. two weeks time is uh, VLN 8 and uh, yeah not, uh, not so very long uh, still to go to that uh, 149 starters uh, we had in the end and probably about 15 or so uh, definite retirements but of course that's still unclear because Carl's still coming across the line 
uh, completing their final lap and uh, that means that the race itself in effect uh, it could quite easily have run an extra five or six minutes um, had we have had that extra lap because then everybody would have had to have gone on to an extra lap uh, there comes the GT4 Aston Martin across the line. Yes, we, t we talked about whether there'd be enough fuel and, and we were convinced there wouldn't be for the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes, but they wouldn't have stood alone on that step of uh, uh, requiring a splash and dash. And uh, this is part of the challenge for the guys running the teams here, because if you're running an M235i, for example, you haven't just got to concentrate on your own race and where the other cars are within your own class, but you need to take account of where the race leader is, the overall race leader, and whether he's going to go on to an extra lap or not, because uh, all of that is a, uh, uh, a possibility that, um, you know, it might go on to the extra lap or it might not. So, uh, yeah, the... Uh, winner's time then for the four hours four hours eight uh, zero minutes eight point five two eight seconds so uh, that was as close as it was to going on to that extra lap precision and the <laughs> um the uh, precision of hubert helped in knowing how I, would, I wonder if he really was going 60 through that code 60 or whether he was going about 25 near <laughs> as uh, and the uh winning margin just 14 seconds as Bruce was saying very uh, closely matched indeed uh the the end of the race uh, with uh, remaining class positions the uh, winner of the SP7 uh, class was the number 91 Porsche GT3 Cup uh, winner of Cup 3 was car number 969 the Kranz and Gunther Porsche Cayman uh, in SP10, the winner there uh, was the 163 Black Falcon Mercedes GT4. So was indeed a Black Falcon 1-2, or rather a win for Black Falcon in both GT3 and GT4. Good day. Hugely experienced team. Run a lot of cars and it uh, really shows very well indeed, time and again. And talked about experience of drivers. The experience of teams is so absolutely important particularly particularly at something like the uh, the vln which is uh, unlike anything else really uh, tcr class winner was the audi rs3 lms number 801 the uh, norwegian driven car uh, in the cup x class the crossbow winner was the 929 uh, in sp3t it was the Gusenbauer Österreich Volkswagen Golf GTI, car number 305, that won that class. In SP6, the Porsche Cayman GT4 Club Sport of uh, car number 212, the winner of that class. And in class Cup 5, the 235 Racing Cup class, that was won by car number 694. Uh, which was 694 from the Cup 5 class, was the Securitar Zorg uh, Rennsport car of Tristan Vidas and Inge Hansereter, uh, another Norwegian uh, success there in the BMW Racing Cup. So, uh, somewhat a, well, I suppose it's not a surprise that uh, Securitar Zorg Rennsport won the class there, but. Uh, um, Tristan Vidas and Inge Hansereta, the two winners in that class. 
just uh, trying to pick out some other class winners. Certainly the main ones in which there was more than one car. So V5 was won by Carnival 444. That was uh, the car which led most of the way in that class. That's the uh, another Pixum team, Adrenaline Motorsport car, Porsche of Norbert Fischer, Christian Connart and Daniel Sills. Um, so that uh, ends up winning in its class V5. Just trying to get down to class V4 um, to see who was the winner there. Yeah, car 490, the winner of the most populous class, uh, which was the uh, another Pixum team, Adrenaline Motorsport of the Rink. Uh, Christopher Rink, Danny Brink and Philip Lysen. So they finished up the winners of Class V4. But uh, as far as championship positions in drivers is concerned, certainly Stefan Kohler, Christian Kohlhaus will increase their margin at the head of the field. Heiko Eichenberg and Yannick Mettler will finish up with... Uh, still in second place and then Danny Brink, Christopher Rink and Philip Lyson will stay in fifth, sixth and seventh places with their uh, score um, upgraded so they'll close the gap on Heiko Eichenberg and Yannick Mettler but um, they won't yet catch them although with dropped scores still to come uh, it could be an opportunity for Rink, Brink and Lysen to uh, move ahead before the end of the season as uh, Bruce was saying a moment ago the next round of the VLN in two weeks time and that will be the penultimate round we've got one more race to go after that next one in two weeks time so busy day of action at the Nürburgring the last few cars they've just uh piled back into the paddock area which as you can imagine with 149 starters absolutely packed and beneath the podium the uh, first handful of cars waiting for podium presentations and obviously with such a long lap the uh, difference between the first car to report back uh, for podium ceremonies and the last can be really spread out across uh, as much as 10-12 minutes because of course they slow down on their in that they don't do the whole lap of the circuit. But, Confirmation, uh, though, that everybody has now crossed the line at the end of the uh, four hours. And... Yep, a good, tidy day's racing around the Nürburgring Nordschleife, which is the very essence of the VLN. As we saw today, a real twist, according to how the teams ran their tactics. And uh, for some it worked, for others not so much. But what was clear to see, the sheer pace whenever required of the Black Falker Motorsport Mercedes was very, very strong indeed. Some uh, cameo rolls, fastest lap of the race to David Pittard in the Walken Horse Motorsport BMW, so a feather in the young British driver's cap, but uh, it was the, the strength of the overall lineups. Lance David, Arnold and Norbert Seidler really kept everyone honest through the procedure for Frickadelli Racing and some fabulous racing in the opening hour. Yes, I felt that uh, Frickadelli can uh, regard themselves as being a little bit disappointed uh, because they certainly had a fast car and they had a good driver lineup and it it would have worked for them. Um, but, uh, you know, you just wonder what would have happened had Black Falcon not taken that call to do that uh, earlier pit stop. The 
point that, that they were able to um, make it when, and part of the reason why it was uh, a good move was the fact that there was a code 60 on the circuit when they called the car into the pits and that meant that that pit stop not only was short because it was a short stint but also was a short pit stop whilst others were going slowly so it was a kind of uh, doubly beneficial for them um, and with the winning margin being so small um, 14 seconds um, you know that that really did make the uh, make the difference at the end of the day yeah very very tight indeed but uh, all credit to the Black Falcon team and uh, moments that will stay me stay with me through the, through the uh, as I as I drive my way back home was that overtaking manoeuvre with cars passing either side of a back marker in a tight section of the circuit and also just the way the, the, the Frickadelli Porsches hunted as a pair early in the race and really got in uh, among the action the sharp end of SP9 Great performance as well from uh, um, Falcon Motorsports, the not the Black Falcon, but the Falcon Motorsports car, uh, the BMW, the uh, number three car, which uh, Peter Dumbreck and Steph Dusseldorp um, brought home in third place. Now, compare, uh, consider where that car was for much of the race. Um, and uh, I think it, the, the, the highest it got was second on the pit stop uh, cycle. But most of the time, it was kind of running down around the bottom of the top top six um but they stayed with it they um, made the fuel last when they had to make the fuel last and uh, were able to use Dusseldorf's speed towards the end of the race um to get past Georg Weiss and into second place the race is over and <laughs> the rain hits the camera lenses it lasted just long enough the dry period it stayed dry for all day up until just after 4 15 on the Saturday afternoon it was predicted it might arrive at 6 o'clock in the evening. It's arrived a little earlier, but not enough to change the outcome. But that could have been another twist. It's always there. It's always possible at the Nürburgring. But uh, the teams, the drivers, they got away with it. And, uh, well, there we go. Another little thing could have arrived at the end. The little thing that did arrive at the end was that little code 60 on the final lap of the race. And that's what turned a possible disaster to outright victory in VLN7 for the Black Falcon Mercedes team. Cameras all locked off, the marshals all walking, and then hopefully now driving back, not having got wet, to uh, conclude their race meeting. Back again in two weeks' time, and the vast majority of these cars will be back all over again to play. It started to feel autumnal today, it might feel a lot more autumnal in two weeks' time, and we'll have another mix of cars. Great to see the names, the manufacturers, the teams that come out and duke it out at the top of the field, but it's always a moving feast in the VLN. I think that's the beauty of it, is that uh, you never quite know what you're going to get, and uh, certainly towards the end of the season there will be, um, I'm sure, one or two surprise names popping into a BMW somewhere, um, people trying to get their uh, Nordschleifer permit for the 2019 season, and uh, interesting to hear from Jim Glickenhaus as well, that the Glickenhaus will be back in 2019, so uh, you know, that's something else to look out for in uh, addition to what I might call as mainstream GT3 cars, but to see the um, the other odd GT3 cars that we uh, get along as well, things like the Renault RS01 or the uh, Glickenhaus the SG, SCG, uh, always good to have those cars uh, out and uh, and just playing their part of the uh, of the battle as well which uh, just adds to the interest of the season thus far and yeah, I mean th this is again part of it you get the um the nice summer races and the good weather um in March remember VLM1 that was uh, um 
it was I say it was freezing cold we weren't there but it uh, was cold it was foggy uh, and then we go through the summer we get to uh, the autumn and you know by the end of the season you're uh, getting to uh, the the other extreme of weather as well so same circuit different do, feel I think. you do have to have you know a lot of uh, different experience know how to make the tires work in different race in different conditions even if it's dry uh, know how to get the tires up to uh, up to temperature and because you don't have a single tire for the uh, it's not a control tire format unless you're in um, one of the particular classes sp10 for example has a uh, a fixed tire but in most of the uh, gt3 classes and the other classes you're free to use what tire you want um, and and that again just gives you as a team um, more decisions to make more um, more things that you can get right things that you can get wrong that make a difference at the end of the race so many factors to be considered, so many options. And, of course, uh, for drivers not experienced the Nürburgring, if they came and played through the summer rounds of the VLN, they'd have thought, well, what a fine, benign circuit. I mean, tough in its own way. But when they come here later in the year, in the final two rounds, they might find much colder conditions, wet curbing, and therefore it makes the track, particularly the Nordschleife section, feel narrower and narrower and narrower. Same number of cars have come out to play, so plenty more racing to come for VLN for 2018 great race today really tight in the first hour but black falcon motorsport obscured their progress to the front but once it became clear they'd rolled the dice early they'd pitted early they were relying on it going to 28 laps it so nearly went to 29 and then their, their little ball would have unraveled somewhat well it i mean it wouldn't necessarily because uh, they had that 20 second advantage they just had to get the fuel on board so it might have worked for them we just don't know um just one thing to say quickly before we move on to the uh, podium presentations uh the um kistling motorsport opal manta finishing in second place in its class so uh, a good result for the team there in class h2 uh finishing in second place to the renault clio rs cup car uh, 614 of the Oberbrecht brothers that uh, won the class so out in third position overall Steph Dusseldorf the taller figure and Peter Dambreck alongside the Falcon Motorsport duo in their BMW M6 third a good solid result second for them last time third today clocking up the points very nicely indeed and the Frickadelli racing team should be next out in second place the red and white overalls Norbert Seidler followed out by Lance David Arnold onto the podium Plenty of applause from the, the friends, family, team members down below. And I can't wait to see just how relieved Hubert Hout looks when he comes out onto the podium along with his teammates for the Black Falcon Motorsport Mercedes, Manuel Metzger and Mauro Engel. But there'll be a big round of applause for them. Mauro Engel punching the air, very, very pleased indeed. He did a great opening couple of stints, a short one followed by a long one. And, of course, not only do we have three different manufacturers up there because we've got Mercedes, Porsche and BMW all represented, but we've got three different tyre manufacturers as well because you've got Falcon tyres uh, finishing in third place, the uh, Frickadelli Motorsports Porsche running on Dunlops and the winning Mercedes on Michelin tyres. So uh, you've got a three different manufacturers of tyres there as well. Indeed. Well, that's exactly how the manufacturers and the organisers would like to have it with so many different takers. And uh, fourth overall with the leading SP9 premium class runners. And that was the two Mensels and Jorg Weiss. 
I uh, know the premium class winners were Kint, Oliver Kintz and Jochen Krumbach with Georg Weiss. Oh, sorry, sorry. I've yes, got, got my bonds back to front again. Yes, sorry, you're quite did. right. Krumbach and Kintz. Kintz drove a fantastic early stint in the race. Did indeed. Opened up, what, 10, 15 seconds of an advantage, didn't he, in the early stages? Interesting expressions during the national anthem. At first, it was all smiles up on the podium, but maybe in the, a, a moment of uh, reflection, I was looking at the face of Peter Dunbreck, and he looked sort of, I'm one minute 14 down on overall victory. That is quite a margin, but uh, plenty of points for the Falcon Motorsport duo and their BMW M6. But it's all smiles, as you can imagine, the top set. Hubert Hout, the team leader, 49-year-old in the black overalls in the middle, flanked by... His teammates who did such a good job, Manuel Metzger and Maro Engel who led them away. So they're the ones with the big smiles. But for the rest, for the Frickadelli crew, they know they got in in the mix, but uh, could have gone the way, their way, it did not. The uh, SP10 class, uh, oh no, that's more than the motorsport who are uh, up on the podium next. They were the winners in SP8, I think. SP8, 11th place overall, yes. So the podium ceremony will go on and on. So many classes coming out to play. And uh, VLN7 has been another great event. So the 58th ADAC, Reinoldus Langstrecken Rennen is over and done. Victory to the Black Falcon Motorsport crew. The podium ceremony will go on and on. But for now, we're leaving you with back in two weeks' time for VLN8. That is all of us, all from us on RS3, part of the radio show Limited Network, and it's been packed from Spa-Francorchamps, the European Le Mans Series events on RS1. That's all from Paul Truswell and from me, Bruce Jones. Join us again soon. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMans.com.